Welcome to Super House. This is episode 46, and I farted. Hello, listeners. This is Super House episode 46. This is going to be our more or less our year-end episode i think before the new year and christmas we're going to be doing our best of 2016 lists games movies music tv best lays best beers best uh cured sausages um um i'm stefan from denver and alongside me is andrew coming in from los angeles joey from los angeles this is Maddie from Cincinnati. This is James from Los Angeles. Uh, this is Johnson. <laughs> I from live nowhere and everywhere. Johnson is his own hey. island. What is it? His, his own country. That's in Latvia. Um, <laughs> that was a callback joke. Um, so, uh, yeah, who's who wants to do their? Oh wait, wait. Yeah, not best of. We're gonna do Rogue One. Who wants to? Who wants to? Tackle this one first. I think, or I think Maddie should go first. Oh God, he was the first of us to see the the film. Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. So many Take thoughts, so many feels. Ah, well, I loved it, and it's it's just such a different Star Wars movie from anything else to me, anyway. Because I, I started with these characters that I ultimately knew. There's going to be spoilers in this, so if anyone's listening, go see this fucking movie, because I'm going to spoil the shit out of it. Yeah. We probably all are. Um, but you know these people are going to die. There's hope, There's a little hope you have that they're going to live, but, uh, man, it was just great. It was so bleak, and I just, like, I knew it was coming. I didn't know when. But when uh, K2 gets shot, and I was like, it's downhill from here, buddies. Everyone's da- going down. And it was just, oh, I don't know. I walked out of the theater and uh, this guy was like, man, that was like Halo Reach. And I was like, it was. All of a sudden you're playing with all these characters and you're just having all these emotions for all these characters. And then they just start getting picked off left and right, man. It's brutal. That's a brutal ass Star Wars movie that just came out. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's great. I don't, I mean, what else is to say? It's fucking good. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there anything else I could have used more of? I mean, maybe the Vader scene at the end could have been a little longer. It could have been a little more violent, you know. But it was fucking, it was fucking dope, though. I just, I don't know. I like, I just so much is flowing through me right now of my love for it, and I don't know, man. Someone else go. I need to. <laughs> or so I saw it both Thursday night in IMAX, and then the next day at work, uh, we ran it out of the theater and got to watch it again. Nice. And... I was like, what, did you illegally download that shit, James? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel the uh, same way as you do, Matt, about it. Like, I loved it, and it definitely was a different Star Wars film. It was even, like, shot differently, and, like, didn't have the same, like, high hopeful feeling, in a sense, of, like, the numbered titles usually have, where it's more rolling adventure. This was just a really gritty war film. An espionage film, yeah, just set oh. in the Star Wars film, uh, Star Wars universe, yeah. And I thought it was, you know, really well done. Maybe 
the beginning where they jumped around a lot to the different planets oh, yeah. uh, was a, a little bit off for me, but like by the second act where uh, they just flew right through and I thought it was great. I've read somewhere that uh, the director, uh, Gareth uh, Edwards, who directed Godzilla in 2014, he looked oh, at like yeah. a lot of uh, Vietnam War films and things like that, which you could see in the imagery, especially with mm -hmm. a lot of the helmets that uh, <laughs> were used in uh, the action sequence, which that's true. Also, was probably like one of the best action sequences of the year, and which just both the ground assault and then the ship battle. Oh yeah. Like, I don't even think uh, Force Awakens had as good of a uh, ship battle as this did. No, oh, definitely not. No. Especially the hammerhead scene was. Oh, dude! Incredible. Where the fuck did that ship come from, and why don't they use that more often? Jesus yeah. Christ! It's in Rebels. George Lucas. Yeah, why, is... like, yeah, of course George Lucas didn't come up with that shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too cool, man. Yeah, Admiral Radis is definitely my MVP of oh. like all the non non main characters. I, I wanted like uh, Akbar in the back, like pushing a broom or something. Yeah, he just up and he's like one day. Yes, sir. <laughs> he would he would have been pretty close to where you saw him in the three original films yeah. age wise yeah, yeah. Like, no i just thought it'd be uh, it was just more it would of be a cool. bad joke well it's no. like hey, jesus i'm oh. sorry it's Even sorry. way <laughs> <laughs> too like seeing where this film is in the timeline it's literally butt up right against a new hope because yeah. you see this the plans being handed off to leia and she just flies right off and so you know the very next scene is just the opening yeah. of the next film oh my god dude um, and as you said, yeah, the Vader scene was incredible. Like it, it was exactly what I hoped for. His basically Jason Voorhees moment. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Are you just one... ripping through those people? I have one minor annoyance with the movie. What's that? Tarkin. Like, <laughs> there were times I was like, that CG is fucking dope, and then there's times I was like, that looks like a shitty video game. <laughs> and like it, it was back and forth for me, man. It was just like too much, or like. I don't know, like the lighting seemed off to me, like. But when that Leia and when they did Leia, I was like, "Oh shit, that's fucking dope!" But you saw like two seconds of her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Leia looks guy, real good. Um, as you're seeing this older guy move around and stuff, um, that kind of took me out of the film a little bit. Uh, I also wanted to mention before we move on, uh, that score was fucking dope as shit, um, yes. because I loved it, like the hints of like John. It's like John Williams <clears throat> on acid or something. Like, I was listening to it, and I was like, Jesus, this fucking dude's everywhere. You know, like, you could hear all these elements of, like, John Williams, like, oh, yeah, I know that bit from the mm -hmm. Star Wars movie. And then it'd be, like, some other weird shit. Because, like, his – I don't even know how to say that guy's last name, but um, he did, like uh, – I think he did 10 Cloverfield Lane recently. Uh, he does, like, everything Abrams has anything to do with most of the time. He did, um, but, yeah, all this uh, – it's uh, Michael Gard – Garcino, uh, he did the Star Trek films, but it was actually Bear McCreary that did 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, did he? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah um, but uh, it was, um, I, I just thought it was such a weird, like, it fit the movie so well, like, I don't, I don't, I don't think I wanted John Williams to score Rogue One, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you didn't need him to. You needed someone different. So, like, I just thought it was great. I was trying to listen and watch, and it's really hard for me to do both sometimes. <laughs> And uh, but I just wanted to point out that the score was really cool. That and I, I and I'm hoping they continue this. Like, let's not get John Williams to do all the scores now. 
you know, for the main trilogy, that's cool. But like up next, Han Solo movie, I want someone else doing the score. So, but um, yeah, I just wanted to mention something about that. That's it. Yeah, I liked how this was such a different film compared to like the main numbered series, and also like how. It's funny, my girlfriend and I were talking, it's like, I don't know if really little kids should go and see this film. <laughs> it's fucking dark. It's, it's so yet... weird to see toys out. It's like, yeah. you, know these people are, you know these 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 people are dead, right? Like, well, <laughs> It's like, you know, we had a discussion about this where it's uh, like, episode seven was like, bringing out the kid in us again. And this is like the film for us at this age who has grown up with all these mm-hmm. Star Wars films, like wanting to know these backstories uh, and done so well. And like, even though it was bleak, like the whole like through line of it was still hope and stuff and like pushing forward with courage, no matter what, even they knew they're going to die, but they did this anyway because they had to and like, they knew it was the right thing to do. Like at the end Vader scene, the guy like first wanting to just open the door to keep running, but then he's like, no, take the plans, keep going. The, the like, whole they're... time when he was like trying to get through the door, I was like, dude, just hand off the plans. Yeah. What are you, you're wasting too much time. <laughs> Vader's too powerful for this shit. It's like, you yeah. know they're going to get the plans, but at the same time in that scene, you're just like, dude, just fucking pass off the plan. Go, just push it through. God damn it. <laughs> Relay race that shit. Right. <laughs> I, I so wanted uh, it to be like I wanted Ahsoka Tano to show up in the movie. Mm-hmm. I wanted it so bad. I wanted they her did. to fight fucking no. To I fight just... Vader in it, man. I just wanted because they they've done it on Rebels already, and I was like, could you, I just want to see a live action, man? I was really hoping there would be like, I don't know, something with like Vader doing a cool Jedi fight or something. Well, I, I kind of liked but... it without that, like, other than Donnie Yen, who is Force-sensitive and who is also incredible in the film. Yeah. Who, mm-hmm. uh, like, I liked how Vader was the only one because it kind of showed, like, how normal everyone else is. And when he does show up, it's a big fucking deal. Yeah. But, yeah. And... Listen, James, don't crush my dreams of seeing Ahsoka Tano live in the movie. Naked. <laughs> 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 But, but, but yeah, yes. like uh, someone else can go on, or else I'm just gonna keep rambling about. Yeah, right. This. <laughs> Stefan. Yeah, I'll go. Um, so yeah, I loved it. It's probably my. I don't know. That's it. I don't know. It's hard to say because it's so new, but it's probably my favorite Star Wars movie out of all of them. Wow. Just because, just because, only be- in the context of I already know all those movies and have been through them for so many years, so many years. Um. Like Empire is still probably my favorite, but but this one, well, I don't know, it's hard to say, but this one just had like everything you could want. Like what James was saying, it kind of grew up. This is the Star Wars that grew up with us. It wasn't so kiddie, you know, even the droids in it, aside from the cameo, um, the R2 and C-3PO cameo was just, you know, those, they were either like u- maintenance or utilitarian or utili- whatever, <laughs> utilitarian style or like droids or whatever. Ass. Um, but K2 was awesome, man. He was so he was cool. Really and it cool. wasn't, it wasn't about him being like cutesy or like bumbling or just like comic relief. He still was comic relief, but he was like such a serious, I mean, that part where he's like, he's really going down like a soldier in like a world war two movie or something. He's just like press forth on the mission, even though he's getting shot, knows he's going to die, press forth on the mission. And he's just a robot. But, um, that part when he was like, he was like, 
you know, do you want to know the odds of this or whatever? He's like, and then like he's ignoring him, and then he's just like, they're high, they're very high, you know. Like the comic relief was real nice and dry; it wasn't like in your face, like Jar Jar or even R two and <laughs> so it was nice. That was awesome. I love Felicity Jones. My God, she's a dream. She was amazing. Diego Luna was awesome. I like I like how they played on the morality of like the early rebellion and stuff, and like things they had to do. You know, it's like Syrian rebels and shit fighting. You know, what do you do when so many other li- others' lives are at stake? And, like, what do you answer to? And seemed like all those characters had. Dude, I was like, this is a different style yeah, of boys right and girls. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, right. 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 <laughs> the, tension, the tension building and then, and then the sets. As soon as the, the camera, like, panned down to that on the first time you're in Jetta City and you get into, like, that little marketplace with all the aliens, the creatures were amazing. It was like it was like it was like the Citizen Kane of Star Wars porn. And you like <laughs> you me. run into the two guys from the cantina. Oh, dude, so good. Yes. Yeah, so I oh. love I love how they I love like you knew the references were going to be there, but it's just mm-hmm. like it's so great because it's just this big crescendo moment right before A New Hope begins, and you see that ship flying in. So now everything about that ship, you know, the story of where that ship is coming from now and what it took, you know, and like. They painted these characters out all so good. They just everybody just kept pressing forward and handing off the baton, you know. And so there was only like the two left or whatever, and um, everybody seemed like accepting of their death, you know. And it lent it lent like what's the greater good is is defeating the empire, and it really showed the oppressive like stranglehold the empire was starting to achieve throughout the galaxy without just hearing about it, you know. Like you really got to see. You know, with the death troopers and everything, you really got to oh, see how how serious or how evil that it became. You know, it made it a little bit the 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 gravitas of it all kind of set in a little more seriously. So, I mean, I was just loving every single second of it. the The CG was a little off putting at first but i got used to it and i was like happy i'm like it's for the story it's for the good of the grander thing you know and leo seeing leo was cool and stuff um i I wonder if that'll stand up to the test of time but we'll see and just i mean all the characters the vader stuff it was so good i want to see it again because i feel like there's just so much to take in and talk about but um oh i know i just absolutely (laughs) loved it johnson Hated it. Oh my god! What? No, I'm kidding. I just felt like I. You scared felt like I had the back. I had a, I had a slight heart attack. <laughs> there, man. We're getting too old for oh, shit like this. Oh lord! No. We're getting too old for shit like that, John. You can't scare me. Nice <laughs> <laughs> no, breakup. Twenty sixteen. Uh, yeah, no, it was great. It was awesome. Yeah, this is like the Star Wars you want at this point. Um... There was no big like bombastic intro and text, which is cool. I mean, I get that they're trying to. Set oh, that's one thing I wanted to say. Yeah, trying to set themselves apart. Um, so yeah, I kind of missed out on that. They just like showed some text really quick, and that was it. Um, they got I don't time know. to wait Everything around. Everything else was covered. That war and that huh? thievery. I said they ain't got time uh, to wait around with the scroll, man. They got to get to it. Yeah. I love they did it so good though too. Right. They just had that little but, uh, like, and then it was like, bang. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> Johnson, what else? Give me some more favorite scene. Go. Who was your favorite character? Uh, Mine was Donnie Yen's character, by the way. I forgot the name. 
They were all good. I don't know. Uh, Felicity, I guess. Maybe. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish Donnie's mantra was a little more uh, creative. Mads yeah. is good, too. We didn't get but enough of him. Yeah. Of who? Mads. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't believe he was a good guy. Oh, Middleston. I really liked him. He really stood out. That's oh, yeah. That's I was going to say. Yeah. He's a I really love, good I love, actor. Yeah, dude. I love that, like, that defiantness, even in front of Vader a little bit, you know? Yeah. Oh, Mid Mid Middleston. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's, 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 yeah, he's a great actor. He's really good in everything. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, I thought so, too. I, I, I wanted him to be a little more, like, evil. Because I almost yeah. felt like at some points he was like, well, I'm really good friends with this guy, and I know he defected, and but I don't know. I just want him to be straight up, just like conniving evil, like just be like well, fuck me. I mean, this he guy. did slaughter like four scientists just to make a point. <laughs> yeah, that's I, right. Come on, Johnson, that's four scientists. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Star Wars. They're scientists. They were old. Galaxy there over. are a dime a dozen. Just yeah, I mean, no, they were at the end of they, their lives anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did. Uh, blow up that holy city, uh, which yeah, uh, still true. caused yeah. the extinction level event yeah. for the planet. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, let's just use a tiny bit of the Death Star's power. That explosion that reached out beyond the stratosphere. Yeah, that's right. Beautiful. <laughs> I don't really I think... think cared at all about a yeah. uh, life at all. No. Nah, yeah. I just, I feel like some of his Even character the... was lost to me when he was talking with. Uh... Tarkin a lot because I feel like Mendelssohn like when I've seen him act in other stuff when he's like around real people you get really good like scenes with him and I yeah. feel like he kind of suffered some when in those Tarkin scenes because he was like he, he's just talking to a dude in a green suit you know yeah I don't probably. know I just like when I I was like ah, I don't know those scenes like bug me the most out of that movie like I, I mean it was a hard movie, thing but... to do no I I totally understand yeah. I almost at this point would have been fine if they may recast someone who kind of looked like him yeah you figure yeah. there'd be somebody right do you yeah, like I mean, robert downey jr in civil war how they made him like young just get somebody who kind of i don't know it's just like i mean i get it it's cool they're trying to like break that uncanny <coughs> valley shit but it's just like mm -hmm. we're not there yet man like yeah and to have it that much on screen like leia was great because i was like oh shit who'd they get to play care like who's this carrie fisher wannabe motherfucker and then, it was like, and, and, and then I was like, "Oh shit, that's just CG! God damn, that's yeah, good." But then, like, <laughs> like I don't know. I, I kind of talked to Joey about it. I felt like there was too much emphasis on the, like the wrinkles in his face and shit. I don't mm -hmm. know. It was just something. It just for, that whole scene bugged me a lot. For me, at the beginning of the, the scene, was it seemed like a lot of the the light was harsher on Mendelssohn than it was on Peter oh, Cushing's yeah, yeah, yeah. CGI face. Mm -hmm. But as yeah. as the scene went on, it it got it got better, but. <laughs> Like my wife, yeah, like we we watched New Hope, I think last night. My wife looked at Tarkin. She's like, "Wasn't he in uh, Rogue One?" And I was like, "Yeah, CG version of his face was." Yeah, yeah, yeah right. I was, I was like, "He's still like the same age, like forty years ago." I was like, "Nah, he's he's past." <laughs> it's, cool that, it's cool that. Yeah. Oh, I was uh, gonna say it's sorry, cool that. Case... Go ahead. Go on. <laughs> I was just gonna say it's Stephen, cool there. Stephen, go. <laughs> For better or worse, they're the continuity that they're you know it's like for the good of the continuity and the strength of it seems like that's a big thing we've gone in to pay a lot of attention to even to be like like the Jimmy Smith's um, Bail Organa cameo was so good too just because it's like 
yeah, the prequels weren't like the best thing ever, but it's what happened in this history. This is what we accepted as canon, and mm -hmm. here he is. And I love Jimmy Smith's man. He's oh, yeah. fucking awesome. Oh, dude, I, I want to. He has such good presence, man, on screen. I'm just like, fuck yeah, this dude rules. And he's like, him and Mon Mothma are like, we gotta uphold this rebellion shit, and everybody's like, we're gonna fucking run. Dude, I, this <laughs> anyway. is what I want next. Bell Organa goes down to get Obi Wan to do some shit, and then they just go on an adventure together. Dude, yeah. <laughs> that movie. Bale and Obi. <laughs> Bale and Obi. <laughs> <laughs> That's the show, man. That's the Netflix show. Get it over. Like, it'll be like, uh, uh, what's that? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Think uh, of a good buddy picture, but no, it's, lethal weapon. It's, it's Joey's turn. It's Joey's time. Lay it down. Tell us. Tell us how much you hated it. Just <laughs> no, I liked it quite a bit. Um, I saw it in 3D, which I kind of like wished I didn't because I don't know if just like the glasses I had were terrible. Like, the, you know, there's so many different kinds of glasses. But anyway, um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I liked how sort of more real and gritty it was. Um, I liked all the characters. I thought uh, Forrest Whitaker was cool. I wanted to see a little bit more of him and his little like sort of robotic, like, you know, bottom half, you know. Um, and uh, just seeing like the Jedi temple where they're like mining like the the crystals and like you know it's pretty much like all mined out and there's just like people around and um, Donnie Yen and his like uh, friend I don't remember, I don't remember his name but he's got like that Vulcan Raven like Gatling Gatling gun that was pretty badass. Uh, Donnie Yen was great. I wanted to see. I wanted at least like one more fight with him. You know, yeah. cause I feel like the, the fight we got was a little was good, but it was like kind of short. Um, it'd been cool to see a little more. Uh, Vader at the end, his little like uh, as James said, is like Jason Voorhees scene where he's just like walking down the hallway and just like pushing people here, throwing a dude up against the the ceiling, and then hitting them from the back and like just like fucking people up was great. Um, let's see, I think K two is probably my favorite character in the the movie um i just like how kind of calculated he was whenever he uh got into like a scrap like when the the one guy like came yeah. in and like threw a grenade he just caught it and just like <laughs> threw it away yeah. like just like you know he just like calculated the, the whole like you know arc of that thing and just like clink just caught it was like get out of here you know uh he was great um another thing like there's a lot of things we've all seen the trailers and there's a lot of stuff in the trailers, like, like kind of big, like shots, you know, we, in LA there's billboards, there's like the billboard of like the, the line of stormtroopers like in the sea with the, the blue green background. Um, like none of that was in there. Uh, the scene with Felicity Jones, like walking on the platform and that tie fighter rising up, like she's yeah. about to battle, like straight up with a tie fighter with a pistol. Like that'd have been awesome to see, but you know, <laughs> I'm sure all that was cut out for a reason, but like that was some cool stuff. Would have been really cool to see. Um, let's see. Yeah, I think that's about it, man. It was fun. Um, I feel like I'm the only one here who hasn't seen it twice, but you know, <laughs> I, I, I haven't yet. Yeah, I haven't seen it twice. I wasn't I'm planning on seeing it now. twice. I wasn't planning on seeing it twice, but it just happened that way. Oh, I, I will see it two more times. <laughs> I, I'm going to see it one more time as well. I'm going to end up seeing it three times probably. Yeah, I may, see, I may end up seeing it again. We'll see. It depends on when I go home. Yes, you will. <laughs> oh, uh -oh. Ken, 
Kim Cameo. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Cameo. Uh, so I guess it's my turn. That's the 2016. It's all right. I guess it's my turn. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I wasn't expecting this to be this dark. I like, you know, Empire's been the darkest Star Wars for the longest time. And this one takes the cake, doesn't it? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, K2 was fucking awesome. You know, I was never like a huge R2 or C3PO fan, you know? Never really got into the droids whoa, of Star Wars. Whoa, 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 whoa. I like them, but a lot of people like they're they're like their favorite character, you know. Like, oh, what about Han, what about Han or Luke? Like you know, fucking square, dude. <laughs> but yeah, K two, like, like okay, this droid is the droid for me. I loved how like he was such an asshole, but when it really came down to it, he was obviously a nice guy. Otherwise, they would you know they had to make him likable ultimately, right? Yeah, I mean, he was, like, very loyal to the Diego Luna character. Yeah, I mean, there was that shot, there was that scene where, you know, he slaps him, and then, you know, later, a little later on, he's like, I'm sorry I slapped you, you know? <clears throat> I thought that was, you know, you start to see, like, them define that character really well at that point. Um, and, I mean, Felicity Jones is hilarious in her, like, in that black costume, because she's 5'3". Yeah. She's so, she's so small, but it was great. It was great. It's cool to see, like, there wasn't, like, a Jedi, there wasn't, like, a lightsaber battle, you know? There's that horror scene, but, but like, there's no, there's no other lightsaber, it's just the one. So, it's also got that going for it. It's, it's, like, mostly a blasters movie. Which was great, and like it really puts the war in Star Wars. Like this is this is a straight up like, this is a war movie, you know. And I think people we always forget that like oh yeah, this is about this is war it's Star is Star Wars. War is in the it's name. Like, this is the the accountability film. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, man. Fucking like all the the prequels are pretty war heavy, dude. That's true. That's true. Like I mean, but they're just not good. No, I mean, so, that, I mean, that's the thing. Somewhat, that's the thing. They're not yeah. good, but there's so much like but this one I was saw, like, yeah. I saw a meme that was, it was like, like someone's like Peckinpah finally they, Star Wars. There you go. That's a good. Uh, but I saw a meme that was like finally putting the war in Star Wars or something, and then some guys like did all the opening credits, and it's like episode three, like episode two, war exclamation point it's that's like, right that's oh, right yeah. like, all these like this, it's this like, one was show don't tell that no, was a I, like that was a valid point but i mean come on this was like an insane battle like the last hour of it right well i think yeah. the thing is is that like by the point you get that like insane battle is you you've come to love these characters and you want to follow them like i would have followed these guys through three films of trying to get the death star plans and i would have been like fuck they could have done that in one movie but i would have watched all two other of those fucking movies you know right 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 uh, and i was kind of like i was watching this and i was like oh my god i don't like i don't want k2 to die can you imagine the banter between him and r2 oh lord and then some of the other characters i really like too like uh, the guy that's from the night of and um mm -hmm. he's also in this other show called the oa and um oh shit that's him fuck yeah, yeah, that's dude. bodie right yeah yeah bodie yeah that's Violet? that's uh, you, bro. Violet. That's that's Stefan. <laughs> God um, damn it! I didn't like, even put that together, and I saw all the night of. All right, keep yeah. going. But um, yeah, I was just uh, I, I really like these characters, and I think by the time like you get to the war and you you know shit's gonna happen, you just feel for these characters. I was kind of comparing it to watching like Suicide Squad and like 
Batman versus Superman, like this pretty big ensemble cast where you were really looking forward to seeing these guys on screen together and their banter. And I was just like, God damn, they just made a Star Wars movie that I don't know anything about any of these fucking characters, and I've fallen more in love with these characters than I have, like, characters I've been reading for, like, 20-plus years, you know? And yep, it's just like, yep. this is a fucking great Star Wars movie, man. Like, to make you, like, be like, man, I'd love to see Felicity Jones' character in another movie. Oh, I'd love to see, you know, like, Donnie Yen's character and his, like, how do him and his, like, best boy get together? Like, how, what's that relation? what's that all about? You know, like, I need, I want all that, you know? I don't know, man. It was great. I just, uh... What was that clan called that they were part of? They were just uh, pretty, I don't remember. I have no idea. They, yeah, there was one point where they said they're they're a certain type of like clan or a certain type of person that like protects the ways of the Force and whatever that aren't Jedi. I'd have to look it up, but on Jeddah, I was like, yeah, yeah on Jeddah. <laughs> so there there's apparently more of them, I guess, that they were a group of. That's as soon I as caught, anyway, as soon as they mentioned Jedi Temple, I was like, "Ooh, what goes down at the temple?" Yeah. I wanted, I wish that wasn't destroyed. Like, I, I was really into that idea. What <laughs> what you need to watch yeah. is you need to watch you some Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you need to watch you some Rebels. All right, all Rebels. things will be explained. Um, uh, just like a couple more things. I thought Tarkin too. They like kind of brought me out of the movie, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's it just feels like. Ben Mendelsohn could have had another guy to act with that was the dark side, and Tarkin could have been somewhere else in canon, but not on screen. You know, it's like they really wanted to go out of their way to put this character there. Yeah. You know, it could have been just could have been some real actor, but it was pretty good for the most part. You know, it's like the voice was Is incredible. Tarkin in Empire, or does he die in New Hope? Ah, that's Tarkin dies in. Yeah, I think he dies in New Hope. Yeah, Tarkin dies in New Hope because he's in the uh, Death Star when it blows up. I I wonder if they put him in because it's like he has a lot of really good backstories and like novels and stuff. And like he's a pretty cool character. And I wonder if Gareth Edwards was just like, I love Tarkin. We need him. We need more of him. Because like I get that. I get that. Like he's like, you know, like, you know, watching like watching like Rebels and stuff. Tarkin's a big part of Rebels and stuff. And. The guy who does his voice and stuff is really awesome, and it's cool to see him. And I, I feel like they're trying because apparently, what's the name of that ship? Uh, is it the Ghost? Yeah, is Ghost from Rebels. Apparently, there's it was a shot in this of the too. Ghost. Yeah, it was yeah. in uh, it was in Rogue One when they were flying into like yeah. for the final battle, like oh, it's shit. like in the bottom oh, screen. Awesome. So they're trying to tie in some of like some of what's going on in this like cartoon series with this, and uh, like who knows how? Because there's been a rumor with the new one that. Benicio del Toro's in it, and he could play an older Ezra. I've heard of, I've heard of that. I yes. I, I don't know if it's true. I mean, I think it'd be yeah, cool if they finally, finally try to the, tie, tie some of the stuff together. The Forrest Whitaker character, Saw Guerrera, he was in yeah. Rebels once before, I think, and then he's coming back. Yeah. What? Later, right. Which is cool. And then, and then, yeah. It's, if you guys uh, aren't watching Rebels, like, get on about, that shit. I've been watching it, but I don't remember him being in there. But I'll, I'll pay attention from now. He wasn't right, in maybe season. He's about He's in season three, yeah. He's just just recently was in it. Oh, hmm. yeah. yeah. I haven't watched any season three, but he was not in season two, I know. So Alan Tudyk was the it's ba- awesome voice to see of K2 Forrest S- Whitaker. Oh yeah. Yeah, Tudyk. Yeah, is is Tudyk British, by the way? No, no. He was just kind of affecting a slight British accent, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's called okay. acting, Andrew. <laughs> acting. <laughs> Patrick Stewart here, acting genius. <laughs> That's the best part of American Dead. 
Yeah, I, I was gonna say Forrest Whitaker was fucking amazing. Oh, you know, in, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. I was just saying, he was amazing in this, and it's like it's cool, like, to see him in a Star Wars movie. He's such like a huge actor that ends up playing like you know a lot of movies you don't end up watching out of the year. Some of them are like independent or the like side roles, the more like paternal kind of character or in just i don't know like in arrival he was kind of like he was a good character but he was more or less f- made to f- feed the plot and, Look at fucking and stuff Whitaker but, but i feel like sci-fi this year but, I feel, that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but uh there was just amazing and he was like terrifying and also you felt for him a little bit and i loved how he needed to like he had to get his breath and stuff and it showed you like um some of how like not only the body is like affected by war and like the cybernetics that not only he has, but like the stuff that Vader has. Cause he was so reminiscent of Vader with the whole breath thing, you know, it was just like, mm-hmm. not that there's any canonical connections that I'm aware of, but just like you, that's the state of the world that they're in. There's probably many characters that are like that, that just like either, either like, you know, become more machine than man to sustain their life for longer times or just to, stay alive due to injuries or whatever so it was cool i love that whole moment you when you first meet him and that that oxygen mask like snaps back to the chest and stuff it was so cool keep the dream alive i, th- I wish that he was a little bit used more i mean he had uh, he delivered the message to uh felicity jones so that was really yeah. important but it kind of i kind of felt like one i wanted more of him but i guess it's, it's better than than overusing him but uh yeah he was a, he was a great character and it was a First time I kind of like really realized that the 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 people on the good side have their fanatics too. I never yeah. thought about that before with Star Wars, you know. And you get to see uh, like Diego Luna's character as well. He talks about all the bad shit he's done for the rebellion. Yeah. The shit I that war that, shit. that the shit that war That's makes you love. do. Yeah, so I love the the graying of, of of everything because you got this movie that's literally got the light and the dark side, so it's black and white literally, but it's cool to <laughs> it's cool to see this gray kind of uh, appear. Yeah, yeah, that that shit is great. I'm so, really hoping this is some premonition to episode eight. Maddie, I'm sure it ties some, together like, somehow. I, I'm get, I'm hoping that we're getting like, I hope when episode eight. We maybe get some like maybe a gray Jedi Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Like the shit he had to he's been through. Yeah. So uh, you're talking about Forrest Whitaker Saguerrero being in Rebels, right? Yeah, he's in, right. He, okay, so if he dies in the movie before Episode Four, how is he in Rebels? Is before Rogue Rebels one. and uh, right, Rebels I'm, and Rogue I'm One thinking, take place I'm, around the same. I'm somehow, I'm time. thinking it was after Episode Seven. Or, or, or after six, before seven. Oh, okay, no, yeah, no, Rebels. No. Rebels yeah, you're yeah. right, you're right, you're right. Re- Rebels is, like, right after, like, several years after the Clone Wars. Right. Like, I forget after what the, the third one, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, even, the, like, yeah, so. Uh, Never mind. Making, making <laughs> yeah. Good, yeah, no, you're fine. with this continuity. I, I mean, like, if you're not watching Rebels and then someone's like, hey, this character shows up in the show, you're like, but what? Huh? Huh? I don't watch, or I'm trying to catch up, and it's like. So much like it's it's a lot if you're not like paying attention because like Darth Maul is still alive in right. Rebels so you know people are like but how is and he was even in Clone Wars too so it's it's weird it, there's weirdness going on in the Star Wars universe I, I love it I love it 
calculated you know, weirdness. If you, it, like if you if you just happen to catch a little promo, you're gonna be like, wait, Saul Grant and Darth Maul, but but what what was happening? <laughs> but uh, it's yeah. that it's that dude who uh, what's the guy who like runs Rebels and did Clone Wars? Uh, I forget that guy's name. But Dave it's the same. something. Yeah. That something dude, I just read something recently where he's like he was named like one of the head like creative officers of the canon and stuff now because they've been doing such a good job in storytelling. Dude, They're both canon, right? Clone Wars and yeah. Rebels are both canon? Yeah. 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 Wow, okay. Yeah. What is his name? What is his name? It starts with an F. It's like Dave for... Filoni? Dave yeah. Filoni, yeah. Yeah, that guy's a badass. He's, he's Dude, probably the, the ultimate Star Wars fan. You, like, you know the shit that you're always like, man, I wish Vader would do this, or I wish Darth Maul, or I wish some Jedis would do this shit. He thinks of it and goes... It's in a kid's cartoon. You just watch this shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, there's that scene, like, I, I think I posted it as I was watching it, but there's a scene where, uh, like, uh, someone tries to drop something on Vader, and he just, like, fucking, like, it falls on him, and you're like, oh, shit. And then Vader just, like, lifts this huge, massive thing, and it took, like, two people to bring it down on him. And you're like, oh, shit, Vader's strong as fuck. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, anger. Um, and you, like, you don't get to see that shit. In the, like, not until this film that we get to see how, like, brutal Vader can be. But, like, I was kind of prepared for it because in Rebels, that motherfucker is intense. Yeah. Like, even in the kid's yeah. cartoon, you're like, oh, shit, Vader's on screen. Like, there's a full cool <laughs> fight scene between him and Osaka... Osaka Tano in it, and I was like, oh my god, he's gonna kill her in this, and then it's like, oh god, she nearly escaped, I love this so much. I don't know, <laughs> that show's so yeah. good, man. Like, if you just, like, need something to bide your time till the next Star Wars but uh, it's not on day, any get ready. Services. That's my problem, it's like, it's not on oh, any, yeah. it's, you gotta like, You have to watch it on Disney it XD, so I usually wait till yeah. the seasons come out and just, like, buy the DVD oh, and word. just, like, binge it, because That's actually I, a great idea. I just don't like spending money. Know. I don't either, but there are certain things I spend money <laughs> for. It's called Star Wars. <laughs> don't, you got enough of my money, Disney. It's not. I don't even care that they're attached. God, to here's it. a Boba it's Fett Star movie. Wars. Oh, yeah, here's a Han Solo movie. Oh look, Spider-Man like, is going to Antarctica. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here, let's do this. Let's can do can this. I just this give them awesome. my like? Can I just like pre-order ahead of time? Just like here, just take yeah, yeah. pre-order take entire. <laughs> yeah. It's like Marvel catalog, Disney and Marvel season. catalog in Star Wars. Next twenty years, ten thousand dollars. <laughs> I'll just like if if I die in that time, I'll just will it to one of you guys. Thanks, bro. Yeah, yeah I got you guys. I appreciate siphon that. It, siphon it into your brain. Was anybody else kind of confused uh, after they got past the part of uh, uh, what's her name, uh, Felicity Jones's uh, uh, setup? Like when they, I was a little bit confused when they were going through like planet to planet, and uh, they're talking about the Imperial doing this and that. Like the first time, the second time I saw it, I fully understood it completely. I don't know. I I, I yeah. seem to uh, kind of, I can miss quite a lot the first time I watch a movie for some reason, but the second time, solid as hell. Yeah. And I, I agree with Joey, three D, not that good. Yeah, I wish I didn't see it in three D. It was it was way dark and. I saw it, I saw two D and three D, so I can really compare. I go see yeah, IMAX I when it's cheaper. Three D is uh, well, totally not, not worth it. You know what I'll never do? I can do a whole Star Wars in three D. Star Wars. I totally forgot I had asked for three D. Oh, here's your glasses. Like, oh, all right. You're I like, guess. you're like, oh shit. I, yeah, that's. It was the only screening that I 
could see at the time that I was at the theater. So I, I would have chose, yeah. chosen 3D again. I had the choice to see Allied, the Brad Pitt movie, mm-hmm. or Star Wars again. And I was like, nah, fuck, fuck yeah. Brad Pitt. <laughs> going to fall asleep in that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That movie looks boring It's a good movie, hell. but yeah, I think Star Wars <laughs> is fun. Yeah. Plus, yeah, I wanted to kind of like fully grasp everything really well before the podcast as well. And I'm glad I did that. And so I, I think it was, it was better the second time. Better the second yeah. time, I think. Oh, so I wrote this first, but um, Clone Wars is on Netflix, all six seasons in the movie. Oh, Sweet. shit. Netflix, oh, I watch did that it. shit. It's, it's so I was good. heavily smoking weed. <laughs> Hammerhead Corvette. Not making a whole oh, lot of dude. money. Oh, that fucking ship show, dude. Dude, the when Hammerhead Corvette, man. Like, Holy yeah. shit. When that came on, I was like, what the fuck's this thing going to do? And then it happened, and I went, this is a great fucking idea. Like, why is this not used more often in every Star Wars movie ever. Like, in uh, New Hope and through, <laughs> 4, 5, and 6, they're just like, we don't need that ship anymore. That could have saved your asses so many fucking times. <laughs> yeah, Star Destroyer. Oh, yeah. What about those What about those TIE fighters that were really slick? Oh, like, yeah. They were they're just like, chewing. Uh, I forget what they call them. Like, the TIE, like, not bombers, but they had another name for them. They, call, they said in the movie they said it? Yeah, well, in canon, there's, like, another name for them. Okay. Oh, okay. They, those things Tie are strikers, cool as hell. Tie striker. Tie striker. Yeah. Hell yeah. Those things are bad. I'm going to get one tattooed on my the back. Best thing, the best thing George Lucas ever did, besides create Star Wars, <laughs> was give it to fucking Disney. God, <laughs> what a great fucking movie, <laughs> What about Jesus pioneering Christ. THX? <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, oh, all right, fine. Or, He's or, good for or, like no, three I'm things, but fucking like... <laughs> just like THX. Like, could you, like, I can't even. Like, it, it blows my mind that I have Star Wars movies. Don like, Linear. Good Star Wars movies. Like, whatever what you think about the force... made with digital. Shut cinema. up, Stefan. <laughs> I'm going to mute your ass in a second, Stefan. <laughs> what about Red Wings? Oh, wait, was that? It's called Red Tail Flags. What about Corvette Sun? Oh, wait, that was a Mark Hamill movie. Maddie Prozine. American Graffiti. Just, I never, I That'd never thought, I, I never thought I would see yeah. this movie. You know, I never thought I would see yeah. how the plans got well, stolen. Yeah. It's you know, unapologetic, yeah. right? It's so fucking solidly. Yeah. I mean, they, they all are, of course, but it's just so in the world. You know, I don't know. It's like Force Awakens was just such a like another introduction, and and yeah. and which is fine, but like this one is like. We're not introducing shit. We're not even saying this guy's name, yeah. by the way. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the whole fucking movie. So uh, that you. was interesting. Yeah. yeah this I just... Oh, go ahead, James. This entire film is the opening crawl from A New Hope. Like, if you yeah, go right? online. Yeah. 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 Is it really? Yeah. yeah. It it so... It's a, t- a period it of it... civil war. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. Holy the shit. Battle, Rebel spies managed to steal the circuit plans to Empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Star, an armored space oh. station with enough power to destroy an entire planet. Pursued by the Emperor's sinister plan, Princess Leia races home aboard her starship, custodian of the stolen plans that can save her people and restore freedom to the galaxy. That's the entire fucking film right yeah. there. Oh my god, I just got fucking chills, <laughs> That was great. That's great. Yeah, I, got the, I got the Holy Ghost in me. Plus, you know, there were there were there were fanboys talking shit for like thirty years, like, oh, they're just that hole in the Death Star is just so convenient, you yes, know. <laughs> and now it's and now it's like shut those motherfuckers down, right? Yeah, Dave and I had Edwards in the hope last night, and we're like, oh shit, that's the yeah. Know, we just watched not, that. We literally just yeah. watched that. 
<laughs> now you see why those little British dudes are so terrified at the beginning of A New Hope. <laughs> yeah. they Dude, were just that's right. Helmets. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to butt up right up against, you know, I I, yeah. I like that was, fucking either. hallway scene, dude, and... Yeah, of course. I don't have to say it anymore, but yeah, Darth Vader. God, dude. You could, yeah, you could literally edit in the next shot, the first shot of A New Hope, and it would be seamless. Yeah, yeah. right? Dude, that I <sighs> love the fucking Vader intro, though. Like, I don't need to talk about it. Him in the fucking tube of, like, yeah. that system. That shit yeah. was so fucking cool, man. I wanted yeah, to see like, more. I was like, come on, show me more. I want to see it showed his body him, all showed him, like, up. a little bit, and then you saw the steam rise up, and it covered him. I was like, oh, just, just a taste. Yeah, dude, it was so fucking cool, man. I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's a good introduction to Vader. Like, to, oh, I don't know, man. Like, that shit's so cool. Like, I had no idea. Like, I knew Vader would probably be in it, like, before. Like, when we had a teaser and stuff, I was like, Vader should be in this. This would be cool to see him. But, like, I had no idea it was going to be that. And, like, yeah, I, I guess, like, it could have been, like, you could have done some extreme shit with Vader. Like, some Force Unleashed shit. But I thought it was good. I thought it was tasteful for the for the film. You know, I don't know, man. He did kill a lot of motherfuckers on that ship, though. I love how like terrified the the guys are too. Their their reactions to Vader, man, it really like yeah. sells it. Yeah, dude. I, that's the thing, man. It's like because I like I've never been a fan of like the like I like Vader. I get it, but the costume to me is just it seems to be getting dated. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> and because like I mean you look at like if I was like look like looking at some of the designs for Kylo Ren and like some of that and I was like man Vader's like cool like I get it he's like he's Vader you know but like I feel like this are like hey you're, like for me anyway I was watching it, I was like oh they made him scary again I fear this costume once again yeah you know, I fear like, I fear this again? costume because <laughs> I, I I don't think like, in, the, in the in the in the other in the original trilogy it's like. Like, by today's standards of what's scary or what's powerful, like, when you rewatch those now, it's kind of like, I mean, he does some cool shit, but it's not, like, extreme, you know? Because, I mean, like, they were limited with, like, their lightsaber, like, what they could do on film, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's why it was cool to see him do this, because you're like, oh, shit. Because, like, like, in, like, uh, Rebels and stuff, you get to see him do some amazing shit in there, but it was that kind of cool to see him do, like, a lot of stuff all at once, like... Use the force choke, force push, all of it all at the same time to fly. Oh, I don't know, man. God damn, yeah. that movie's good. Yeah, yeah. I need to go see that shit again. Yeah. Like, it just makes oh, me yeah. super excited for episode eight, man. Like, I, oh, man. You do not yet realize the power <laughs> of the dark side of the force. <laughs> if this is a diplomatic mission, then where is the ambassador? <laughs> Where is the yeah. Where is the ambassador? So it's unanimous. We all love Rogue One. A plus 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 plus. A yeah. million thumbs a up. Plus plus. Yeah. What I want to say is a closer. What I want to say is a closer. Thirteen. Is uh very soon, we're going to start seeing images and teasers of uh, Episode Eight. Oh my That's God! True. Shut mm-hmm. your face. I was really hoping I was really hoping we get a teaser or something. Something. Just like just like just like the trailer. Like like the fucking name of the movie? Yeah, what's the name of the movie? Like coming in one year. You know, just something quick. It's like that's all it is. Attack of the Clones too. You know, as soon as done that and then show Luke Skywalker igniting a lightsaber, I'm like, I'm done. In. 
Take my money now. Where, where do I sign? <laughs> Dude, I want to see them train. Like, what's it going to be called? Like, yeah. you know, Star Wars, Knights of Ren, like Jedi shit. Knights, something well, crazy? I, there yeah, was some kind of rumor other that, like, that they killed. released it. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I was reading that they released the, like, they think they know the title of the new Star Wars film. I was like, no, I'll wait. Yep. I'll wait yeah, just, just wait. This just came out like two days ago, man. Like, just fucking, we already just just revel in Rogue One right now, you know? What if they have a theme going <laughs> with, like, the Awakened? No, here's the thing. I, if I need all the wars. All the time. If, if you think of, if you remember, in December of 2014, we got that, like, teaser of Episode 7, where it's like there's no dialogue. It's just, like, yeah. shots. It's like... Uh, Finn popping up and like, oh, it's a dude and it's a, a stormtrooper. It's like, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Or then you get like BB-8 rolling, oh, and then on. you get like uh, Ray on his on her little ship like passing through. You know, it's like real. Joe, I'm gonna have stuff. to put in Force Awakens right now. <laughs> I watched it today, son. <laughs> dude, I I I need to I need to go through. I need to go through and do all. Yeah. But yeah. It's like, it's like JJ has been known to do that. He did it with Star Trek. And so like, it's like, man, it's like, we got a year. It's like, give us a little, just, 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 just a teats. You could have just had BB-8 roll on the screen and say some BB-8 shit and then roll off. And then it said Star Wars episode eight. And I would have been like, fuck yes, man. Woo. That shit's going to be great. And it's like, you didn't see a shot from the movie. Shut up guy next to me. It's going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) There's an album called, uh, Argus by a band called Wishbone Ash from like the. Um, Hello. The cover of that was inspiration of Vader's costume. Hmm. Check hmm. it out. It looks. I looked it up. It looks pretty. Wishbone Ash. Vader like Wishbone Ash. Yeah, it's like a Roman soldier in his helmet, silhouetted, with a spear, but it looks pretty damn Vader like. Okay. But I was told that once, so listen to it. It's a good album. Yeah, I see it. Nice. You see how I totally derailed the entire conversation there? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite alien creature from the Star Wars universe? <laughs> I like Twi'leks because they have Twi'lek strippers. They're the ones in Jabba's palace with the Tail, head, head tails. <laughs> I want to get a K two toy, probably, dude. This is the first time I've ever yeah. get a Star Wars figure. Dude, K two didn't play, man. That's that's one thing I liked about. It. He just like, he said he said he had to say he's a little dry humor, and he just like you know like he when he like reached out and like body slammed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Body yeah. slammed her. What's her name? Like in the beginning, like oh shit, <laughs> this guy's not fucking around. You're being risky. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> your actions, what do you say? Your, your actions have been surprised, have surprised me again and again or some shit like that. Yeah, that was the other line that really sells like he's like actually like, a nice guy. Like, and then he guy. dies after. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you said your friend hasn't... He, he he's actually can't hear it. So my friend Mike is here, but he doesn't have his headphones in yet. So feel free to oh, okay. keep going. Uh, can we talk a little bit about uh, Donnie Yen and his best buddy? Because yes. I don't think we talked enough about those motherfuckers. I'm the force. What a relationship. I the hope they're together. I hope they're a loving I'm couple. I'm the force. Yeah. The force is with me. Well, this is the first time you see Kung Fu, basically, in Star Wars, yeah. right? Well, I guess you saw really it awesome. in... Uh, 
Darth, Darth Maul, Maul, but this was this was better though. I think this is so good. Yeah, when he blows that fucking tie fighter I down, I don't believe that. Oh, dude! That's oh terrible. my now, when god! When he brought out his that shit was dope. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was good. That was some legit shit. That was some Hawkeye <laughs> shit. Yeah, and he's so peaceful all the time. You know, he's just like, I didn't shoot that plane down. Now, boom. Yeah, right. My, my, like, I, I don't know why I didn't talk about this, but my favorite moment oh. is when he chants his little I'm one with the force moment, walks the out force, there, the force with me. does yeah. the thing, gets blown up afterwards, and then his friend is just like, does the same thing. I was like, this is fucking touching yeah. his shit, man. Like, I did like a little, like, I did a little. <gasps> Wherever you'll find the force, oh, you will find me. Oh, then they stare, he stares back at him as he's dying. Oh, my God, dude. This movie's fucking brilliant. Yeah, man, I mean, love, I love it. Put more man love in my Star Wars. When they were all taken and like with the bags over his, he's like, I'm blind. Come oh, on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they know. They know he knows where he's going. I love that character because he's not a Jedi, but he's such a badass on his own right. I like yeah. how they're expanding the belief of the Force and like how oh, it's not yeah. just a Jedi yeah. thing. They're showing how it's, it, it's. I mean, it's part of that whole universe. It makes yeah. it comprises that whole universe. So it's like it's really cool to see. She's wearing like or possibly a kyber crystal around her neck oh and... no it's yeah. totally a kyber crystal oh, trust the force yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. before this did we yeah, ever yeah. know that the death star was powered by kyber crystals because that's like uh they incorporated it uh first in the movies in the force awakens when they talk about those cannons oh. that they shoot at the tie fighters they oh, okay well and it's not even directly in the movie in like a book the um it's oh, okay. one of those books that has all the weapons like the encyclopedia and stuff Oh, okay. Yeah, they talk about how they're powered by kyber crystals on those things, so it's like slowly has bled in, and this was like a perfect I, opportunity to take to be like, that's why this fucking thing is so powerful. You're gonna I learn mean, about it makes kyber sense. crystals. Like if you sit strapping. Yeah, the most powerful weapon of a Jedi is lightsaber, and Sith lords use it. So why yeah. wouldn't you want to power a fucking Death Star with that shit? So that was right. totally yeah. new. That was totally new. This new that idea. Newish. Uh, kyber okay. crystals have been around for a long time, though, in the extended, in the expanded universe. But then that's powering cool. the actual beam in the Death Star—that's yeah. yes. Uh, I think okay. it was in the, like the New Jedi Order of books when there's like Jason Solo and um, Anakin Solo and uh, Luke's new generation or whatever, whatever. Just in the it's, books. But it's so cool about the sorry uh, about the extended universe is like how they just like they you know they got rid of it to a certain degree, the continuity of it, but that you can tell that they're mining for, like, the choice bits, oh, like, yeah. the, the yeah, fandom, you know? I feel that's good, what they did. Like, they got rid of it. A lot of people are upset about that, but they said, yeah. no, it's still there, so we can take the good shit from there right. and use that. Well, yeah, so. I mean, like, uh, in Rebels, Thrawn showed up in Rebels, and I was like, fuck yes. This general is so fucking cool. Yeah. Like, I can't wait to watch season three. Like... Thrawn is probably one of my favorite villains in the Star Wars universe. Like, I hope I haven't seen him in the show, so I don't know. But like in the three books, uh, what? Oh God, what the fuck are they called? Uh, heir to the uh, Empire. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, those three, yeah. where Thrawn's the bad guy, are fucking. They're just so good. He's just such a good fucking villain, man. I like. Can't wait to see him on like the small screen. You know. Yeah. He he like, he deserves to be up there. Do you think uh, General What's His Face from Rogue One was like there is any intention of like there's something reminiscent of the Thrawn character in him? Um, I don't think so. I think uh, I, I think th to me Thrawn is uh, he's more badass than Ben Mendelsohn's character. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I was really hoping. That's kind of what I thought early in the trailers. Oh, no, I totally agree. Some of the imagery kind of invoked that. Which one is Thrawn, Matty? He is, he's just like a, so in, so in the extended universe, the Emperor is like kind of racist towards alien races. That's why everyone you see on any kind of ship that's from the Empire is always human. Um, so uh, in this series of books, a backup plan, if the Empire should ever fall, he left it to one general, and his name is Thrawn, and he's the only alien that uh, Emperor, uh, Emperor Palpatine has ever like recruited for the Empire. Yeah. So, and he's the backup plan. Like, if all, if all, shit goes to hell, like, Vader's dead, uh, he's dead, General Thrawn is there for backup to make the Empire rise again. So he's the blue so, dude on Rebels. Yeah, he's the blue dude on Rebels. He's the blue dude with red eyes. And, like, when you read that book, you're like, oh, shit, no wonder this dude's their backup plan, because he's fucking evil as fuck and super smart. Like, oh, I don't know, man. It's, it's one of those infuriating characters. He's like... Like, if you read Sherlock versus Moriarty, he's, like, like the same thing, almost. It's, like, Luke to Thrawn. Like, Thrawn is, like, one step ahead of Luke, even though Luke has the Force. Mm-hmm. And like, he's just such a good fucking villain, man. It's going right. to be interesting to see how they put him into Rebels, since it's, like, you don't get that whole Luke and him kind oh, of yeah. thing. But, but it's still um, possibly they could still connect those two, yeah? I guess. I mean, I, I like have no idea like uh, how Rebels is going to end would that. Be older but I, I really think the creator of like Rebels and Clone Wars was probably just a really big fan of those books. It yeah. was like, we need to introduce this general. Like, this would be a great moment in this yeah. series, and this is the only way we can do it now. Because like, I feel if they introduced it in like the new Star Wars trilogy, it'd be like, you'd have to explain so much, and it'd be like, well, how does Luke know him, and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, I mean, you could just introduce him as, like, a new guy. I mean, maybe they will. I don't know. But um, I have no idea what they have planned for me in Episode Eight. Better be fucking good, though, Ryan Johnson. Better be fucking good. It better be fucking good, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Coming to your house, boy. There's no reason to not believe it's going to be good, though, so far. Yeah, Ryan Johnson I mean, is yeah. the main reason. He's the biggest reason. He's probably the biggest, hugest reason. But... I will say if there's any time travel in Star Wars, I will like it less. Mm-hmm. Which has been a lot of rumor. Yeah. But I just don't feel yeah, Star Wars to me doesn't need time travel. Like No. It, it, yeah. I don't think it'll get that. That's I mean, it, it's overused in Star Trek for one. It's like every other episode. Yeah. And it it distinguishes itself in that way as well. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want it that, I wouldn't want it in there as in either. I mean, it, it, maybe if there was, like, a minuscule one that's easily explained. You know, something that you could, like, wrap up in that film, yeah. but it's never do it again. science fantasy, you know, like, don't get, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I, I doubt they would. I think I've heard those rumors, too. I hope they don't, but, God, it's Ryan Johnson. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, but he has no control over the script, probably, right? Right. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah. The, 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 and he's, he is a good director in that regard. Kathleen, like, Kathleen yeah. Kenner or whatever, Kathleen Keener, what's her name? Kennedy? Kathleen Kennedy. Kennedy, yeah, Kennedy. she she's like Kennedy. a top, and her and, and Abrams, right? They're the top top people that oversee yeah, all the scripts. There's a few of them. There's there's nine people on the story group that come up with it. Okay, and but but Ryan Johnson is not one of them, correct? I mean, he probably no, has but some I think input, I think he gets sure some he some yeah, yeah creative input to it. Yeah, but like, I, I mean, not not, not enough to ruin offering. it. I think I would I would hope. Because I know yeah. that there was that yeah, not, with- yeah not 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 yeah. No. There's like, gonna be those people moments, thinking he's doing a time travel like, oh, because he did bloopers. It's like the only reason. 
What? What? Oh, he does one movie wow. called Looper, and people think he's going to do time travel for Star Wars. Is that what's happening? I mean, um, I just, I didn't like. I don't, do? I don't, do I, I don't. No. I just don't think I care. It's the only sci-fi movie that he's much. Done, <laughs> um, I just, uh, I don't know. Like, I, like it's because yeah, it's the only sci-fi it's, movie. It's he's not going to happen. Yeah, I'm more I mean, impressed by his work on Breaking Bad, anyway, and like. So yeah, there's no time does that mean we're gonna have a lot of meth. Oh, he was. Not, I didn't know he was on Breaking yeah. Bad. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know. I I saw him speak at the Denver Film Festival like a few years ago, and he's just a sniveling little son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> some hate. Some yeah. hate. And, and there's Bloom. My favorite movie by him was there. Oh my god. Podcast. I fucking walked out of that movie. <laughs> I did not like <laughs> the brothers. I ever really walked out of was the brothers Bloom. Hmm. That was a terrible movie. I've anyway, never seen so. it. That's awful. But dope. James is correct. The Breaking Bad episodes he did are very good. The Fly yeah. one. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So then he good. knows how to take Fly. orders and sit down when he needs to. No one to shut up, little motherfucker. I mean, I, I think the thing is, it'll be visually Sorry. cool, and I think he's going to do some cool shit in it. I think he's, he has a good visual sense. Ryan Johnson bully. Good style, but um, sure. yeah, I, I don't know. I just, it's just like worrisome, you know. Like I was kind of like. I love J.J. Abrams, oh, but I was also kind of worried that, um, you know, I was like, what's he going to do with Star Wars? Like, I don't know. What the fuck, yeah. you know? I'm not too worried just because there's so many so many hands involved, but it just we'll pissed fine. me off the first time I read it. I'm like, you really couldn't find any better director <laughs> than that. But but I'm just, I just think I just don't like his movies personally, so that's... This will be the first one, Stefan. The new episode. He's working. That's <laughs> cool. Go, That's right, awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Maybe it'll yeah. be like a poltergeist kind of thing where he's just too high all the time and J.J. Abrams actually has to come in and direct it. But it still gives him credit. <laughs> or maybe it'll be like one of those things where years and years down the road, I'm like, oh, he's a great director. You know, I didn't really, I wasn't really a big fan of his Brothers early Bloom's stuff. Brothers Bloom's not but... good. It's not good. Huh? <laughs> yeah. okay. Brothers Bloom isn't good. Brick, I appreciate I like Brick, Brick for like, you know, like the experiment that it is. But I can't. I mean, I can't watch it with a straight face anymore. It's just, but and I, not that I've watched I, it a lot. I love and, your hate for him. It's and Looper was <laughs> for Ryan yes. Johnson. Well, he could eat my ass then. <laughs> I like Looper. I thought it was all right. I haven't seen anything else he's made though. Uh, I just, I just don't like. I don't like his sensibilities about directing. I'm not saying that they're bad necessarily. It's just somehow it's like you know, it's like some people don't like cilantro. Some people don't like black licorice. I can't oh, fucking Black, stand Ryan Johnson. Black licorice is the worst. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> but, you know. Whatever. Tell us how you really feel. Oh, oh all right. This little mother... <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for episode eight. Come on. Come on. Dude, come on. oh my God. Ugh. I hope there's a I, fucking like, four-sided lightsaber, motherfucker. I mean... <laughs> well, my, my, the thing I'm looking forward to most in episode eight is the, the Sith training. Because we've seen... We've seen uh, Yoda train Luke. We kind of know what Ooh. that looks what that looks like. So we're, we're gonna like there's 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 hints too. It's like you will now complete your training that Snoke says at the end of Force Awakens. Yeah. So I'm I'm assuming they're not gonna skip over that. They're gonna show Snoke training him, right? Or or or, get, or minions get... of some kind, stronger minions maybe. Have you guys heard know. about the opening about to what episode eight is supposed to open with? No, I don't no. want to know. Okay. I read, I read, and it went, I went, I just went down that rabbit hole for a hot minute, and I backed out. I got out. <laughs> Did you read a single I won't word? I any of it until I see it. Oh, dude. Oh, 
If it's if this is true What's at all, butter? that opening is gonna be fucking amazing. Oh no! It's all lies. No, I don't even want to know. No, I don't even want to know, man. Hell no. It's trash, Matt. It's trash. Trash. Well, I hope. I mean, <laughs> trash. I mean, I hope it's not trash. <laughs> protesting that you know? If it is trash, <laughs> then I'm gonna be very disappointed. No, it's gonna be good. I. It's so hard not to get that clickbait, and then you're in there, and you're like, well, all right, I can deal with this. But there's certain things I think. Dude, they, get. they know how to get. Like, me. like they how you were with the trailers for Rogue One. Like that's how I am. With with these big ones, you know. Like Listen, Stefan, like... I needed a little taste. I needed something to tie me over. Need a little no, taste. No, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm. Don't judge I'm, me too harshly. I'm, I'm standing next <laughs> to your point. I'm standing I'm weak next to your point. I've seen Star Wars and Force Awakens so much. Yeah. Oh man, it's so great. It's a good time to be a Star Wars fan. Oh, dude. Oh. We grew I up, by the way, in like one of the big, the biggest Star like friends. scarcities of Star Wars was the '80s and '90s, right? Right. Like yeah. they they were re-releasing Star Wars. Like I've learned this from comic book men, but when 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 Return of the Jedi came out, they re-released because they didn't have VHS players, right? They didn't have VCRs, right? They re-released the other Star Wars films and shit in the theater. So Empire and New Hope came out. When Jedi came out in the theater, so there's always been these re-releases, and then once that yeah. was done, we were born. <laughs> I mean, Jedi came out in '83, right? Yeah, <laughs> so we were born next next year, most of us, and then nothing happened until the '90s when there was another re-release. So there's that critical period for us where we only heard about it through video games and like. Catching catch it on TV, I guess, but yeah, I now watched it's like... the original three on like marathons on on TV. They would play them like Saturday nights. And it'd be all my first time it. seeing it was was the '90s re-release. That first yeah. re-release, the one well, that not just the first, but remaster. That was mine. Uh... Yeah, I saw. I saw. Yeah, it was before the. I, I guess it was the remaster, but it was the box was like metallic, and it was like blue, green, and red. Yeah, it was like ninety. It was like ninety four. I don't know. It was when just it was, a remaster. But... Yeah, and then they did. And then yeah. they did the theatrical um, special editions. Ugh. And then, yeah. <laughs> fucking. I mean, it was great bullshit. to see them in the theater. Don't get me wrong. That shit was fucking awesome. That was fun. Oh, I went yeah. to the first two I went to of the special of edition theaters. I didn't. I don't remember seeing Jedi. So I, I don't think, think I've ever actually seen the special edition. Uh, I'm one of those effects like, on Jedi. I think I've said it before on here, like we've talked about it. Um, one of my my favorite Star Wars films was Return of the Jedi, um, just because that's the one I watched the most as a kid. Oh, really? But it's like, like rewatching it now, I'm like, God damn, this is weak as fuck. But um, I just really <laughs> enjoyed that like opening scene, like Luke in the black costume and just like the green lightsaber. I was like, Oh shit, why is he wearing black? Like I don't know. Well, what's happening? And it's just like. I don't know, man. Like, I love that one. Um, I, like, as I've gotten older and enjoy, like, I've watched more films, uh, Empire is, like, obviously the best film, but I I love Return up until, like, the teddy bear birthday party celebration. <laughs> Which well, is at the, the end. So the, the, the Ewoks <laughs> worshipping... go wrong. Ewoks worshipping C-3PO is hilarious. Yeah, it's just like, well, like, yeah. I don't need that shit. Maddie loved him some Ewoks. <laughs> what? He loved you some Ewoks. Oh, dude. I love the fucking Battle for Endor movies, man. Those things were fucking great as a kid. I haven't watched them since. They could be terrible. But I, I remember, like, I remember, like, my dad showed me all three, and he was like, oh, there's also these Ewok movies. I was like, go rent those now. 
Press play, daddy. Daddy, press play, please. Isn't Rogue One the first uh, non-main Jedi or main Star Wars film that doesn't involve Ewoks? Possibly. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> but you know what that movie's missing now that I think about it? That's right. Ewoks. What about going to put a fucking Ewok in there anywhere? Hey, did the did the Ewoks ever battle Jawas, dude? That's what I want to see. Dude. Only in Gladiator battles. Prison planet. In my fanfic, they do. <laughs> That's all I want to see. And that and that little guy from Rogue One just blasting motherfuckers. Warwick Davis. <laughs> oh, yeah. little... Dude, I love that little guy. <laughs> that guy was so good. I also love that lizard motherfucker with the big mouth. Yeah, 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 I yeah. I need more aliens in Star Wars. That's yeah. all I'm going to no, say. No, that was awesome. <laughs> There's such good aliens in it. I love of, the henchmen. A lot, the... lot, of, lot of people, a lot of white people running around the Star Wars universe. Not so much in Rogue One, yeah. though. This yeah, film that's true. is like the most diverse cast ever. And then you, like, how we talked about how this immediately butts up to uh, New Hope and suddenly people at the Rebel base are like, hey, didn't we work with a lot more, like, women and minorities here? <laughs> 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 like, I like how there was like the female rebel time. pilots and shit. Man, they all got they all got wiped out on that planet. Man. <laughs> I swear to God, I worked with an alien. The Empire is bad. Where the hell did all the go? It's like the women. Don't worry about it. It's like no, what happened? It's because Vader can't have Padme. You think you could be happy? <laughs> Vader can't have Padme. Hell no. <laughs> oh man. That's all he thinks about in that chamber that's all he's thinking about the whole fucking time <laughs> it's like damn I'd have to go God, off and... what a terrible death scene by the way he just go, he, he just goes back in his chamber and he's like no yeah 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 the whole that's time. what he's doing in that blue tube right yeah. before we get to it I had the baddest <laughs> pussy in the universe I gave it up for it <laughs> living in the tube <laughs> poor Anakin okay. Oh man! The whole, the whole tragic uh, arc of Star Wars is is like it, it, with Rogue One. It's like coming into a real like solid fruition. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Best just, Skywalker think, family, just thinking though. about all those like scary images of Vader that we've seen in the original films, and like just the allusions to all the things that we just saw, and like the 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 true evil power and control that the empire possesses it's like it's fucking awesome man because they deliver those lines like your lack of i find your lack of faith disturbing and shit like i don't know just piecing together the story in my mind it's really what was so interesting too i i really thought about this when i saw rogue one it's like so political uh and you know yeah. politics politics and war are, are obviously intertwined but then like there's that upper level where the emperor talks to Lord Vader and it seems so religious and not political. Know what I mean? It's like there's this t like upper yeah. tier where it's religious, especially in the darks. I guess on the light side yeah. too, but it, I don't know, man. It's they're the one percenters, it, man. Yeah, it, it's Bohemian Grove. I don't know, but it's like <laughs> it's 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 like just a it's just a regular warship, the Death Star, or whatever. And everybody has their stations, but then you go to this upper tier, yeah. and it's it's like a it's like a satanic church or something almost. You know, it's like it it doesn't. I don't know. I guess basically it doesn't doesn't seem political. It seems religious, which is so cool. I think. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. <laughs> it's, it's politics and religion. 
they they intercross. They intercross. This is Mike Rakoff, everybody. By hey the guys. way, hey Mike. Oh, hey Mike, how's it going? I, I enjoy your podcast. I've been listening for a little Thanks, bit. Thanks, Mike. Now. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Oh yeah. Mike uh, was a coworker. I don't believe you, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> he listened on the Batman vs Superman How much ones did mainly. You pay him. Yeah, that was a really good one. <laughs> the which one? God. Uh, the Batman vs Superman one you guys did. Oh yeah. yeah. That was all, all three of them. <laughs> I want to hint. I want, I want to hint at my worst movie of, the, of 2016. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, there's a hint. There's a hint there somewhere. <laughs> um, are we ready to move on to the next section then? Yeah, Let's it's gonna it. be another yeah, big yeah. Rogue One. Okay, great. Standing uh, yes, uh, yeah, Rogue One. You did it, Disney. We were worried, but you did it. Godzilla wasn't even that good, but Gareth Edwards pulled it off. <laughs> So yeah. it was good. Yeah, we need a Star Wars yeah. Yeah. I love that Godzilla movie. I love it. <laughs> I do too. I love monsters too. Me that movie's too. great. I need more monsters, but besides that, <laughs> always need more monsters. Always, all the time. It's like AVP What's man. Next? Just take the just take the humans out. That would be yeah. so crazy though, because they have like no talking <laughs> for two hours. Are you telling me if there was an Alien vs. Predator movie and at least Snarled. like 30 minutes of that was predators talking in a language and then you were just reading subtitles, you wouldn't be into that shit? Shut I'd up, Andrew. You know you'd be into that you shit. You could do a whole movie. I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> All right, Dude, so it's like watching the fucking Planet of the the new Planet of the Apes movies is that way a lot of the time. And that shit's dope as fuck. Dude, those movies are like, what the fuck? They're so I'm like, how did, what fucking magic curse did they put on themselves to write that script? Because it could be so bad, yeah. oh, <laughs> but dude. there's they're so fucking good. There's only one person you can turn to when you have a script like that. It's the Dark Lord below. <laughs> that power to make things great. They listen to Ghost and shit. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we're like we're gonna move on to the next session. We're leaving Rogue One, and we're now going into. 2016 year in review the top shit of 2016 and we have two guests with us today mike and matt welcome back matt Woo. hey how's it going guys hold on one second Ooh. i'm gonna lower your audio a little bit i need All a right. drum roll before this shit starts Stephen. um yeah Stephen? how's that sound now Yeah, you're a little better, Matt. Is that better now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Excellent. All right. So who's going first? Oh shit, I'm ready. Not it. I got all this shit written down. So should we do should we do movies first? We all do movies, and then we all do TV. Like what? Uh, let's uh let's do movies first. All right, I'm ready. Yeah, are you guys ready for me? That's the question. I'm ready. I think so. Alright. So <laughs> these aren't in particular order necessarily. Um not as in like, just I was just trying to think of things that I liked and enjoyed and Rogue One actually shows up on the list number four. But number I hadn't four. seen it. Well, I hadn't seen it yet. So it might change. That's why I preface this with saying I was just writing things down. Because I knew I would like Rogue One. I mean like come on, like George Lucas isn't directing. Whew! I'm good. You know, I'm probably going to like it. So, with uh, the first one I wrote down was The Arrival. It's probably my favorite movie of the year. Wow. Uh, it, it blew me away. I did not expect, like, 
it's very rare you see this si kind of sci-fi movie like on the big screen anymore. Um, usually I see this kind of film like on Netflix or it's like, oh, you should go check out this indie film by these guys who did it. But great, I love the director of it. Um, next up I have Green Room, which I thought was just a great horror, nice. like real life uh, horror thriller. Uh, third, I have The Nice Guys, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, I hope they do a sequel to it. I just love seeing these two characters and the two actors together. And plus, that little fucking girl is hilarious. It's great. Yeah. I need yeah. more hijinks yeah. next year. Thank you, Sh Shane Black. Because <laughs> apparently the Predator doesn't come out till 2018. So fuck you. <laughs> um, next, I have, uh, I have Rogue One. I'd probably move that up to my second spot. Because um, we just talked about Rogue One. It's great. Go see it. Uh, if you're not watching Star Wars films every year, I don't need to know you in my life. Um, <laughs> uh, I, put, uh, uh, I saw a Swiss Army Man, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Okay. Uh, uh, I mean, it's a, if anything says what movie would Superhouse get behind, it's a movie about it's a love story about a farting corpse. Like, is that good? I want to see it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, so good. Uh, and then I have. Under that, I have Don't Breathe, which I thought was a really great, like, kind of throwback to, like, uh, 80s horror flicks and just kind of like, uh, you know, just like one maniac guy. Yeah, just, it was good. It was really yeah, good. If you're, um, if you're a fan of uh, Green Room, Don't Breathe, they kind of go hand in hand, sort of yeah. very gritty. And I wrestled with my next choice. But I really fucking enjoyed this movie, despite what other people might think. Uh, the Blair Witch. Uh, wow. I thought oh, my God. Great. I, um, really <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. that caught me off guard. Uh, because for those who haven't seen it, I don't want to uh, spoil anything. But I it's really awful. liked. It's awful. Really liked... We, we have a disagreement. Don't to spoil it, but disagreement. It's awful. <laughs> um, I'll disagree with you, but I enjoy the Fair Blair Witch. Uh, it was a, uh, um, you know, uh, Blair. The Blair Witch Project holds a special place in my heart. And I'm not saying this is not as good as it, but I really like the way the mythology was going. Uh, so, um, but us and the director as well. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, under that, I have Hell or High Water. Nice. Which was cool. Um, I kind of talked about maybe with Joey or something a little bit, where I thought it was like one of those movies that's going to be like in a couple years I'll probably forget about it, but then like six years goes by and then I'm like, oh man, that movie was really good, and I rewatch it and I'm like, oh, this movie's fucking great. Um, and then uh, I put, uh, after that, was 10 Cloverfield Lane, mm -hmm. which I thought was a great little yeah. cool little sci-fi flick that I didn't really know what I was getting into. I knew it had something to do with Cloverfield, which I really like, and I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, and then my last choice, I wrestled with this one for a bit, because I, I had nine, and I go, what else did you enjoy? What else was amazing? Like, what was the best script? And then I thought, you know what? What's the most fun? that I've had just enjoy sitting down, enjoying a movie and becoming like a little kid again and uh, fantastic beasts and where to find them. Yeah. It's my That's final choice that. for, uh, I films. Mm -hmm. Woo! <laughs> Who's next? I'll go. I get, I only did like a top five for mine and then like tried to do like an honorable mention at least. So more like top six. Okay. So my honorable mention was the invitation. Mostly oh, since I great. saw that in 2015 during a film festival, but it actually came out this year in March. It's definitely a, a really good horror film, like 
just a slow burn the whole way with an unreliable narrator. You can't tell if, if it's him going crazy or if it's like what he's seeing is actually happening or not. I definitely recommend it. It's on Netflix. Uh, number five was uh, Deadpool. I just really enjoyed the humor from there and like took a lot of uh, different superhero tropes and like kind of had fun with it and stuff and just poking fun itself in like the X-Men or Fox Marvel universe. And as my mention, uh, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane was great as well. As I mentioned before, Bear McCurry did the soundtrack for that. It was incredible. Three was Civil War or Captain America for me, like since it was like one of the first Marvel films that like dealt with the fallout of all the other films where dealing with collateral damage and things like that. It's like a fun superhero film that still was able to bring in these different issues as well. Uh, number two was Rogue One and, you know, as the past hour showed, like how just incredible that film is, like incredible Star Wars war film with a diverse cast. And number one is Arrival for me. Oh, well, yeah. all right. Yeah. Just two for Arrival. We have a match. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, is this going to be the Superhouse film of 2016? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. It's we'll too see. early to tell. We'll see how yeah. this goes. All right. Uh, Stefan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I did for movies, I did a, f- a five, four, three, two, one. Uh, I'm going to start at my bottom of my list to the best. And then um, honorable mentions were introduced, so I'm going to take one of those. My first honorable mention will be Deadpool, probably, just because it was so different. And um, I wasn't the, I'm not the biggest fan of the sense of humor in it. I wasn't a big fan of um, Zombieland, and I felt like it was a lot of the same kind of style. And Ryan Reynolds, same thing. Like I like Ryan Reynolds as an actor and stuff, but I never really thought he was like that funny and stuff. Um, I just think he's got a good presence on screen and also because it's got some X-Men shit in it. Uh, I thought Colossus was amazing or less about Francis, the villain or whatever. And I really liked Deadpool altogether. Um, but my five, my number five pick is going to be X-Men Apocalypse. Um, even though it's not uh, that great of a movie, I enjoyed it far <laughs> better than Days of Future Past. Um, and it just, You're crazy like, it on just, that one. It just had it just had more X Men stuff in it. Like Days of Future Past is, I don't know, it's something else. I don't want to knock that, but X Men Apocalypse. I just had a really good time. It like mined the cartoon for as much of the cool stuff, or it mined the mythology for as much of the cool stuff as it could cram in there. Um, I thought the uh, I thought the scenes with between Apocalypse and Professor X had some of the better Professor X moments in them. By comparison to Days of Future Past, I thought it was a lot of scene chewing hammery and in fucking future past but um you know it wasn't great but it had a lot of fun stuff i had a lot of fun with it that's my number five my four is going to be civil war because it was like insanely fun more superhero stuff um i was really into that this year i guess it had so much stuff and it was a well put together like puzzle the villain was great the story wasn't too hard to follow or convoluted um all the characters had like a nice little moment um, or moments and great action scenes and the introduction of Spider-Man into the MCU was awesome. Um, I had a lot of fun at that movie. Um, my number three is going to be Star Trek Beyond, um, which I think now after 
the trilogy of them has come out, I think it's my favorite just because it's the most like Star Trek um, out of all the three of them. Um, it had some good planet hopping. It had some great like high flying adventure moments. It had some good science and comedy. Uh, good characters all around. It was a fun movie. Um, and my number two is going to be The Arrival, which was going to be my number oh, fucking shit. one oh. because this movie is amazing and for a while fucked me up for a little minute. I couldn't enjoy anything. <laughs> <laughs> it fucked me up. It fucked me up. <laughs> I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like trying to figure out how can I hack my perception of time? How can I do this? You, know, like, <laughs> you, want, you just wanted that power? You know, is that brainy sci-fi movie that you just don't hardly ever get done well and great acting, yeah. awesome subject matter, just well executed, great, great film is my number two, only because this is a motherfucking Star Wars year. I guess they're all going to be Star Wars years. From now on. This was a Star Wars <laughs> release. Rogue One's got to be my fucking number one movie yeah. of the fucking year. I loved every last um, drop of that shit. I'm so surprised, Stefan. I thought arrival would have been your yeah one through five like it was gonna be it was it was was number one up until the end of that movie i thought we were we we are he made star wars number one maddie come on it's what makes it different that makes us beautiful if there could be two number one spots it would be rogue one and arrival yeah for me but then then i also realized guys back and forth for me (laughs) i also realized guys that i didn't watch I still haven't seen Fantastic Beast. Nice guy. That's a incredible film as well. Swiss Army Men. I haven't seen. There's a lot I haven't seen, which which kind of sucks. Um, Kubo was really cool. Honorable mention. Uh, but yeah, Rogue One all the way. Fuck that. Donnie Yen, blind motherfucker, <laughs> kicking ass. <laughs> when, he, when he when he blew oh, yeah. away that damn Tie Fighter man. <laughs> Dude, you don't need to tell me how cool that movie is. (laughs) Number one film of the... Anyway, that's my movie. All right, Joey. (laughs) Um, These aren't in particular order. I have a couple. Uh, Hell or High Water would probably be high up there as far as maybe close to number one, if not number one. Um, It's a cool just like little like... Texas bank robber, like, you know, you got the sheriff and his deputy hot on their tail, and these are sort of, you got the one brother who's kind of a ne'er-do-well, and the other brother who's, you know, uh, kind of the good guy, but, like, he kind of goes along with the bank robberies, and, like, just the dialogue and sort of the, the chemistry between all these characters together is is really good, uh, and so I really enjoyed that movie quite a bit. Uh, next one is Kubo. Uh, I like like her quite a bit and you know of course they do some japanese samurai folklore uh so i'm super into that and they kind of really uh i guess up their game with this one building like huge uh like mechanical uh puppets and stuff and use those and i really enjoyed that uh next one is nice guys always love some shane black and his like you know sort of dual comedy between you know just two knuckleheads fucking around uh la la land uh which i enjoyed quite a bit i'm not much of a musical guy but like as far as like musical films um i really enjoyed that one quite a bit um it kind of makes me want to like start watching musicals now maybe we'll see uh there's there's the witch which you know is which which come out last year 
No, it came out this year, March, son. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like I saw it last year, though. No, it's been. It, yeah, it feels like it's. <laughs> but uh, I thought it came yeah. out around the same, like around the time of Crimson Peak and stuff. No, no. it's definitely this year. My girlfriend yeah. went and saw it. Yeah. Said it fucked her up. Really no, I, I mean, it's a it's great movie. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I was back and forth on like what year it came out because yeah, could have sworn it came out. It's, it's like, like it's, it's we we talked we've talked about it a couple times on the the show. You know, it's it's a very subtle film. Um, it's a lot of uh, you know no showing, but a lot of telling. Um, the you know the the. Then going back and using sort of the dialogue that they used, the way they talked, and uh, in that I really enjoyed. Next is uh, I just watched yesterday, which has been out for a little bit, called Train to Busan. It's yeah. a Korean, South Korean film. I heard of uh, it. I wanted to see it. It's a zombie flick. It's on iTunes for five bucks. Go rent that. Um, I thought hey, it was pretty y'all. cool. Like South Korea, like I feel like I haven't seen much from them in like maybe two or three years, and like. There's some good movies that came out this year. Um, the Wailing was I, good. The Wailing was good. I saw uh, uh, The Handmaiden, which is good. Um, hey, y'all. I just want to say, <laughs> before Rotten Tomatoes, when you Google search The Witch, it says 2015. Mm. <laughs> uh, so uh, oh, Hold on. Hold on. The Witch is dope, though. I was going to say that, too. It kind of carried over. It was kind of recent. Might have a re-release. Who knows? Do you like it? I haven't seen it. Really? I haven't seen The Witch. Maybe it was last year. All right, well. It's a controversial piece. Is it? <laughs> I think it, uh, I think the it hit the uh, festival circuit last year, the end of last year, and uh, hit wide release this uh, this spring. So that's what yeah. the confusion is. Gotcha. I'm going to put it in 2015. I think I did put that in my 2015. So. I'm going to change that to my number three. Civil War is great, but that's my number three. Well, we're changing <laughs> Ret- things. Retroactive. My top ten. I purchased the witch. It's this gonna, it's gonna replace iTunes. Blair Witch for sure. <laughs> wow. It's, it's okay. 2016 on my iTunes. The witch. All right. We're done. Okay. The next. One. That's the one. To live deliciously. Uh, so, Train to Busan again. Good South Korean zombie flick. Um, it's kind of reminiscent to like the zombies are more like uh, uh, World War Z and the 28 Days uh, series. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty crazy. Uh, Green Room and Don't Breathe, we've talked about, you know, they're kind of like a gritty, they kind of go hand in hand with each other, just like super gritty and like, you know, you're definitely going to like just want to close your eyes quite a few times and like pace around the room. It's like, how the fuck are they going to get out of there? Um, Rogue One, which you've talked about, which I enjoyed. Uh, Deadpool, uh, which again came out in March, I believe. I didn't expect it to be this crazy. You know, there was a lot of cool trailers and like commercials and stuff that were coming out. They're like, they were really pulling out all the stops for the marketing for this film. And um, it definitely didn't disappoint. Civil War, you know, good Captain America movie, had Spider-Man in it. Um, you know, they're, 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 those are always pretty sort of, even though it's a superhero movie, it's kind of realistic. Um, like with the fights and sort of, you know, things that they're dealing with as far as in the world. Uh, let's see. Uh, my next two are going to be more of um, Oscar fair. Uh, Fences with Denzel Washington, uh, which I really enjoyed based off a play called Fences as well, which most of the cast, I believe, were all in, and then they decided to, to do a film about it. Uh, really well acted. I think it's going to be up there with uh, Best Picture as well as Denzel and um, 
Um, Viola Davis, Best Actor, Actress. My next one is, uh, and this is my last one on movies, is uh, Miss Sloan, which uh, I really enjoyed. Uh, it's really good. Yeah, I think that's it for me. Sweet. I think I'm next. Uh, I keep forgetting that we're supposed to do five, so I don't think I have five. Yeah, I don't have five either. That's fine. <laughs> I, I made up for it. Made up for your five. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I had ten, so. I watched more than... We had five, so however many is good enough. Wait, one, two, three, four. I have four, though, actually. You only what? You only saw four good fucking movies. Uh, you know, I <laughs> I didn't want to list every good movie. I didn't want to list every good movie I saw this year. I just wanted to put the top. List yeah. of top. You only I gotta... saw four top good movies this year. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! I thought you went to film school. Fuck! <laughs> I just fucking draw shit. And I saw more. Oh, I watched more movies than you did. Right to the nuts. <laughs> oh, his top movie of the year was pizza. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, spaghetti. Red wine. Red wine. <laughs> yeah, red wine. You can watch movies in Italy, motherfucker. <laughs> and probably eat pizza. I did. <laughs> I watched fucking I watched I watched fucking Ernest Goes to Jail in my hotel room. <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. Eleven ninety nine. Dude. I, you know what? I told Johnson, I was like, I think I'm just like seeing so much fucking fine art. I just want to fucking watch something stupid right now. <laughs> yeah. And I hadn't seen it in years. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're saying Ernest isn't fine art? Excuse you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Saves Christmas and scared stupid are some of the finest films. I saw Ghost to Jail, man. He gets his electrical yeah. powers. Oh, no, I, I've Dude. seen that. It's great. I love, Ernest, is, uh, Ernest is brilliant. Yeah. And he. <laughs> I don't know, man. It was so ridiculous, but I was like so in the mood for it for some reason. All right. CG. That's who they should bring back as CG is fucking Ernest. Paul Varney or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Jim Varney. Jim, Jim Varney. Varney. You know what I mean? He's back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He's a genius. All right, Andrew, give me these four films. All right. Uh, <laughs> my. Actually, I'm going to. Okay. My runner up is Shin Godzilla. Ooh. That's not even on the list. It's uh well I, then I have top three so I guess it's my fourth one. Okay. Uh, number three is uh, Deadpool, and okay. then two Rogue One, uh-huh. and then number one Civil War for me. The Arrival's not even on there. Not e- like you didn't think that movie was good enough to make a top five. It's probably Andrew. probably five. I didn't think Jesus about Christ. it. Hey, Maddie, guess what? <laughs> I even paid for you to see that fucking movie, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even give me a fucking. Oh, you couldn't even give me a All right, fine. You're fine. I didn't even want a number one spot. I just wanted it to be on the fucking list. It's number five. It's number five. I swear to God, it's number five. Maddie, Arrival wasn't on my list. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you didn't pay for Joey I didn't to pay see for it. you to see it, Joey. That's true. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, man. But uh that's my that's my list. <laughs> Displeased the Matty. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Matty, Matty please forgive me. I can't imagine the year was Off that bad for movies that you couldn't think of five movies. I had trouble getting like I did. No rivals number five. <laughs> Good. All right. 
Moving on. Who's next? I'm going with Andrew spot. for the next yeah. minute. Let's, let's go with uh, with Mike here. So I basically was minus the Wait, whoa, whoa, hold on. You have five movies? <laughs> no. Nah, I have one and then a bunch of honorable mentions. <laughs> My understanding was... The best of 2016 with a bunch of categories, so I had like one in each category. Yeah, I but, that's, that's yeah. Next year. but I do have some honorable mentions that I can throw in there. Um, so those will be your top five. Over, minutes, so. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so definitely, like I, th I thought the best movie I saw all year, at least when I came in contact with it, was definitely Civil War. I love what I love what they did with sort of. Uh, um, touching on like sort of like smaller topics instead of just touching on the apocalypse or whatever like most comic book yeah. films um so yeah that, i thought that was great and then as far as honorable mentions go i would birth of a nation was a really great film i saw it at sundance but okay. lately the director has come into like controversy so it sort of changed my perspective on it as far as like being able to separate the artist from the art itself yeah. i still haven't um, seen that one i want to see it what's the controversy as a, he well, had he had like a, a rape case back in college and nobody knew about it until the movie was set to like premiere in the theaters. Oh, yeah, and it kind of went all over the place, but yeah. Hell. Yeah, but as a film, like I saw it before any of that and as a film, it was fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's tough. Uh, and then Fundamentals of Caring, I saw that at Sundance as well and that was a really good piece. That was just like a sort of quaint film that touched on more like just human issues and, and whatnot, so... That's three. I got three. That's all. That's pretty much all I got. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Got Sorry, guys. I haven't seen anything that's come out recently. All these great films that are coming out now. So. Yeah, your, by the way, my list... 2017 better be better than this. Oh, Woo. it's going to rock. This is before uh, I saw Silence, because that could very easily go into my top list. Yeah, but it's I was just... going to that for you. But doesn't yeah, that come out that. next year for most people? Uh, or does it, it drive like, No, 23rd, December 23rd. It's a 2016 okay, release. Even if it doesn't come out for you, Maddie, it's a 2016 release. Copy. <laughs> so what are we? So, but all right, all right, okay, I get you. Okay, so moving on. Let's 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 hear the herring. Last but not least. All right, Matt. So, do uh, you have more? Do you have five films? Oh, son, I got I got films out the wazoo. Bro. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, so I'm going to start with honorable mentions. Uh, I think Deadpool uh, it was a brilliant film. It's the best R-rated comic book film since Blade. Probably better than Blade, but I've got a place in my heart yeah. for that. Um, but it didn't quite make the list because um, there was one better comic book movie, and I wouldn't want to flood you know, my whole uh, list with comic book films. Um Let's see, there was another, oh, uh, Magnificent Seven. I know it hadn't gotten a lot of love. People didn't really like it, but I, I love Antoine Fuqua as a director, and I thought for a remake, it was pretty good. It was unnecessary. I still want to see good. it. Yeah, I want to see it, too. Yeah, yeah I want to see it. How was Denzel in that oh, yeah. piece? Oh, he was he was wonderful, man. Chris Pratt played a really good, I think yeah. everybody in it, the whole cast was really good. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, God, Kingpin. What's dude's name? Uh, it's a Donofrio. Yeah. I don't feel. Was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Sorry, All of a sudden he's Japanese. Man, yeah, I have a side a topic. Did you okay. like the Did you like the Equalizer? Yes, I enjoyed the Equalizer. 
I did as well. Yeah. I also didn't feel like yeah. that movie got a lot of love either when it came out. But anyway, continue on with your list. <clears throat> All right, so, so on to my top five. Uh, I think my number five is Green Room. Uh, yeah. That is a wonderful film. Um, it's got two Star Trek alumni in it. Uh, one we'll never see on film again, sadly. R.I.P. Oh. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. And, and it has, yeah, Anton Yelchin, man, uh, we're going to miss him. Uh, he really showed some of his range in that film, too. So I think it's Chekhov. He kind of kind of didn't get a chance to go above and beyond, you know, the kind of caricature that Chekhov kind of is. Yeah. And, uh, and in Green Room, he was really able to show his acting chops and I really enjoy that film Patrick Stewart I mean yeah as a skinhead yeah. which I think is hilarious yeah uh, <laughs> yeah but but it's such a good film um, and brutal man so brutal uh, and then I think my number four is don't breathe um, that that may be the best horror movie to come out this year honestly um, since so. which is 2015, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dang. Oh. We're going to be waiting this shit for years. Laying it down. <laughs> for years, yeah. But here. Don't Breathe, uh, I mean, that was well done. It was mm -hmm. a tight little thriller. Uh, I thought there were certain parts where they kind of ran circles, but still, it did really well. Um, my number three is going to be... Uh, um, Captain America Civil War, uh, probably the best comic book uh, film of the year. Yeah, dang it, it went quiet. I know, Andrew <laughs> makes a lot of fucking noise. Like, yeah, there was, there was like this hum, hum in the background and then suddenly... I muted Andrew. Andrew's AC or something. <laughs> gotcha. Look at him just... Right, he's, so he's pouring drinks and shit. Yeah. In LA. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Sorry. So Captain America Civil War Did I ruin uh, drink? managed to be <laughs> <You're good. laughs> he ruined my train of thought. It got quiet. <laughs> keep going, man. Keep going. Uh, keep going. I'm trying. I'm trying. Let me let me let me get back into it here. Hold on. All right. So uh, yeah, man, the cast of characters in that thing, the way they pulled together a bunch of different threads, you know, and still kept it feeling like an intimate film. Mm -hmm. uh, where they had basically six, 16 characters fighting in a huge arena and still made it feel uh, like there was a big battle going on. Yeah. Uh, I, I was impressed. Um, and the emotional impact of the final, uh, you know, the mm -hmm. climax of that film was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's my number three. Uh, my number two is going to be uh, Hell or High Water, probably uh, the best heist film of the last, oh, yeah. I don't know, that's 10 years probably. I mean, it's brilliant. It it's uh, it, it kind of reminds. It has kind of the same flavor as No Country for Old Men. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, in a way, uh, without uh, some of the psychosis that that, that film has, uh, and it wraps up a little more neatly, but it's still uh, very well acted, um, and uh, and that's probably my number two film of the year. I love that film. And then my number one, of course, is Rogue One. Such oh, shit. A good, such a good movie. Yes. I mean, if you had any any doubts of uh, Gareth Edwards as a director, man, and people were worried that he was not going to bring all the Star Wars lore into play, and some of the stuff he stuck in there, um, I think one of the things that really stuck out to me with that film, I think what really clinched it wasn't all the big space battles and all that. It was the part where um, the the uh, 
pilot meets uh, Saul Guerrero, and the dude uh, puts the mask to his face, and he sounds like Darth Vader, and the yeah. dude's eye starts twitching, and he's going back, and it's like <laughs> just that, that reaction, you know? Right, just, right. Just the idea of him sounding like Darth Vader was enough to scare this dude to death, yeah. and that to me was brilliant. So I think that's my number one movie of the year, guys. Sweet. Nice. I just I just want to say, <laughs> I was also a fan of Civil War and Deadpool, and I enjoyed those films. But I tried to pick something. I tried to make my list something that either people weren't seeing or didn't know about. <laughs> but I also enjoyed those films just as much as everyone else. I just tried to put other things on there because I knew we would all talk about it. We've all talked about Civil War and how fucking amazing that film is and how great Deadpool is. There's just other stuff out there, and I'm not saying that, like, yeah. you guys putting it on your list is anything, like, I get it, man, those films are fucking great. I just saw a lot of films this year that I also enjoyed that I wanted other people to know about, so. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot, there's quite a few movies that have come out that I've seen that I've really enjoyed, and just oh, totally forgot about, yeah. just, like, you yeah. know, I, I tried to go look at a list, it's like, what came out this year? Okay, yeah, that did, that did, that did. Just, yeah. Yeah, let's all sure just remember a, yeah. that Joey didn't put the arrival on his list. Lest we forget. I enjoyed it, but I didn't like you know blow my load over it. Uh, well, <laughs> I did. I did several times. <laughs> oh my god! Damn, the super house breaking up. Oh shit! <laughs> Wait. I guess you can have your opinion, sir. Yeah. I guess. Wait. So is that that that's gonna uh, wrap up best movies? Yep. That's do it, man. do we want to go into worst movies or we're we doing worst after all I, the I'll best? Tell you the, I'll tell you the two let's, worst let's movies. Worst. <laughs> okay, let's go into worst then. Yeah, I got you. Batman versus Superman. Yep. Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. Those are probably the two worst. <laughs> that's all you need. <laughs> I mean, I was trying to think of other shit. Like I watched some stuff on Netflix that came out this year, and I was like, this was all right. God damn, it's better than Suicide Squad and Batman versus Superman. <laughs> Those are my two picks. Oh, no, I I think got one. Here's why they're the worst. Because you have a comp- two, the company that has enough money and enough resources to make these movies good, and the directors and the writers and the actors to make these movies good, and they're fucking awful. Right, yeah. right, right. And that's that's why they're the worst. Yeah. Not just some little indie flick that's just terrible. No, you know, these guys had it. Yeah, y'all are missing one, and What is it? What? Matt, lay it down. Yeah, y'all are missing Independence Day Resurgence. That, <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I haven't seen it yet. I, didn't see it. I heard oh, it. I haven't seen it yet. So that's going to be my worst of the year for sure. Oh, right. my God. So that yeah. is my hands down worst. What did they do to David Levin? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I would watch a double feature of Batman vs. Superman and Suicide Squad oh, before man. I'd watch that. Oh, sure. Damn. That sounds like, that's I, like I might agree with that. five hours a movie. Whew. I that's don't true. even care. It's f- that's five hours of <laughs> a lot shorter than the two hours of Independence Day resurgence. <laughs> you don't get that. I, not Matt, like, I have to watch this movie. movie now. I have to watch the movie now. <laughs> if it's that bad, I have to watch it. I have to put myself through that's that shit. So bad. I that's, that should be our next uh, Tear It to Shreds. So Super oh, House watches. Yeah. Okay. Super House watches. Oh, shit. How was that? Oh, Ninja Turtles. Woo. Does that fall away? Yeah, that, that was, that was the, its biggest crime was being bland. It was just bland. So, so boring. They didn't have ninja shit. That was his biggest crime. I still crime. gotta watch that movie with the cop. It the barely had turtles. <laughs> 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 
Mike, what would you say is the worst movie this year? Oh man! If I mean, you say with Blair Witch, we're gonna fight. <laughs> you know what? Out of respect for the podcast, I'll leave it off. But the I, w- I nothing tops Suicide Squad for me. The okay. disappointment, especially because the last time we saw the Joker, I felt like he it was the best we've ever seen, mm-hmm. and maybe like of any forget comic books just all time. And then this piece of garbage we we just recently saw was like. I guess it was just so disappointing for me on top of just being a bad movie. Yeah. You didn't like Jason Todd? <laughs> Ooh. That's the I big rumor. I to believe that's the Joker. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. hope not. I kind of hope they do something. I mean, that would be I fine. Just kind of like get him, put him, I put hope him to the side a little bit. But how would how would that how would that work with Harley though? Is Harley going to be in love with Jason Todd Joker? Is Harley going to be in love with real Joker? You know, it's really care. a mess no, at that I'm, point. She's a lunatic. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine she's with, love with it. poison ivy. Matt's just go. like that if we can justify you. if we can justify that whole. Yeah, she's in love with Megan Fox. Like, the movie was oh, so shit. bad. Oh shit, god! Man, you know, if you think about it, Matt's getting into different territory. They just need to get a filmmaker. They need to get a real yeah. filmmaker. The last time they, had, when they had Nolan, everything was great. They need a real filmmaker yeah, behind yeah. their movies, and they need, and the studios need to stay out of it. Like yeah, that's got to like David Ayer is fine, but you got to stop mining the indie for these like, right? Got fucking stripes. Yeah, man. I'm still holding out hope for Wonder Woman, but like. I didn't even see any of those films this year because I knew they just looked bad. I was just like, I have no faith in them. I have faith in them. I still have a little hope for Y'all jokers is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Batman vs. Superman was looking good from especially that first Comic-Con trailer. Yeah, remember those? Yeah. There was like a review online on like Ain't It Cool or something. Yeah. With with, that when you said I'm going to hurt you or whatever. The yeah, 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 yeah. That trailer was good. Yeah, was yeah, 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 yeah. Whoever's cutting Warner Brothers trailers needs to get a raise. That motherfucker is doing his job. <laughs> or her job. The actual film. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, that, if you made that movie look that good, you got fucking talent. Seriously. <laughs> Su- Suicide Squad is actually my, my pick, too, for Worst of 2016. I think everybody's pretty much agrees on that. <laughs> Resurgence was the cream of the crop. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That shit works. Yeah, it's too bad about Suicide Squad though. Huh? Because Suicide Squad had one of my favorite characters. I actually enjoyed uh, El Diablo. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't really. I wasn't really familiar with him before. The uh, the the movie. I liked I liked parts. Of, I liked how he like didn't want to be part of the violence or whatever anymore. But then he just turned into a CG character at the end, fighting so another bad. CG character. So bad. It was like Mortal Kombat. I X, like, but I liked seeing the CG battle. That shit was awesome. I'm like, oh man, you don't see that in any movie ever. Man, I, you know I I, I loved not, his character. I just I, I didn't like. It could have been I so much like, better with that same actor, same look. Dude. Same everything. Just change the fucking story around a little bit and the director. You know? I just hated that they put him in a white beater the whole time. Like, why was he in a beater? Like, that's like, it's just so, it's not, it didn't, didn't feel he real. Kill his wife, technically? Yeah, he did that. Hollywood <laughs> Latino syndrome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly, it's like, yeah. I mean, but the whole film felt like that. That's all they you know. know. Like, it's so they could get the kids from fucking South Central or, yeah. To come out, <laughs> oh, God. you know, dude, it was, it, like, it it was, was very, like, so... urban demographic. 
I it totally was, and and and, I, and it and it showed too. It, it made a lot of money, and they they yeah. they green, they greenlit uh, Suicide Squad too because it was really successful. Can you believe that? Yeah, like if you if you don't and, show, uh, I mean, if you don't know, know people watch trash. If you don't know those characters right. from the comics, you like it's like the Matrix to a lot of people or something. Like I ain't never seen shit like that. You know what I mean? Like I mean to sound so. Um, <laughs> unarticulate, but <laughs> well, you're you're you're, you're you're Latino, bro, so you get away with a lot of shit. <laughs> but, um, but it was different. It was different. At the very least, it was different. I hated a lot of it, but I liked a lot of it too. All right, we can move on. Uh, from conversation. <laughs> Don't even want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> Suicide Squad is a black hole, man. Stay yeah. away from yeah. that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That All right. would have been a better Justice League Dark movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that would yeah yeah, yeah with Enchantress so, being. Yeah, why did yeah. they give air that? He would have fucking smoked that. He already had Swamp Thing basically. Mm-hmm. Oh my <laughs> god, dude! If they do yeah, yeah, I, wait, Swamp, thing. Swamp Thing. Woo. Yeah, I'm oh, with Maddie on that one. He's he's one of my favorite like creature characters of all mm-hmm. time. He's great. <laughs> if he's gonna be in Injustice, I'm gonna lose my mind. By the way, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Uh, <laughs> TV. Who wants to go up for TV? Oh, I'll go. All right, go uh, ahead, Matty. All right, I'm going to go from, um, well, I, I, I'll just go from, so uh, I'll just do number, I have five of these, don't get, I don't have ten. Uh, I just I just <laughs> finished uh, the new Netflix series, The OA, uh, season great. one, and number it's one. amazing. I hear it's uh, great, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Uh, just a weird, trippy show, kind of like Twin Peaksy kind of uh Kind of got a little bit of Stranger Things vibe. That's what people are saying. It's not really like a throwback to like 80s or anything that Stranger Things is, but it just deals with sci-fi and like science and like other dimensions and shit. Uh, really cool. And then I have uh, Preacher Season 1. Uh, Woo, I, I, nice. I really enjoyed Preacher Season 1. I was not a super fan because I was like, I'm ready for the comic to start, so I think I'll enjoy Season 2 a lot more. Because I want the road trip. I yeah. want like I want the meaty stuff that made yes. the comics so Again, so good. Um, but I did I did enjoy it. It's a so weird delicious. show. I'm really surprised that Stefan stopped. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm honestly just surprised to see Preacher be a fucking television show or even on any screen at all. Um, yeah, Preacher. Uh, I, I have. Oh, God damn it. Amen. 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 I'm gonna mute your ass, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. Also. Uh, then I have Black Mirror season three. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, the Fantastic, new season. Man. Um, just a lot of really great episodes. I think there was only so one good. that I was not a huge fan of, which was the weird army base one. But um, overall, I really enjoyed those. Uh, and then I gotta, I gotta throw it up there. Uh, Stranger Things season one. Dude, that show is everything I love from everything in the 80s. And it's got a cool fucking creature in it. Uh, can't wait for season two. The cast is great. I hope they win something because it's great. Uh, and then uh, uh, my last choice, uh, last pick was uh, The Exorcist season one. I really thought yeah. this show was going to be terrible because I was like, how are you going to extend this story into, like, ten episodes? Like, it's done. It's called The Exorcist. It's a great movie. It's a great fucking novel. But uh, the writers behind it and the actors, they just fucking sold it. It's a cool show. It's definitely got some good creepy moments. Not as uh, terrifying as the film or the book, but uh, definitely looking forward to see what they do in the future with uh, yeah. season two. So. Um, Maddie, uh, quick 
minor uh, little thing. In Rogue One, the leader of uh, Blue Squadron is the oh, old yeah. priest. Listen, dude, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know if anyone else was going to get my reference, so I was like, I'll leave this alone. But yes, James. I saw it, yeah. and I went, ooh. <laughs> ooh. Look at, yeah. I was like, look at that mustache looking so good. Um, <laughs> But yeah. yeah, man, those are those are my top TV choices. I'm sure there was other stuff I watched, but uh, that's stuff that just stuck with me. Yeah. Cool. I'll go. All right, Joey. Uh, number one was Stranger Things. Oh. Oh uh, yeah. So good, man. I, mm-hmm. you know, they just kind of brought this like sort of ET like Goonies like sort of back, and like I feel like that's one thing we're kind of missing is a lot of like these kind of mature kid movies where like they yeah. kind of you know run afoul with bad people or you know they're going to solve something it just they're, they just seem fun to me you know i feel like especially like with sort of millennial age we could definitely do some cool stuff with that you know some yeah. more uh movies tv <clears throat> next was game of thrones season six we're getting into non-book yep. territory we're passing the books so yeah i feel like this season like each episode like was awesome like i had like a cliffhanger ending or something crazy happened in this episode and that episode and it kept me on my on the edge of my seat i mean uh, ramsey though About yeah time. man About yeah time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh my next one be uh atlanta uh, oh shit i, see it. I hear it's yeah, good. yeah i saw the first episode i think good. it's like i think it's like maybe eight episodes it's not very it's not long but it's good like they just have some like kind of interesting and funny stuff in there and it's just like them running around and just trying to like you know work and sell their music um their trailers one, are amazing oh yeah they're so every good. trailer i see of that it's like these are creative people yeah. making this stuff there's there's some funny like there's just some interesting stuff in there that just just like they put that in there that's so weird but it's like it's off good. the cuff a little bit yeah totally <laughs> believe me um and the next Man, one maybe is, want uh, to hit jr crickets uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, People versus OJ is the next one. I thought was oh, a really so good, good miniseries. Yeah, really well acted. So good. Like um, Ryan Murphy, he's he's really good at what he does. He has so many shows coming out, and you know they all kind of have a different feel, which is you know depending on what you're into. Um, you know, you could watch all or just watch a few of his different shows that he has out. But this one was really really good. Um, uh, People versus OJ. Okay. Yeah, I want to watch that. Uh, next is Westworld season one. It's really good. It's uh, it's a good show. It's it's, oh, it's, it's a good first little like sci-fi western. Uh, it's cool. Uh, next is uh, this is the mini series called The Night of. Yeah, oh yeah, I saw good. that. I yeah. saw that. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it, they kind of followed just kind of followed the the criminal justice system and like kind of how slow it works and you know just sort of what all the the, the things you can run into that are quickly like derail your uh trial or you know you know it's called the wire 2016 the wire 2016 <laughs> um and i have a couple of honorable mentions uh this is a netflix show called the crown um it's like six episodes i believe it's it was very no it's 10 i think it's 10 episodes uh, it's about uh, Queen Elizabeth, um, the one that's still alive, the second. Mm-hmm. Um, very good. And then Better Call Saul, 
season two. Oh shit! I haven't seen it yet. Oh, oh it's so good. Better call Saul, man. Better call Saul. Uh, Black Mirror. We've talked about. It's uh, such a good little series. Um, Luke Cage. You know. Oh yeah. Good. I didn't Luke forget Cage about it. Yeah. I just figured someone was going to talk about it. So. Yeah. Uh, very cool show. Um, they kind of they kept it in sort of the. They didn't really branch out too much. They kind of kept it in sort of the Luke Cage world, which was cool. Um, got to see a cool, you know, uh, with Misty Knight. She's uh, she's she's coming up. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to season two. And then last is a anime called Berserk, which uh, the the it, it, the new series finally came out which we're getting further into the manga. The CG animation is, is it's rough. I agree. A lot of people hate it. I, I can deal with it. Um, but I'm looking to see more because it seems like that they're actually going to uh, continue the series and keep going with it and sort of, you know, start catching up with where the manga is because the manga comes out. It's so slow. But um, yeah, those are my TVs. Awesome. Top 2016. Nice. James? Go. Nice. Yep. So, my first, I'll have my honorable mentions. Uh, first of that is Luke Cage as well. I'm saying honorable mention for that since we actually haven't been able to finish that. We just have so many other TV shows we've been getting through. But oh, yeah. uh, one thing I want to point out is the music on that show oh. has been incredible. We actually bought the vinyl uh, through oh, Mondo. Mondo. Nice. Oh, oh yeah. shit. Hell yeah. Yeah. That is an incredible mix of funk and black exploitation. Uh, music. Got some Wu Tang in there. I yep. want to get all those just for the covers, man. The Daredevil. Yeah, it's stones. been incredible. Oh, so we're cool. definitely. Uh, we actually also just. Side note: just picked up uh, the guest soundtrack as well awesome. from them that they awesome. released, and we want to get Ten Cloverfield Lane as well. And so my other armor mention is this show called Scream Queens. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of you watched. It's like definitely like seen- a, a fun guilty pleasure show that I watch where. I've- on paper, it doesn't sound like a great show because, like, it's the producer of Glee and stuff like that. But yeah, Ryan Murphy. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, like, really pokes fun at a lot of horror tropes and things like that. And the entire cast is just hilarious. And, like, they're so awful people that, like, <laughs> you love seeing them getting killed and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, but, I'm up to season two. I haven't finished yeah. it. Yeah, so are we. Uh, we're caught up in season two, but... Yeah, we're still keep watching it. It's definitely a fun watch. And so for my TV shows is uh, most that you guys have already mentioned. It's like The Exorcist, as you know, Maddie talked about before. Uh, that's been really good and like a lot better than it should have been. Oh, I agree, uh, man. I was surprised. <laughs> yeah. Another that I enjoyed was uh, Daredevil season two, mostly because of their portrayal of the Punisher. Oh yeah. Like, I oh, feel yeah. like the back half was a little weak but oh, like anytime that. the punisher was there like that they got uh, shane from the walking dead and like he did an amazing job on that i, you, I honestly did i was when they cast him i was like there's no way and then he did it and i was like all right this yeah. guy's a fucking punisher now yeah <laughs> so i'm definitely looking forward to his series and uh then the my next two are definitely the the latest season of game of thrones and i just really enjoyed uh, what they've done with the season like the previous season i felt they kind of meandered a bit too much and this they it felt like they started pushing the plot along a, m- a lot more like i guess because once again they're out of book territory 
in trying to push that forward. So I was definitely excited to see where they were going with that. And they definitely delivered on a lot of episodes. And num number one is definitely Stranger Things. That was just top to bottom, incredible, you know, show. Yeah, About time to rewatch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Stefan, as you go? Yeah, uh, not yet. Okay, go ahead. Um, okay, hold on. My honorable mention is going to be the Get Down. Uh huh. All right. Because it was fucking awesome as a lifelong fan. As a lifelong fan of hip hop and. Um, uh, I don't know. It's just amazing. And Baz Luhrmann's influence on it directed the first episode, I think, and then other directors along the way. But it was like a play. It was like a musical. It was like really real. The actors in it were really good. A lot of good black and Latino actors. Um, the music was amazing, like going in and out of the conventions of hip hop at the time or where it was coming from. And also just being like having more of an orchestral kind of like West Side Stories kind of score behind it. Um, it was really super... Super, super fun. Yeah, it's really super fun. I love the get down. Um, that's my honor honorable mention. Number five is going to be Stranger Things because there's nothing, nothing really bad you could say about it. It's like it's like almost perfect. Uh, I feel like, I feel like uh, it was just like a pill I, I took or something. Like just went down so smooth. <laughs> you know, no flavor. It's a drug. It's a drug. After effects. Yeah, I'm like, that was a good, good. eye. That's I remember good. that whole like that whole the. the the two or three days it took me to watch it all or whatever um i spaced it out and i just had these moments after work where i'd fucking jump in my bed and like smoke a huge bowl <laughs> and drink beer like fucking just like it was how big good. was it <laughs> it was pretty pretty fucking huge man <laughs> <laughs> yeah man <laughs> so that's my number five uh number four is gonna be preacher um, it had some rocky moments. I'm a huge, huge fan of the story. I like the strategy they take him by, by using the first season to do like a prologue. They got a lot of things out of the way, like um, a good, a good uh, idea of the characters came across. You know, they introduced some of the like the heftier threads, dramatic threads that we're gonna see down the line, um, in really subtle ways and. What they had to work with, they did a really good job. Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, like I, I had a feeling like a after this is the end, I was like, this is like some kind of like comic book hell shit, you know, like his demons and stuff. I'm like, if this wasn't a comedy movie, and you know, like what could he do with this? And so it's such a, I knew when I read that they were gonna do Preacher, you know, I had already had some visual sense that they had dropped that fucking rhino demon house and shit, and this is the end. Yeah. Like there's some live shit in that, some live apocalyptic shit. So Preacher season two, three, four, five, however long it's gonna go on, hopefully it goes on that long. Um I'm so excited because this shit is just about to get real. <laughs> yeah. That's true. It is my, my, num real. my number three will be uh Game of Thrones season six. It was fucking amazing. It was like better than sex. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, it was. It really wow. was. Wow. It was just so it satisfying. Was, it was we like, have a match. It stays it's with you for it's way longer. Between, it's somewhere between good sex and like a good fucking uh, pint of ice cream. <laughs> Drug, sex, ice cream. 
this is the way I live my life. <laughs> um, if there's any way was... we could do all of them together at the same time. Dude, yeah. Dude, man, I would fucking explode. Yeah, exactly. That's why you can't. You can't do it. The oh. off the walls, boy. You'll be like, oh. no. But, um,. But season six was fucking awesome. Every episode was such a good build, good storytelling. Like I'm not, a, I haven't read any of the books except for maybe like the first few chapters of the first one. So I don't have like that, a, you know, that hardcore fandom street cred. But I think this shit is dope. And there's a, the last episode of the last season. There's a piece of music. It runs for like nine minutes called The Light of the Seven. This haunting, like sad, crescendoing fucking music. With all that these events incredible. unfolding, all these threads, yeah, I haven't been able to stop listening to. It. I listen to it at least once a day. It's incredible. That's hardcore. <laughs> That's hardcore. <laughs> and my number two is Daredevil season two. It was fucking awesome. They had ninjas and shit, and just like, um, damn, that was this year. Yeah, it was really early. Fuck. Uh, just. You know, just from season one and season two, like the opening theme music and stuff, it's just like such yeah, a like, so choice good. fucking show. And Electra was awesome. She was so good. The uh, that oh, the dude who plays Punisher, I forget his name. Matt, what's his name? Bernthal. Bernthal, yeah. John Bernthal, yeah. He was fucking, I've, I've traditionally not really liked him in much stuff. I just kind of like, eh. I remember when he was Shane the first time. I was like, yeah, I fucking can't wait till he does. He just but, lasted too long on The Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. And he just like, he, you know, because he can easily play that like dick, like, you know, just a like, dick for no reason. But yeah. as the Punisher, he was a fucking dick for a reason. You know, like, that that diner was, scene where she's yeah. like, she's like, you know, Matt always lies. But you, yeah. you're, you're an asshole, but you always tell the truth. To yeah. me, that was the highlight of that fucking season, man. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, the <clears throat> storytelling, just like kind of, it was cool how they like, here's all your ninja shit and your fucking, you know, so, uh, you know, like, here's all your good fight scenes with Daredevil and Elektra and shit like that. But actually, look over here for a second. Just check this guy out for just a second. And it was so good when he's in the prison and fucking beats the shit out of all those dudes, like. Dude, that yeah, that scene yeah. also, dude. Yeah. I mean, look, I think I feel like the Punisher was better than the Daredevil in in season two, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just so yeah. fucking good. Anyway, continue. He's continue. so good. He's amazing. So that's number two. And I hate to sound like such a Marvel fanboy, but my number fucking one show this year is Luke Motherfucking Cage. Always forward, bitch. Always <laughs> forward. Luke Cage saved my life. Save Luke Cage saved my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that fucking show and it's just like the reasons why i love it so much is because i just think i think it's like good like black american television in a, in a social political climate that is fraught with like constant back and forth you know like racist views and non-racist views or whatever it's like we're inundated with it so much to see like all these performers all these actors all these artists come together to make this fucking show for netflix for marvel because it's fun right you know like you know it's gonna watch it to add to that, yeah. to add to that, Mark Bernardin is a co-host on Fat Man on Batman, which is a Kevin Smith podcast. Mm-hmm. He's a black guy, and he yeah. said that between the Get Down and Luke Cage, Netflix yes. is the BET that, in in his words, the the BET that we always wanted. Yeah, you know, right. totally, dude. They're making good entertainment. <clears throat> that's like it just happens to be a superhero thing. Like there was so much good shit. Like. It was a little like ham-fisted at times, but it's kind of like, listen, motherfucker, like, listen to us. This is our art, you know, like, 
it, it's very it's like it, it was parts of it at times were like reminiscent of early spike lee stuff yeah and and it was just like you know from a non-african-american person but you know so frustrated with the way things seem to be in the media with racism and everything and like the constant back and forth it was really nice to see these well-rounded characters good performers good musicians the fucking music or sorry to make my point it was really good just to see it all come into fruition and be this kind of like through the back door kind of like oh it's for your teenage kids or it's for your kids it's more marvel stuff you know but like it had something for everybody and um it was just my favorite viewing television experience by far I was just so jazzed on it and get down is kind of like its spiritual brother in a lot of ways. Um, you know, it's like a lot of New York actors too, not just black actors also, but like New York actors. Uh, the dude who played the sh- shady detective in Luke Cage. Jimmy Smith. I what his name was. Not Jimmy Smith. That, that was the get down. Um, or no, I forgot what his name was. The detective who Misty Knight's partner, you know, he had oh, dementia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he had the white dad, guy. But you felt yeah. for him and like, everybody you know it was such a good like play on all these people's morals and how to handle the situation of excessive violence and drugs and guns in the inner city which is like you know it, it points it points to to fucking chirac you know better than the fucking movie chirac did piece mm-hmm. of shit horseshit <laughs> i didn't see spike lee that movie sucked yeah he's a, a shitty filmmaker uh, now but anyway <laughs> luke cage was fucking awesome i can't say it. I mean, the music, fucking Method Man, Bulletproof, fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Black dude, man, come on. That was good. It, it, it had some power to it, man. That was uplifting. He just wrote his first, uh, like, Marvel comic. It's uh, Ghost Rider and Krampus, man. I want to read that shit. Are you serious? What? Yeah. That Who sounds like it's worth reading. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, Method Man, right. Yeah, Method yeah. Man. I heard that. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> Tang influence was great. Wu-Tang, all-time favorite. have their logo tattooed on my body, like... <laughs> yeah, it was great that. to see like those dudes. It was like I, I felt like I learned shit musically from the guys who made the score. It's just all you need is a drum kit, a horn, an electric guitar, and some good microphones. You know, like, and you can make some dope fucking music. A bass, I don't know, but um, <clears throat> that was my TV. <laughs> all right, I think it's my turn. Uh, so let me see. Do I have five? One, two, three, five. four, five. I have five, everybody. He deleted Black Thank Mirror. Thank fucking God. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen uh, Black Mirror this season, this year. I need to get caught up on that shit, so I, I can't put that on my list, honestly. Um, but I have seen the first two, first season and a half. Anyway, so uh, I don't know what the order is. Uh, so let's just say no particular order. But uh, Game of Thrones, of course. The Night Of. I was really in the night of, um, and then Netflix gave me a hard on all year. So, you and me both. The 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 get down so incredible. I mean, it was like at the time Stranger Things had just finished, and it was just cool to see, you know, a, a show with a bunch with a bunch of black kids instead of just one, and it's instead of. Instead of uh, it's horror, it's more of a, I don't know, it's just a drama in inner city or whatever in Brooklyn, but just so incredible, and I couldn't believe it was so short. 
Um, I thought it was perfect casting for Jaden Smith, too, because they just gave him lines like, he's just a guy that says, like, weird shit, and people are like, what are you saying, bro? Like, <laughs> there's no better casting for Jaden Smith than that. I think season 1.5 comes out in January. I'll be watching that shit. So like, what does soon. that mean? How many? What's how many episodes is that? Like, uh, I think another six or so. One point five. That's crazy. All right, I'm down. Fuck yeah. It's it's <laughs> yeah. It was so good. And then Luke Cage is my number two. Uh, I think I could put that in my order. And then of course Stranger Things number one. I mean, I think everybody knows I'm a super nostalgic dude. And the '80s, you know, nothing better than that. And the whole like. Mixing a monster story with the MK Ultra uh, government program and all that, uh, <clears throat> and then with some talk of, you know, I think there was some talk of quantum mechanics and other dimensions and shit. They talked about the other side. You know, it was the my shit. The upside, the upside down. Yeah, I mean, I just, I love that shit. So, and the fact that they're all like young kids adds to the tension. Just their age itself adds to the tension. You know, because if a kid dies, it's worse. So, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, seriously, so, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we've dime a dozen. It's looking like, yeah, this is uh, definitely Stranger Things is like the top superhouse show of the year. And take it away, Mike. All right. Um, so, I got to go with Bush on this. Like, I can't really put these in order. They all have, they all have an argument to be number one, I would say. But um, I'll start with definitely like the, the People versus OJ series. That was just so. Incredible from Murphy's uh, storytelling um, and just how, like, sort of uh, social injustice really comes back to haunt us all. Like, you know, and see, like, white people suffering, you know, because they basically have ignored all all the other injustices. Um, But uh, Stranger Things, obviously, for all the reasons Bush just said, I thought, like... uh, the stuff they touched on was great. It's exactly what I would make if I was making a show. Um, Westworld was totally my escape after the election. I watched it right after the election, and it was the only time I could really forget what just happened in this country. <laughs> um, and uh, Black Mirror. Every time I watch an episode of Black Mirror, I, like, my life changes somehow <laughs> in one way or another. Like, I, I feel like I'm evolving as I'm watching that show. Um, and Game of Thrones Season 6 uh, was incredible. I thought uh, we always thought that we were, like, waiting for um, this sort of uh, Mother of Dragons to come home. But I think what we were waiting for was Bran Stark. To really find his groove and sort of like come back as a more powerful character. Yeah, dude, that's yeah. We've been waiting for it, you know, and it's sort of like a great misdirection piece. But yeah, yeah, it's like the the guy you're not counting on. The guy that's like, oh, I'm tired of this guy's story. I wanted to know, like, wasn't he not in season five or whatever? He wasn't. Yeah, Yeah. it was like the books they had gotten. I think like they had got caught up. Yeah, it was like para- it actually was supposed to happen parallel with the season before or something like that, and then so they just had to hold off on him. Dude, I was so upset when season five. I was like, "Where he? Where's Brand, dude? Yeah, he's doing the coolest shit right <laughs> yeah. now." Yeah, and then they gave it yeah. to me, and I was like, "I need more. Give me more. Season seven. I need mm-hmm. now." Cool. That your list? Yeah, that's my list. That's okay. all five, I think. Sweet. Uh, so it looks like we might have lost Herring. Let me see what he says. 
Oh, he wants me to re resend the link. Uh, let's see. Let's uh, wait a couple seconds and see if he can come back on board because it's his turn. I've, I've got you... three shows that I'm still watching, but they're not on my list. Uh, Maddie mentioned the OA, uh, Man in High Castle season two, and Night Manager. Okay. So the, oh shit! The Night Manager was dope. Yeah. Where I feel like I feel like Better Call Saul could be on my list, but I just haven't seen it yet. I, I love the I love the first I season. I the first it. season was great. Um, I want to watch uh, one thing that's on my – I wish we could get pizza. Um, <laughs> uh, one show I want to check out is uh, Channel Zero uh, on Sci-Fi, which is based off of uh, creepy pasta stories, which are just horror stories that, like, random people write. And the first season is uh, Candle Cove, which I have not read that story. And then a friend of ours that we all went to school with, uh, Stephen Pyatt, is directing season two of Channel nice. Zero. And I forget what that's based off. I think it's like a haunted house story, kind of. And then um, there's a book out called Pen Pal, which I'm a huge fan of by Nathan Auerbach. And everyone should read it. It's super creepy. Um, but they're going to do a season. I don't know if it's going to be season three or four. But they're going to do Pen Pal, which uh, that book is fucked up, man. But uh, now I want to watch uh, Candle Cove. It looks cool. Sweet. Herring, what you got, man? Oh, all right. So, uh, I think my, uh, my, my, oh, I, I, when you dropped me, I lost my train of thought. So give me just a second to compose myself. Top five <laughs> TV of 2016. Yeah, top five TV. All right. So my honorable mention, that's what I was trying to think in my adult brain, uh, is going to be The Walking Dead. Uh, I love it. I watch it. Uh, it's probably the only show that I actually watch uh, as close to live as I can get it. Uh, everything else I either record or uh, catch online when I can. Uh, and, and but I'm just a, I'm just a freak for The Walking Dead. Have been since season one, and I love it despite all its flaws. Dude, uh, I'm right there with you. I enjoy it. I think it's fun. I remember a time when people went, "There's not enough zombie things," and now they're complaining <laughs> about it. And I'm there was like, a time. We, there was a time. There was a time when you try to watch. You could watch every zombie movie and go, I've seen the best of zombie things. But I like that, you know, I like that I have a lot of bad and there's a lot of good out there. So that's why I like The Walking Dead. I think for the most part, it's, even if it has bad episodes, for the most part, it's it's pretty cool show. You know, like, like horror movie isn't my main genre, but I, to me, Walking Dead is the most interesting zombie thing I've ever seen, probably. Are you guys enjoying Negan this season? I, I've only seen the first. I've only seen the first uh, episode of Same. the new season. Okay. Um, I, I think the casting's great uh, yeah. for the character, uh, but I'm not that. I, I I got to that point in the comics and then stopped. Okay. So, like I knew who I knew who was going to die. The initial character mm -hmm. who died. So, like it was no surprise to me. Uh, it would have been a surprise if they didn't kill him, but right. Uh, right. they went ahead and did that. So, uh, but um. Anyway, Matt, sorry. I just wanted to say that a lot of, there's a lot of hate out there for The Walking Dead, but I remember a time when there was enough <laughs> zombie stuff to, to fill this insatiable hunger that I had for it. Exactly. So, it's, so it's good to have just one show that's like, we're pressing on, man. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, and can I just say one thing in conjunction with that? Uh, I think we've gotten to a point as a society where anytime anything gets popular for a while... People start to crap on it, 
Yeah. Like, it, like, like within a year, like people are crapping all over the Force Awakens, even though last year, for the first probably four months of the year, everybody was like, "Oh God, it's so awesome! It's amazing!" Now people are like, "Oh, it's the worst! I hate it!" It's like, d d go uh, back and watch the prequels, and then watch the Force Awakens, and tell me that's a bad yeah. movie. Dude, Please. I'm watching Force Awakens uh, right now uh, with no volume, and it's fucking dope as shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Good man. It's an amazing movie. Just a hey, just a just to piggyback what you said. I mean, I, I'm totally, I totally agree with you, and I, um, I think we can all expect everybody's gonna hate season two of Stranger Things. Like it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. People are gonna totally yeah, hate so. it. I'm like, I feel no, like they should have left me, it at that. Not this guy. No, me neither. But I mean, I, I feel like the general consensus is, oh my god, like what are they doing? Oh, they ruined this yeah. show. It's, it's stupid. Like no matter oh, what yeah, they no, do I... at this point. Blew the load with the season one, like it's a, an it got so story. big so fast. Take away yeah. that one scene where the kid throws up the slug or whatever, it would be a perfectly enclosed story. But it's TV, so yep. so I'm down. I'm down. I'm not I mean, that. I mean, I, I not to get off on like after <laughs> this, like Matt, finish your list. But <laughs> I feel we're like gonna interrupt everything that you say. Can by words, the way, can <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like they have an, I feel like these guys are creative enough to have a cool idea. Like, I don't feel I like they're going to give us the same thing we just saw. I agree. And I'm very exactly. excited to see what they have to do. And if they do, if they do fuck it up, and it's the worst season two ever, then I'm excited to see what they do afterwards. Like, if they go on to do a film or they get a franchise or something, like, these guys are creative motherfuckers. Like, they're going to make good shit if, they, if season two is bad. But anyway, Matt, continue on with your list. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry to get us to this point. <laughs> glad I could foster commentary. Um, <laughs> so my number five is Westworld season one, which I think is an absolutely amazing show. Uh, my wife hated it because there's, I mean, so much nudity. It's like all the nudity. You don't say. <laughs> all, all the nudity. <laughs> there's a lot. It's, it's not, it's it's not just everywhere. female nudity either. Oh, you no, will see so as much penis as I ever saw in a life drawing class ever. <laughs> <laughs> or other places. Tell me somebody gets their well, dick blown off. By Andrew, a bullet. let's not get into that. <laughs> we don't think that happened yet, but I'm sure season two will have something. <laughs> oh, <like> oh my <laughs> dick! <laughs> <laughs> that's the scene. That's when I jump into Westworld. They shot off somebody's <laughs> dick. I'm in. <laughs> All right, continue, continue, continue. All right. So my my number four is Mr. Robot season two. Oh shit! Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but Mr. Robot season one um, is fucking phenomenal. Mm -hmm. It it started off kind of wonky, but it really the last half of the season really uh, draw drew it back in, um, and I really enjoyed it. Um, let's see, my number three is Game of Thrones Season 6, which y'all have already stated just about everything that needs to be stated about that, I except for the fact that uh, we lost the best character on the show Hodor. Uh, very early in the season. Hodor. Hodor. Rest in peace. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace, Hodor. Dude. Oh, um, let's see, my number three, or wait, was that my number? I'm trying to get there, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh... Number three is the get down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> love that. Really do. Um, let's see, my number two, uh, the night of. Oh, which shit. Which y'all have already talked about also. That's a brilliant show. I really loved it. 
And my number one, uh, as you've many of you have said, is Stranger Things. I mean, I think that was probably the best show of the year. I mean, eight eight episodes, a very tight season. Uh, it's it's the Goonies and ET meets H.P. Lovecraft. What what yeah. more is there to say? It's it's love. Nice. Oh. Don't for, don't forget Stephen King though. Don't forget that's yes, the same. Yes, and Stephen well, Stephen King is very influenced by H.P. Lovecraft, so there's, that's yeah, yeah. kind of in there too. So Nightmare on Elm Street too. Oh yeah, there. dude. Uh, yeah, Nancy, some of that's in Nancy there. was in there. Her name. At least. She I, was. Oh my god. You're right. <laughs> Shit. Man, what a fucking great show. God damn. Yeah, I think Those we can all take a moment. <laughs> Stranger Things. Yeah, Stranger Things. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a swig of beer and pour some out on the ground for him. <laughs> Thank you, Duffy Brothers. Yeah. Dude, like that's all what I'm saying. Like, fucking survive that fucking band man oh those members oh that tour is fucking amazing got that i didn't like the one naysayer friend though he was a little asshole no guys did you just call did you just call him a friend and he's naysaying stranger things no no i'm saying i don't like the one the only thing i didn't like about stranger things is the little naysayer friend Oh yeah, that dude. Yeah, yeah. He they was like, know what no, we can't do what we get. It's like, why are you hanging out with this kid? He does not want to have adventures. Which one was that? Oh, the black kid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. well since you say it like that, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one in the show. Whoa, whoa, only one whoa. in the show, man. But there was an SNL sketch about yeah. like, where are his parents? <laughs> his parents aren't in the where fucking show. Just to just to touch on that, it's funny because do you remember Tony Williams? From Deluxe? Yeah, yeah. Tall motherfucker? He auditioned to be his dad. Oh, shit, really? So they're totally getting... He he had five auditions. He almost Inside got scoop it. on this motherfucker right now. So he, Uh-oh. they're really exploring that kid's family. So they, they've they heard those criticisms. They're going to bring in his parents. Good. About, Somebody yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's going to be dope as fuck. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the L.A. That's some, that's some L.A. inside scoop right there, boys. Yeah. It's going to be like a magic like black character in season one. And now in season two, they've upped the budget so we can afford multiple black characters. Yes. <laughs> parents. We're bringing in parents. Maybe a grandpa will be <laughs> hanging around or something. <laughs> Gotta bring him in with the white, you stay for the black. I bet they, their first lines are going <laughs> to be like, well, if all your friends jumped off a cliff, would you? <laughs> yes, I would. Luke Cajun, get down crossover. Punching <laughs> <Bunch of> aliens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is this place? It's the upside down world. <laughs> dude, Power Man and upside punch, down, dude. Dude, he's on a punch <laughs> shit out of this. So we got video games next? Yeah, yeah we could do video games. Damn, I gotta sit this one out. Yeah, Mike's gonna sit this one out, I think. But... I play Madden. Oh, what, you don't play no video don't games? Madden. Dude, I play Madden. You in the wrong podcast, friend. And <laughs> you know what? I am. But I, I will say, in 2017, oh. I am gonna start smoking weed and playing video games. <laughs> yes. Both I things are on my list. It's on my list. <laughs> You're back on this podcast. New Year's resolution. Smoke more <laughs> weed and play more video guy. games. <laughs> I was about to say, welcome back, friends. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back. What's your name again? <laughs> the power. I forgot I'm taking, for the two seconds dude, you were gone. Dude, I'm taking recommendations. So if you guys have games yeah. that are worth buying, I'm I'm going to buy them. Oh, we got oh shit. Games. Why aren't we about to do that? Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah totally. Oh, are we about perfect, to do that shit? Perfect podcast. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> Who's up I'm first? Gonna, I'm going first. I'm doing All right. it. All right. All right. Number one. 
The Last Guardian. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I saw that coming. That's right, you did, Andrew. Nine years, <laughs> motherfucker. Nine years I've been waiting for this game, and it lived up to it. It lived up to it. It, uh, man. I mean, could could I've asked for more? Yes. Did I need more? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just like these guys make fucking. They make a fucking artwork out of a video game, and it's very hard to do, especially when you have a lot of shooters. Especially this year, I feel like there were a lot of shooters out this year. Uh, no one makes like an artistic game anymore. I mean, indie developers do, and that's cool. I'm glad that that, that market exists. But to see a big budget like, you know, fifty nine ninety nine game come out, that like, I don't know, man. It's just so emotional. It's so great. I finished it. I loved it. Uh, I got teary eyed during it. Uh, I didn't. I didn't want to finish it because I was afraid it was going to be more heartbreaking than it actually was. And man, it's just it's good. Uh, I will say this going into it, it's the controls are not tight. If you played Shadow of the Colossus or Ico, that's what you're gonna get with this game. Yep. Um, it's definitely kind of clumsy at moments, um, but uh, it's just great. It's really fulfilling. Like when you get to the end, like when and when you beat that game and the end credits roll and then the little the little thing at the end happens and it's all said and done, you go. God, that, I feel complete. That, that's all I needed. All right, when's the next one, guys? Uh, Last Guardian, number one. Um, uh, I'm going to put Titanfall 2 as my number two choice. Um, uh, I only played the online a bit. I, uh, I played with Andrew uh, and his brother a little bit. We could not chat through it, but I, so I have no idea what was going on. That was okay. It was fun. I don't really like playing a lot of games online. Um uh, but uh, for the campaign mode, it was like eight hours long. It was great. The story was really uh, just kind of, uh, it's like a, about a boy and his robot. Uh, it was really just, uh, it was just a really cool story. It was a really short game. But it's like kind of what I needed at the time. And in, in games recently, we get really long, expanded, where you can spend several hours or days and uh, just playing the same game over and over again. So it was kind of nice to have something that was like, Short and sweet and to the point, and that's why I like Titanfall 2. Um, I'm going to put Dark Souls 3 on there. I haven't beaten it yet. That game is hard as fuck. Um, but <laughs> the experience I've had with Dark Souls 3 has been very great. It's the only one I've gotten as far as I've gotten in. Like, between Bloodborne and Dark Souls 2, it's the furthest I've ever gotten. So it's probably the <laughs> easiest. So if you want to start with one, maybe start with this one and then work backwards. Because um, I remember Demon Souls, when I watched... I played on a friend's like PlayStation. I was like, "Fuck this game." So uh, Dark Souls is very cool. I love the, I just, I, I, just the environment you're in and like the creatures and just that's my fucking shit, man. Uh, but uh, it's hard. It's hard as fuck, but it's it's worth it. I'm sure it'll be on Joey's because um, I know he's a huge fan. And then uh, my final one is The Division, which I haven't Whoa. beaten because it's another one of those hu fucking huge long games that's ever continuing because of the dlc but i've had a lot of fun with it uh tom clancy's the division so it's kind of uh like a tight shooter uh just kind of cool it's like a post-apocalyptic uh virus is spread through new york city and you're kind of running around it doesn't make a lot of sense i don't need it to <laughs> I, but i'm killing people and that's enough for that game so, that's all that matters uh, but, but, but that's my, list. Uh, my honorable mention would be doom uh, I enjoyed it, but I got stuck on a part, and I did not want to 
go down to the easy level to beat it. So I just gave up. <laughs> Doom is back. Doom is back in the yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was so. way yeah, good it's, too. It's, it's, it's oh, really what, is fun. it computer just, still? PS4 computer. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Dude, I but played that, that game when I was like seven, eight. Yeah, but yeah. that's the new soundtrack though is dope as shit. It's so fucking good. Satan all over the place. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. But uh, that's my list of video games. It's on the list. So, uh, the list. I'm, I'm getting that one for sure. <laughs> all right, I'll go. Um, so, uh, number one, you guys heard it before. Say it again. Overwatch for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this right. is, um, you know, again, I've talked about it, but, you know, just Blizzard is not a company that I felt like that I would ever come back to just because of the type of games that they were making. And my friends knew this game was coming out, and so I got along with them so we could play online. <laughs> and I quickly fell in love with it, man. I, I played still quite a bit and enjoy the hell out of it. They have, you know, there's always something new. Like every month or two, they've got a new season or some new, like, costumes or a new uh, arcade mode or something crazy. And it's just it's a real blast to play with friends. Um, next up is Dark Souls 3. Joey, yeah. I, I was going to yeah. say, that'd have to be the number two. Yes. Because I yeah. think you just offended Dark Souls. <laughs> I don't know if they can deal. I know. I, I, can, I can't believe it myself that something's <laughs> topped it. Um, Dark Souls 3, like, I've, uh, you know, these games are just so good. Starting with Demon Souls, which is my first, uh, you know, f- introduction. And I've just gone through and played all the games. And just, I love the lore, the just the, the worlds you go into, the creatures and sort of soldiers and things that you fight. And I just really enjoy it, man. It's like a subtle, like dark fantasy uh, that's unrelenting. Uh, third, well, I'm going to say third. These are kind of not in order after this. Um, Last Guardian, you know, Maddie, we waited nine years. We got it. It's good. Um I had, I had to keep remember, reminding myself that this was a game that was supposed to come out nine years ago. So it didn't seem like that they really added anything big. They were just trying to finish the game. Probably just added more like textures and graphics because of how we were going up from like, you know, 480 to, to, to 1080. Now we're at like a 4K resolution. Uh, really enjoyed it. Um, let's see. And then uh, I believe, I think I'll go with Street Fighter V. Um, I haven't played as much as I've wanted to, but like it's a Street Fighter game. It started out kind of rocky with like only online play only. And that kind of bummed me out, but I enjoy all the characters. Um, I love playing with friends. Um, I love seeing all like the, the, com- the competitive part of it, just watching those guys fucking kill it. And, you know, I've been a fan since fucking Street Fighter 2, you know, when it came out in the arcade. So I've been a big fan. Um, Two honorable mentions is uh, Uncharted 4, which is, you know, you play the Uncharted, it's like, you know, your Indiana Jones, uh, you know, heavy action, a uh, lot of quips and one-liners, and it's fun to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks beautiful as well. And then I'm going to go with, uh, and these are all games, I've I, I played quite a few games, but a lot of them came out like last year or the year before, whatever. Uh, but it's indie game, which is Dark Souls inspired. It's a 2D platformer called Salt and Sanctuary, um, which I really enjoyed. It's almost like a Metroidvania meets uh, Dark Souls or Demon Souls, whatever, what have you. But um, I really enjoyed playing that one. Um, and then I have like two games that I'm playing right now. 
that I haven't beat, which is Watch Dogs 2 and Batman Telltale series. So I'm that they are pending, but they seem fun as of now. Nice. <laughs> well, I can go next. All right, James. So I'm so, ready for this one, James. Tell me. Tell me what you've got. So my honorable, honorable mentions are uh, Dark Souls 3, since I haven't finished it yet, but I've still been really enjoying that. I need to get back into it. I have a week off for vacation, so nice. after I, uh, I definitely want to get playing that. My other one that hasn't been mentioned yet is Hyperlight Drifter. Oh, oh yeah, nice. I might buy that. That's another. That was another one I didn't think yeah, about. Yeah, it was. That's the other arm we'll mention where it's you know a uh, very SNES Link to the Past uh, style game with beautiful over. graphics and uh, really good, really difficult gameplay. But I'm definitely looking forward to finishing that. So my number five is Overwatch, as uh, you know the. Joy has mentioned, uh, I just love, like, it's sort of a Saturday morning cartoon uh, cast of characters oh, that you yeah. get to play as. And, yeah, uh, I don't usually enjoy playing a lot online unless if it's usually with friends, but this is, like, one of the few games in which I just enjoy, like, hopping on and playing a match or two. And so then my number four is Titanfall to uh, once again similar to how Maddie I mentioned with the campaign itself has been really good the, it is sure about eight hours or so but each level is so unique like they bring in some new mechanic into it yeah. and there's uh, uh, probably my favorite and most other favorites I could assume is the one where you get the ability to switch between two worlds I don't want to get into too many spoils oh, with it God, but, it's so good I, I, I started the campaign and I want to finish it because you guys keep talking yeah. about it. There's really a certain it. level where you get an item and it says press you know, left trigger to blank and once you hit that you're like oh shit. <laughs> it's, <laughs> and, it, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and so yeah, that's my number four. My number three, which is sort of a technicality, is Rise of the Tomb Raider but that's because I played it on PC and it came out till 2016 on PC. So yeah, that's I, why I'm adding it to my list. <laughs> nice. Yeah, oh, I would no, have said I the agree. same thing, but I, I really enjoyed that game. But yeah, it came out like 2015 first, and I just kind of uh, left it off, but I really yeah, enjoyed it. Since uh, it came out on PC then, like, yeah, I enjoyed the other uh, reboot of Tomb Raider and this. I felt really yeah. expanded upon that, where you're able to go exploring a lot more and raid, like, actual tombs, the side tombs and stuff were really fun. Mm-hmm. My number two game is XCOM 2, and that is a game in which if you want some, if you watch Rogue One and you want to play something which makes you feel like a scrappy underdog against an overwhelming force, that is definitely the game to play, where you have a, a enemy ship that you've taken over and are flying around trying to, like, aliens have taken over Earth. That's pretty much the story of the game, and now you're trying to build up the resistance to it, and you do that by, you know, small skirmishes here and there, trying to get re little resources every now and again, and you're gonna have people that just die, and you're gonna lose them, but you need to keep pushing forward, and so that's like once again, how it ties into Rogue One. I definitely recommend. It's pretty much on. Now it's on all systems. It was originally PC, but now they have it on the consoles as well. And my number one game of the year is Doom. Oh, shit. Nice. That just overall nice. 
was incredible. The gameplay, Maddie. I don't know what you're stuck on, but seriously, step up your game. The harder difficulty. Shit got real. Incredible. And as you mentioned, the music by Mick Gordon is just fucking fantastic. He has the entire soundtrack on Spotify. I definitely recommend listening to it, especially in order, because they have the uh, the voice recordings of the demons describing the Doom Warrior that just uh, goes right into music, which is amazing. Oh, the whole combat uh, cycle of getting into a fight where they want you to push forward constantly, so if you kill a guy and then do the um, the melee takedown, you get health from that. So that's it. that's how you just keep pushing forward. And then if you use a chainsaw, you get ammo back. And you just keep going forward and forward. And there's an amazing uh, documentary out now on YouTube from Noclip. If you search online, there's like three episodes, half hour each, just explaining the backstory of them creating the game. I definitely recommend watching that. Oh, nice. But yeah. I had to sell it for the last Guardian. Oh, yeah. well, I get it. Uh, you I'll guys get, are I'll selling. Get it. <laughs> Killer. I'll be playing that but... in 2017 after I got a PS4, but I've just been PC gaming it for a while, and Doom was my top one of this year. Yeah, I just uh, nice. uh, that that those games hold a special place in my heart, and uh, <laughs> most things get sold in the process of. Mm-hmm. If, if that came it out, happens. it happens. It yeah. wasn't till that day when I knew it actually came out. Like <laughs> the day before, I went to GameStop and I was like, "Is this actually coming out? Do you have copies?" And they're like, "Yes." And I was like, "Can I see?" <laughs> and they're like, "Trust us, it's coming." I was like, "But I can't because it's been <laughs> they've toyed with me for so long." And they're like, "No, no, it's cool." And I was like, "All right, reserve me a copy. I'll be in mm-hmm. tomorrow to get it." And if it is not here. I will die a little inside and keep the games I currently am going to sell to you. But, um, yeah. I want to play it. I want to finish it. James, we need to talk later. I need to talk to you about this level that I'm stuck on. Yeah. I'll see what I can do to help out. James, <laughs> I got a question about Overwatch. What's your season ranking? Uh, I actually haven't gotten into the winter season yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know earlier, like, I played through the first season, and I was all right. Like, I was, like, low mid-tier. But I I need to get started like once again I have a winter break coming up that I need to like get in and get my ranking going on James there. James needs to get a motherfucking PS4 so we can play some games together, yo. Yeah, there's too many games, <laughs> too many goddamn games. Yeah, James, that's it's my weird list. that you don't have a system. I'm just gonna say this because in all of the Superhouse time that we lived together, you had every system. Yeah. <laughs> so when you say I don't have a system, it's like, what do you mean? Like, you're just not playing it you now? You mean, like, or... right now? Not right now, or... <laughs> it for later? Most uh... games that I want to play are uh, cross-platform, which means on PC. I have a pretty beefy PC, but there are a bunch of games, especially come out in 2017, that are coming out, like, for PS4. Like, Horizon Zero Dawn, if we were doing, like, a most anticipated, that's my most anticipated. That's one of mine. That's that's so coming like up. That, that's coming up. But yeah, all right. My, uh, refund check. I'm getting a PS4 and Horizon Zero Dawn. You getting the pro? Oh yeah. Better get the <laughs> yeah. Right oh baby. James, you better get the division so we can play it. I got that on PC. I've been playing through, but I can't play with you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. You can't. I need someone to play with. Joey, get on that shit. 
I will. I'll level up when we play this week. Copy. Right, Stefan, are you next? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Proceed. Um, all right. I'll just start with some honorable mentions. Games I haven't played or played through completely. Tomb Raider, that's going to be my next game up after I beat uh, Dishonored 2. Um, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Oh, I want to play that. I heard from a lot of people wasn't good, but I heard from another friend who he was he really liked it and his retort was just that you know they hated the first one like the reviewers and stuff and a lot of i love the, the first about one. the game yeah i love the first one and you played it you said the second one isn't good i haven't played it yet i want to i've also heard uh, okay. i didn't really hear right. anything good or bad yeah but... i've heard nothing but bad things but one person whom i trust their opinion he was just like he was just like i was like did you like it was it good he's like i loved it <laughs> and and I was just like, yeah, I just heard a lot of reviews. And he's like, they didn't like the first one. And I was just like, you know what? He's got a point. So I haven't played it yet, but I feel like I'm really going to like it. I liked the trailers and stuff. So I'm sorry I missed that one when it came out. But who's got that kind of change to throw around? <laughs> Not me. And then, and then Batman Telltale. I did the first two episodes. They were cool. I like what they're doing. It's fun. I like the, If you like the Telltale Walking Dead games and you also fucking love Batman. They're pretty good, especially since I have a bit of a sour taste in my mouth from Arkham Knight. I didn't really like that one at all. Boo. Um, Boo. It was whack. It was fucking whack. The Arkham Knight's a big I fucking dildo. It. Boo. It's a fucking wonderful bro. game. Batman, wonderful. bro. Boo. Look at this sweet armor, bro. I'm anyway. Andrew. I like Batman. So also a couple other honorable mentions. Titanfall 2 are these games that I did play. Timefall 2 and Battlefield 1 that um, James hooked us up with. Good games. I liked Battlefield 1 a lot. I liked the campaign of it. I really especially loved the dogfighting shit. It was amazing in that game. Um, it was really intense and sometimes too intense. I had to turn it off. I live stream a little bit of that for a while. Um, but I never finished actually the campaigns and I don't play that much multiplayer games so I I'd kind of stopped after a while. Um and Titanfall 2, which was really fun, and I just didn't finish it. I liked it, but then I ended up trading Battlefield 1 and Titanfall 2 since they held a pretty high value still to buy The Last Guardian. Um, yes, you did. So, yes, you did. Uh, oh, wait, sorry. Battlefield 1 is my number five. My bad. That's number five because I did get a ways into it, and I really I like that uh, Frostbite engine. Um, it's a lot of fun to play, especially like I wish there would just be more historical missions. Like, give me more of that shit. I loved one of my favorite all-time first-person shooters is Brothers in Arms because it's like very like pretty strictly set in historical events with real people and stuff like that. And it's kind of like the history lesson you couldn't have in in history class. You know, now you can play through it, and I don't know, it's fucking awesome. So that's my number five. Uh, number four is gonna be. Um, the actual game didn't come out this year, but an expansion did. Uh, GTA Five had like a like a race and Daredevil loop kind of racing, like Hot Wheels, basically. Uh, um, none of you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Nope. So there was like a, it was like nope. A, so GTA Five had an expansion release that was I forget what it's called. It was called like Daredevils and something or other, high flying, whatever. But it was these races and it was like Hot Wheels tracks where you go, you're like on loops and you're on like huge drops and it's like super intense, super fast racing. Um, and it was like the only, I played a lot of that this year. 
just getting kind of better at racing because like the physics are okay in the GTA games, but it got me kind of into racing games. And now I have a couple of racing games that I play project cars and uh, drive club. Some that are a little bit more require a little bit more skill, but that particular game, I put a lot of hours in ranking up and getting in fights with fucking teenagers and, and Trump supporters and <laughs> so-and-so. Um, n- not necessarily that they're Trump supporters, but just that they were assholes. <laughs> um, anyway, so my number three is Uncharted 4. Naughty Dog fucking just like, you know, they just hand me the little white cup and down it goes. Glug, glug. <laughs> Smooth. Glug, glug. <laughs> Flavorless. <laughs> Hi. Smooth like eggs. It was it was awesome. I've always loved those games. Um, they're just a lot of fun, especially at a time when there wasn't Tomb Raider games to play. And Tomb Raider is probably one of my all-time nostalgic franchises. Um, but Uncharted Four was huge, massive, great. Like they just polished up the the controls, the fighting system, everything that they introduced in those games in the last little while. They really just like polished it all up. Pretty decent story creative um creative gameplay mechanisms and stuff to kind of break up the monotony of just like duck and cover shooting um in fact a lot of the game was more of a stealth game you it left you the arenas kind of left you to figure out how you were going to take all these guys out and it left it up to you and i really like when games do that um so a lot of the time i wasn't shooting people as much as previous games i was like coming around sneaking killing them throwing them off cliffs and shit fucking incredible game who here has still has Uncharted Four? I do. Oh, I still got it. Okay, so they have a survival mode that apparently we all need to play. Yeah. All right. It's supposed to be really awesome. Co- co-op. Try that. Oh shit, co-op. Oh, I'm there, yeah. dude. I'll fucking lead us. They'll have. They wouldn't be enough enemies coming at me. I'll, <laughs> I'll toast everybody. <laughs> Joey, the PS4 is the first system where I'm like, I'm not gonna sell anything ever. Yeah. 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 Right. This is. Yeah. You. You influence me, bro. <laughs> I come to terms with certain games and I'm like, eh, yeah, I mean, I'm it's, it's a game again. you're not into, and like, you know, you thought like it has good. value. Yeah. If it doesn't have value, I'll keep it. I've yet to sell anything. I just, I don't know. I kind of want to see if, how long I can do this. <laughs> anyway, continue, continue. Oh. <clears throat> My number two is Dishonored 2, which it would be number one had one other game not come out. Um, I know that game. Dishonored, the first one, I've talked about it at length on this podcast, is like one of my most favorite games, reminiscent of the atmosphere of like Max, well, can't really say that, but it's a very atmospheric game. There, you, It allows you to deal with enemies and levels the way that you want to and how you want to build your character and everything. It's great stealth game, first-person game. I like that it's a first-person game, much like Mirror's Edge. It's not about like shooting and ducking and hiding behind cover it's well it's about hiding behind cover in a different way it's about sneaking around and um it's a great game but dishonor 2 is just like it was true to form great sequel more money uh bigger set pieces bigger you know there's not a whole lot of cinematics in this game which i really love i can't stand cinematics too much in video games a little bit here and there um but uh yeah but the story is really good it allows you two different paths. You can play the character from the first game again and follow his story through, or you can play his daughter who's grown up from the first game. Um, I, I played as her. I decided to play as her because I felt like it was her story. It kind of revolves around her anyway. So I wanted to go and they give her a set of different abilities and powers and stuff. And it's fucking such a dope game. 
and I've been, just been savoring it. It's like a really thick, good novel. And there have been moments that I have achieved things that have like really fucking made me feel amazing about my ability to solve problems. You know, there's, you start to build, you start to build your strategies around your own moral fabric. Cause you're like, if I kill, you know, cause there's multiple endings, you get the better one. If you don't kill people and you get the shittier one, not shittier, but sadder, I guess, or more down ending if you do kill people. So, you know, there are times when you're like, I can get around all these people. I don't have to kill them. Um, but sometimes you're backed into a corner and you got to kill people. So it's like, it's a fucking brilliant genius game. Probably my favorite, one of my favorite games of all time for sure. Um, but number one, um, cause y'all dudes talk about waiting nine years for the movie to come out. I've been waiting since the end credits of shadow of the Colossus. Oh shit. Me Be too. bigger and better than anybody. But I think Fumito Ueda's voice as a game maker is so unique in games that I'm just like ever so fucking grateful to <laughs> ever so grateful to have these games in my life. They have changed me. Remember that movie with Adam Sandler and Don Cheadle where fucking Shadow of the Colossus becomes a pop It's pop called Right Over Me. <laughs> to do, deal with his, his ability to deal with the obstacles ahead of him. I mean, it's people recognize the artistic uh, intentions behind this game. And, and yeah, the controls are a little frustrating in, uh, on all three games. And, you know, they're not much tighter in Last Guardian, but it kind of adds to the experience in a lot of ways because there are moments when you're like, I got to jump from this ledge to that ledge. You know, it's not like, it's not like Nathan Drake, where if you're just in the right proximity, it's going to land. It's like, you kind of got to hit the angles. And in last guardian, I found that the camera, I turned my camera sensitivity up a little bit to a speed that was comfortable. Cause I realized that the camera was key in, in like in solving some puzzles. Cause you can't just hit something kind of at an angle, but for the most part, you got to hit things straight on when you're jumping to them, trying to grab onto them. There have been many a time I'm just like, what the fuck? You know, like I was right there. And then there's the fucking kid falling 90 stories to his death. It was like, you know, I've described the game as being like those videos of those Russian kids, like jumping from thing to thing, like really super high up or people on the top of the, that fucking building in Dubai. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just like a whole game of that. We are just constantly like, oh my God. And it protects you from falling off of ledges, but but you'll be surprised. You'll be fucking surprised. Oh, and the emotional, the yeah, the emotional connection between you and this this digital character, um, uh, this this animal character, tri- Trico, you and this little boy. You save this little fucking, or you save this griffin. It's like a giant griffin, but its wings are broken. You need each other to solve puzzles through the game. But you you like you. It's great because they set it up so well. Because there are times where you're like, oh my god, how am I gonna get out of this? fucking trico comes save you and then other times you're like oh my god i gotta fucking save him he's in trouble so you guys those two characters have each other's back the whole game and that's been kind of the theme i think with these three games um Ico is the little boy and the little girl uh in my mind shadow of the colossus is about a boy and his horse really you spend the most time with that fucking horse and he drives you nuts through that game but by the end of it when you Fuck think he's horse. dead you're like you're like you remember all the things you've been through together. Oh, I love that horse. Yeah, me too. I love that horse. <laughs> I love him. Agro. Um, but the Last Guardian, all the way to what they said, we've been waiting nine years for it, and it's so good to see a game in the post uh, pre-order generation of games where people just throw money at these people without these games being done. It's good to see that they took the fucking time 
you know, Fumito Ueda left Sony because of the pressure, but but uh, promised to still work on this game and finish it as his last thing with Sony, um, in order to just see it have the have it see the light of day. And it's a true fucking masterpiece. It's like a novel. It's not even like a long novel. Oh, it's just a good. Tell the people. Preach it, brother. Good lord. Sorry if you're I got here spear, with you. I got spear running through me. <laughs> spear running. <laughs> That's my spiel, dude. The Last Guardian. Maddie's gonna speak in tongues soon, I think. <laughs> to me, it's the best game of this year. It yeah. is the best game and you know what? I say Shadow of the Colossus is my favorite game of all time. Yeah. I might just have to say on air, I think The Last Guardian is my favorite game of all time. Oh, even though it's shit. short, oh, even though it's shit. only brother just lays even though it's only like a singular story. If you go on Fumito Ueda's Twitter, <laughs> he's just like, try this with Trico, try this shit with Trico, try these things. There are so many hidden details that the nine years, ten years, however long we've been waiting, it's probably for a bigger reason than we think. There are still people that are digging through Shadow of the Colossus for like hidden now, things. You know what I mean? Man. It's just like is that a flying rat? Is, I just, I'm sorry, I just Googled it. Is it's that a... like a, it's called, it's called Trico in the game, but at the beginning of the game, listen, there's all listen, these. Listen, Mike. I'm sorry, guys. Mike, I'm sorry. I'm Googling stuff. Mike's going to bring in the controversy this is to this big flying rat that I'm looking at. It's like, it's like a cat, dog, okay. bird with a rat face. With like, and it's like a rat, rat face. face. Come on now. It's like a rat face. It's more like it's a fucking griffin. It's kind of a griffin. It's a, it's a griffin of sorts. You know what's going to happen, Mike, is you're going to go, oh, what game should I play? And then you're going to end up picking Super this up for like 20. Down. You're going to end up picking this shit up for like 20 bucks. And then you're going to come back on here and be like, I apologize oh. for my rude comments. I bet it's still. I bet it's still. And it's my favorite fucking game of all time. You fucking, that rat is dope. <laughs> that rat is your best fucking friend. Uh, it's yeah, it probably is. Probably is. I don't know. Shadow. It's hard Shadow, to say. But to say. Anyway. I got Andrew, cool. Make Mike leave. <laughs> make Mike I bet leave. it's dope. I bet it's dope. I'm sorry, Let's guys. The fuck I, out apologize. Of I apologize. I <laughs> apologize. All right. Um, is there some echo? I think going on right now. Uh, hold on Who? a second. Let's see. Trying to see where it's coming from. You making some shit up. You don't hear it? Okay. Ah, I hear it a little bit. Alright, anyway, so, um... Okay, it's gone away. Uh, so, I don't have five again. <laughs> I only have three. Uh, and I, and this is because... Well... I only had four, so... Okay, so there you go. And I haven't played Last Guardian yet. Because of a lot of reasons. Please see last episode of podcast for reasons. <laughs> uh, so, I've never been a first-person shooter guy at all. But, I really liked Doom and Titanfall. And I'm still hearing this, uh, this echo, man. Is it on your guy's end? Maybe. I think so. Hold on. Might have been my giant rat comment. You yeah, did it, bro. Troubleshoot it. Yeah, Mike. I met you in person. <laughs> it seems like Herring's hearing it as well. Who's okay. okay. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Might, might be on Herring's end. Sorry, Herring. Oh, wait. No, it's not. Oh, wait. Crap, dude. Sorry. I'm going to have to edit this part out. I just... This is driving me crazy. 
Oh, I'll mute mine and see if it's. Checking is one, it... two, one, two, one, two. Is it playback as well? Maddie, it might be you, man, actually. What are you hearing? I'm hearing echo. Yeah. Oh. Checking one, two, one, two. Try it, changing it to voice instead of studio. studio. Me? On Maddie's end, yeah. Maddie, I think it's you, man. Well, I, don't, I don't know why it happened all of a sudden, but... Fuck. Yeah. See, y'all start talking about The Last Guardian, and it gets all echoey and chambery and shit. <laughs> Trying to be yeah. epic. <laughs> How does it sound now? Okay, check. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Last Guardian, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, okay, it went away. Okay, cool. I don't know what happened. Cool. Alright, all right, let's, uh, let's kind of take it back a little bit, just for editing's sake. Okay, so I only had, I don't have, uh, I don't have five. I only have three. And I'm not really an FPS guy, but, uh, I'd say, uh, in the, like, bottom two are Titanfall and Doom. Really love those two. Uh, sound, I mean, you, when you play Doom, you know, it's like you're playing the most metal game of all time, and <laughs> there's, like, pentagrams everywhere, and metal music, and... Like, the gun cocks to the fucking beat of... Not the beat, but, like... You know, it syncs up with the song in the beginning and shit. And then Titanfall is, like, you know... Almost like a boy and a robot, but you're not a boy, you're a man. But, I don't know, you're with... A, you have, like, a relationship with this robot character, and... I'm not really a huge sound guy either, but goddamn, the fucking guns sound so fucking real... Um, maybe they do in all FPSs these days, I guess, but, I mean, it's just, sound design was so awesome in that game, and the campaign was great, the time, time slip thing, or whatever you want to call it, that was just fucking great, and I know, I've said before in a previous podcast that I, I like games that are short, and that's still true, but I felt like Titanfall was too short, I, I could have dealt with a little bit more Titanfall, and... Number one, and it's just because I've always been a huge fighting game fan, Street Fighter V. Uh, I've, been I've been playing that all year long. I, I picked it up again after I went to Capcom Cup. Played it today again. I've been playing Street Fighter my whole life. So, uh, yeah, that one is number one for me. So that's basically it. So... Uh, Rakeoff is skipping this one. Mike's going to skip this one, so uh, going on to Herring. All right, well, I'm a little uh, different from y'all. Wait, oh, wait, Herring, Herring, sorry. You got some major, uh, it sounds like a bug zapper. Anybody else hearing that? Yeah, yeah I got it. It's like a buzz, yeah, it's buzzing. It's buzzing? That's weird. Hold okay, on, you're better oh, now. It sounds yeah, good now. you're good now. All right, so is this yeah. better? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right, so I live in a very rural area with horrible internet. Uh, and, uh, I mean, there's no way I'm, pay I'm playing uh, multiplayer games. So my list is going to be a little bit different. I focused on uh, games with stories and single-player modes. So, And I also have an Xbox One, not a PS4, because uh, I love all my media, not just games. <laughs> um, shots fired. Yeah, shots fired. Matt Herring throws some shade. I'm with you, Matthew. Definitely. Break so, off. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here, man. Kick out. Kick out. 
Damn. PlayStation Nation at Superhouse. Strike three. Strike three. Motherfucking enemies. Frenemies. I have an Xbox One. I never play it, though. Dude. Well, I mean, that's your fault. We keep interrupting your list, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead. I know, right? <laughs> so, You're an instigator, Karen. Uh, I'm a what? You're an instigator. An instigator. I am. I am. Yes, I like <laughs> to uh, cause chaos and disruption. <laughs> or confusion right. and delay, as my kids would say. Um, <laughs> so my, num <laughs> my number five is Quantum Break. Um, I know y'all probably haven't played this because it was an Xbox exclusive. But it was an extremely good game. It had about... it's. I kind of think of it as uh, Metal Gear Solid for uh, the Xbox because uh, it was kind of like uh, Metal Gear Solid 4. It had like a two-hour movie and then some gameplay. Because <laughs> it's broken up into like ten episodes. And, and, and there's actually like a 20-minute episode in between each, you know, hour and a half level. So you end up playing 60 hours and half of it's watching TV. Um, but But... It's such a good story that I really enjoyed it. So that's my number five. Uh, my number four is Doom, uh, for all the reasons y'all have listed. I mean, just a brilliant game. I mean, that was one of the games that got me started on video gaming in the first place. Yeah. Um, I'm a first-person shooter guy, and I always have been. I just love it. Uh, my number three is uh, Mafia 3. Uh, I really enjoyed the story in that, uh, the controls are kind of iffy, a little wonky at times, but, uh, but the story is really, really good, um, and it's right up my alley, because I love the, the GTA-style video games, yeah. uh, open sandbox type with a story, I, I love that. Alright, my number two is Dishonored 2, uh, yes. had a lot of fun with that game, um, I mean, it, you know, it's cross-platform. You haven't finished it? I haven't finished it. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it. it. I'm not right. going to spoil it, but I, lo I, I do love, love it. it. Um, I mean, the, just the fact that it it's based on how you play the game as to as to how the I mean how the level reacts to you even, you know, uh, the the powers you get based on how you play. It's really cool. I love it. Um, and my number one is Gears of War 4 because oh, I'm a cool. Gears of War guy. I love Gears of War. Uh, I, I want to play. Okay. You you should you should that's <laughs> worth pulling out your Xbox for. It really is. Um, and then honorable mentions, Watch Dogs 2. Uh, I, I I've enjoyed that game. I haven't gotten to play it as much um, because there's been other stuff going on besides video games, sadly. And uh, <laughs> yeah. and Final Fantasy 15 would probably be my other honorable mention because it's a very pretty game. Um, you know, I don't think anything will ever be as good as the experience that Final Fantasy VII was, uh, which is kind of the one I, 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 the lens I view all Final Fantasy games through, because that was my first experience in the series. But it is a really nice game. So, that's my picks. Cool. Sweet. Yeah. Right yeah. Good list. Um, so let's see. We're going to do, uh, music next. Oh, shit. Maddie, I think you need really need to start this since you're Maddie's music guy. All right. There's a lot here. 
<laughs> here, everyone. Take it I away, to, man. I listened to a lot of shit this year. Um, no shit. A lot of it was a lot of it was on this podcast, as Maddie's music, or e- either that or Stefan and I talked about it through camera noise. Um, yeah. Not particular or well, you know, I'm gonna move one up to the top spot. This album, like I've been listening to it for months, I can't stop listening to it. Uh, my number one pick probably is the Black Queen, Fever Daydream. Uh, it's the lead singer of Dillinger Escape Plan. It's his new, uh, his new group, because Dillinger is breaking up after this uh, last album, um, and it features like two members who tour with like Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails. Uh, it's just a great like throwback to like '80s pop, but with a little like '90s sensibility uh, and just like the technology that you were offered today uh, with music and uh, recording. Uh, it's great. It's uh, it's not it's not metal. It's just uh, it's just fucking good, man. And everyone should listen to it. Uh, my number two pick is Dillinger's the Dillinger Escape Plan Dissociation. Uh, it's the last album so far. I mean, hope I assume these guys will be back at some point, uh, probably several several years from now, um, to release something else. I don't feel like they'll be broken up forever. But that album is fucking. It's like heartbreaking and brutal. Um, uh, my number three pick, uh, Stefan and I talked about this on, uh, camera noises, uh, a band called youth code and the album is called yes. commitment to complications. And, uh, I saw them open for Baroness in Cincinnati. And it's like, if you took, uh, nine inch nails, um, and some club music and then put like hardcore screamo over it, it's fucking brutal. I loved it. Uh, the girl who is a screamer is just fucking full of energy, and she like rocked my face off. It was great. Uh, next one after that would be American Football LP2. This is straight up emo, guys. Yeah. It's fucking emo. It's, it's sad as sh- it's sad as shit. Fucking gets into you. Talks about relationships. Love it. Um, uh, the one after that, uh, very sad record. Uh, the last uh, from David Bowie, Black Star. It's depressing, sad. But goddamn, such a good fucking record, man. Like I'm glad he had the foresight to see uh that he he knew he was dying and he made a fucking great record. Um the one after that is uh one we're gonna talk about later on today is uh Oathbreaker's Rhea. It's uh fucking visceral and just fucking like it's just pure. It sounds like a pure fucking metal record, and I fucking love it. Um after that I have Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, uh Skeleton Tree which is he wrote this after his son died. Um, it is also very sad and depressing, but very good. Uh, I recommend it. Um, after that, I have Balance and Composure, Light We Made. Uh, these guys are like a post-hardcore band normally, but this record is like very indie pop slash, like, but like post-hardcore elements. It's very weird, but like very catchy, very poppy at the same time. Uh, after that, I have White Lung Paradise, which is... If you haven't listened to White Lung, they're just a great, like, fucking punk rock band. Um, the guitarist is probably one of my favorite guitarists next to the guitarist of Dillinger Escape Plan. Uh, just the, the smoothness of the guitar riffs that this guy does is just, like, it's seamless. It's so fucking, like, I don't know. You just got to listen to it. Uh, after that, I have uh, the band Nothing, uh, Tired of Tomorrow. It's like shoegaze meets post-hardcore, man, like, my bloody valentine uh with like with a hardcore element like it's fucking great uh after that i have bonnie vare's uh 
22 a million. Very weird for him. A lot of weird mix of stuff. That's what you get, when, I guess, when you work with Kanye a little bit, and he still, and he uh, takes some of your music. But great <laughs> record. Uh, um, uh, after that, I have Planes Mistaken for Stars, Prey. It's just a brutal fucking like straight up punk rock record, man. Just same sh- some shit about relationships in the current state of America. Uh, after that, I have Car Bomb uh, Meta, which is a fucking like math core fuck sh- fucking destruction record. Uh, Andrew, this record is not for you. Uh, all over the place. I don't recommend it. Uh, I have this band called Youth Funeral, and the album's called Heavenward. Um, they're like a, they're, it's like they're very converge-ish, but all like their longest song on this record is three minutes. Everything, every other song is under that. So you're talking like a minute to like under a minute long songs. It's fucking brutal and just like. I'm just like pressing. Um, and then uh, my last record is uh, Baroness Purple because it's fucking rock and I love Baroness. And for all my boys in the the SCAD days, the SAV, you know, we all love Baroness. And that Purple record is just a fucking great rock record. That wasn't last year? Uh, I think it was this year because I saw um, – I'm pretty sure. Hold on. I think it was Maybe this year out. too because they, they toured on it. So You went to the show and everything. Hold on, I'll check. Hold on, we got a lot of issues going on with the the release dates. Uh, if anything, I found if anything I found out this year is y'all need to get your shit straight. Not, oh, it's, 20, it's 2015, so my bad. I'll take Baroness Purple off of there. Scratch but, um, from the list. Scratch it. Delete oh, now. It was, it was later 2015 though, and they tore it on it in 2016. It's it's, it's fantastic album. Sorry, Matt, I didn't mean to blow that one. Oh, thanks, Stefan. God damn, that looked like a fool. Blew it. So you know how I, I am. Take it, Top nine albums. I took it off. Took it. That was like 12 or 13. That was probably like 14 <laughs> records that I highly recommend to anyone. <laughs> that I would be like, these, these records you will have a good time listening to. If you like metal and emo. And, well, that's it. Metal and emo. Who's next? I got one. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It's uh, Ghost. That's really yes. the... That's really the band that I really listened to this year. Um, yeah. As far as like they had like a new album and I got I really got into and can really sort of comment. Um, but I just fell in love with these guys. Um, I, I I've become a lifelong fan, and I'll listen to anything they come out with. Joey, awesome. I, I know we just we talked about dates, but I wanted to put this on my list as well. But Meliora came out in 2015, right? Yeah, Hope Star came out in 2016. Yeah, okay. Uh, oh, Hope Star twenty. Yes, okay. Yes, that's right. Okay. Square Hammer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So that counts. That counts. Sorry about that. <laughs> I just constantly go back to listen to the, listening to those guys, and I love them. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I can go next. Uh, right. Like for my honorable mentions, yeah, Ghosts is there as well, and like you know, since seeing them live with most of you guys as well was an incredible experience as well. Oh. And then uh, my other honorable mention, and also my most anticipated for 2017, is Run the Jewels, since they've been releasing a couple new songs here and there, but their Run the Jewels 3 isn't out till next January. Uh, Damn, and, those guys are releasing records like motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> there are a couple of songs that they've had out so far in the past month or so have been really good, especially uh, 2100 that they released the day after the election. 
which I've uh, basically been listening to every day since. Uh, really good, you know, politically like charged song. Uh, but most of my list is actually from Maddie's music since I don't think I really wow. listened to too much stuff from 2016. But I uh, this one's more in no particular order except for like the top two. So I have Liturgy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Riley Ritchie uh, was really good. A really good find. Like, I had no idea that Grey Worm was a musician and really enjoyed that album. There's Doom Riders. And then yeah. for my top two, two's Russian Circles. Oh, yeah. It was just. Yeah, fantastic band to listen There's to. There's so much good that came out this year, man. It was hard to yeah. pick. <laughs> yeah. And then number one uh, for me was Direct Hit. Wow. Oh, shit, yes. All right. My boy, yeah. Devin Kay. I'm going to have to yeah. tell him. I'm, I'm going to tell him. Yeah, I just, yeah, that was a great punk band that just listening to. That's awesome, dude. Uh, he'll be yeah. very excited that we talk about it. <laughs> his shitty band. <laughs> this band's not shitty i know uh, it's funny like our, the whole joke was like uh, anytime i talked to him i was like when i went and saw them in cincinnati i was like hey dude i'm gonna come i guess i'm gonna come see your band he's like i guess i can get you in i was like i don't know you guys are kind of shitty he's like i know he's like would you please come i was like i guess but um yeah it's just a joke we have since uh we work together but uh yeah dude that's great i love that fucking direct hit record man by the yeah. way it's just there's so much and like ah dude those guys are great they're gonna make great punk records for the rest of their lives and uh nothing but the best for my boy devin k he deserves it he's a talented musician and deserves all of anything he <laughs> yeah. gets in his life mm-hmm. this is stefan's next yeah I got quite a few, too, but I'm going to burn through them. Give it to me, Shit. Seth. Tell me. My, my honorable <laughs> mentions are going to be a, a live album performed by Mirakir. Oh, Mir- so Mir- good. You... It's Mirkir? called Mausoleum. Mirakir, yeah. yeah. It's fucking beautiful, man. It's so amazing. I was listening Recorded to it in the car the other day. in a mausoleum. Like, yeah, it's fucking amazing. Another one is going to be Meshuggah's new album, Violent Sleep of Reason. Oh yeah. Um, I've only had a couple listens through it, but like Mashuga is so layered and intense and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, That's just an honorable mention. Also, an album called Harvest by a band called Nagelfar. I have a lot of metal bands, and they're gonna have a lot of funny names. Nagelfar, Nagelfar dude. Harvest. It just came out. They're fucking awesome. It's so good. Um, along with that one is gonna be an album called Sagor by a band called Skrekodlin. S K R A H O E D L E N Scrackodlin, but it's it's like it's really good. It's reminiscent. I mean, I don't even know. It's like it's good, like melodic driving. It's kind of it's like it, it, would, it would almost be Viking metal if it didn't have elements of like post rock and punk, and you know, it's like somewhere between Amonamarth and At the Driving. Somehow, it's just so. Oh what? my god, good. dude! Scrackodlin. Scrackodlin, it's You're good. You're gonna have also, to write that shit on the side te- the right. test, sir. Because <laughs> I'm not gonna because, remember that. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll post it or something. But also, um, just because they're Denver boys, and uh, we talked about the album "Hunted" by Chemist for one of Maddie's musics, and um, I just have, you know, you know, I agreed with a lot of what Maddie was saying about the dude's voice and and stuff. It's kind of like they're ripping on Paul Bearer, but they're hometown guys and. Um, the more I listen to it, the more I really, really like it. 
Um, They've made a lot fun. of lists this year, like just yeah. random ones I've it's been just looking a at. Solid, but... yeah. It's a solid fucking album in a year where ban- a band as popular as Paul Bearer only released an EP, which leads yeah. me to my number 10. <laughs> Paul Bearer's, oh shit, I just had it in front of me. It's called, um, hold on, Paul Bearer's Fear and Fury EP. That um, artwork the is first so song, great. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. The first song, Fear and Fury, is good, but I don't remember it as much because I listened to the song over and over. The song's mm-hmm. called Over and Over, not the last one. Um, I listened to the song over and over a lot. And the song Love You to Death on that EP is, it's all right. It's kind of some like trippy fucking deadhead stoner metal, but um, over and over off that EP is just fucking such a good song that guitars rips. Um, my number uh, nine is going to be Commit to Complication by Youth Code, as Maddie mentioned before. Such a fucking good album. Really good, like, industrial stuff. If you've ever liked, like... um, Listen to it, know know it, love it. Go see the band live. uh, Hold on. If you ever listened to... Sorry, I'm running through my playlist. Doing my thing. How do you know people do? If you ever listen to bands like Frontline Assembly... Or fucking Mentallo and the Fixer. These are the only ones that are kind of popular that I'm thinking. KMFDM, that industrial shit, you know, that scene where fucking Sonia and Jax are running through the club and they're playing that industrial shit. Like, anyway, yeah, commit to complications. Great yeah. industrial. You, you are speaking album. my language. Or <laughs> yeah. whenever uh, Chun Li fights Vega in the animated series. Yes, movie. totally, totally. That scene when fucking Neo walks into the club, you know, it's like it's that feel, you know, it's like leathers and whi- leather and whips and strobe lights and fucking. Um, it's great. It's a great. <laughs> somehow record, guns come at Everyone should know this It's record. so good. It, it inspired me to write a screenplay that I'm working on right now. Fucking great album. Ooh, I want to read that. Send it to me. Um, I I will. Uh, we'll talk more about that at some point later. Point. <laughs> but I have, I think, sent it to you. Maybe I haven't. Um, anyway, my number nine is Cobalt, an album called Slow Forever by the band Cobalt. It's really just one guy, and he's made, I think, two albums before this. He was like an ex, um, uh, or a, he's a veteran of uh, Afghanistan, a couple tours of Afghanistan. His first album he recorded partly overseas, and then out here, and blah, blah, blah. But Slow Forever is just such a good, like, driving, stripped down. Um, kind of Phil and Stelmo style metal album, but is also melodic in ways. It's a journey of its own and it's um, reminiscent of like really early Tool or Undertow really. Like there's a lot of attitude to it, a lot of introspective darkness and just some ripping like riffs, solid drums, you know, just like a solid metal album across the board. Uh, my number eight is going to be the EP Pope Star by Ghost. I wanted to put Meliora. Because um, actually the deluxe version was released in 2016, but um, that was only to add basically this EP to the entire album. Um, uh, but the song Square Hammer and uh, I forget the other one that's called. It's the second track after that. Um, I just hey, love their cool. shit, man. I love the dark macabre, like, you know, um, what's the word? Satanic. <laughs> What's like, the word? Love, satanic, I love yes. that. It's like you know, this is, this is like the music that plays at the bars that all the demons uh, frequent. You know, it's just like it gets my imagination going. The the bit of mythology they've created with their songs, like He Lives and um, Mummy Dust and uh, 
Yes. It's the other one, uh, like the pinnacle from the pit. It's, you know, they talk about this character, the fog weaver that, you know, keeps the uh, secular, <laughs> the secular mind blind of the, I don't know. There's all kinds of like little weird mythologies, like within their stuff. It's great. It's good storytelling. It's good songs. They're showmen. That show we saw in LA was fucking incredible. I love ghosts. Pope star was good. No, the is great. My number seven is going to be Deftones gore. Um, I really like this album. I really like this album, but it's not, it's not as listenable. I don't like want to listen to it as much. I listened to it quite a bit when it came out, just, you know, to be a steadfast Deftones, um, uh, fanboy. Um, and I really love the album, but it's just, that's as high as it got on this particular list because the fucking Gojira album came out at number six called Magma that oh, it was yeah. it's more of a slow, it was more of a slow burn for those guys. You know, they've exhausted themselves on like five or six albums before this, I think four or five, I think. Um, I really love, uh, um, oh, what is it called? The, the last album, L'Enfant Sauvage was really good. Like, like balls to the walls. <laughs> fucking French environmental prog metal with a little bit of dash of Meshuggah in there. But Magma was like, it was kind of more like a contemplative, uh, primitive, stripped down kind of version of their sound. A little bit sludgier, which I really liked. Um, Great album. My number five is going to be Selves We Cannot Forgive by a band called the Black Crown Initiate, which I realize that's all a mouthful, but um, Black Crown Initiate they have two albums before this one both really good if you like technical death metal prog metal even a little bit of like jazz fusion kind of metal it's all in there um they're really dope band this last year they got robbed of all their equipment right after this album came out but but the fans and people like came together and like the other bands let them use their equipment and they got through their whole tour without skipping a beat um black crown initiate i saw them in denver here a couple times they're fucking awesome uh, my number four is going to be an album called Natisford by the band Kvelertek, another uh, Scandinavian band. But this one's just like kind of like it's a mix of Viking metal, throwback, Iron Maiden style, 80s metal. Um, it's just a really driving it's a soundtrack. Record. It's a dope record. A lot of times when I was doing those races in GTA, I, was, I had this shit on like pumping me up. It's just a really like powerful, like tour de force, melodic um surprising journey it's a great album and there's a bit of like a sci-fi kind of bend to the artwork and 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 the and the sound really um if you can imagine that my number two album oh wait did i say four or that was supposed to be three sorry my number two album my count's off is a, a band called obsessed with the end by a band or um an album called obsessed with the end by a band called painted wives uh they're really kind of like grungy like if you can imagine I don't know, Soundgarden in their prime with today's production and a little bit more of today's conventions and metal or like mixing of styles and stuff. Really great album, really great lyrics, great storytelling. I listen to it probably, for, I don't know, once every couple of days. Um, but my number one album is called All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us by the band Architects, who after this album lost their guitar player. He died of a terminal illness. I forget what. Um, but somehow to me it shines through on this album it's like it's fraught with like a catharsis of like acceptance of the way things are and the way things happen lyrically it's amazing they're a uk band it's a little screamo at times it's like it's 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 pretty like 
Yeah, it's 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 great. Yeah, and it's pretty polished in terms of its production, but the production is so good. It's like done well. You know, it's a well yeah. done screamo kind of album. And the thing, the lyrics that the guy is saying, like they're so relatable, and it's in like those the the heaviest times that you can imagine. You know what I mean? It's they're so relatable, um, and it's just a fucking great kind of hardcore metal screamo. I don't know albums at some points it kind of sounds like Deftones at the other points it sounds more like um at the drive-in I'll just throw that in again (laughs) it's just a really listenable album and I've uh, it's just it's been my favorite probably I listen to that one a lot um so that's my list boys thanks for indulging me anytime Stefan sweet all right so uh, I only have four, no, three. I only have three. Uh, Jesus Christ. What the fuck do you do in your day? <laughs> I listen to a shitload of podcasts, but. Uh, so, uh, I would say number three is Dreamless by Fallujah, actually. Nice. Dang, dude. I, dude, I think that guitar work, God, I love that shit. I think that is shit is so, so good. So fucking good, man. Sometimes, sometimes it reminds me of like the best kind of like science fiction and anime, you know, just like those blazing mech jets and just the light effects yeah. and stuff. Like it's just the, so sonic. It's like that's why I like it. Force. Yes, yes, that's why I like it's it. Like, I mean, it it bridges on power metal a little bit. Sorry, I mean to interrupt. That, I mean, yeah, I love power metal, so there you go. But yeah. uh, uh, I, 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 dude, actually, you know what? I don't know what the order would be, but that Architects album, I, I haven't listened to all of it, but yeah, that one's like way up there too. Um, really good shit. But uh, number two would be the Pope Star EP, I guess you'd call it, from Ghost. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think I even knew what Ghost was this year, at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Uh, I learned who they were and um, Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats at the same yes. time. But they didn't have an album this year. But Uncle Acid's so fucking good, man. They did I, have one. Uh, it's called the Night Creeper. Was that that was that was last year though, wasn't it? Because I think I looked at was this. Was it last year? Oh, yeah, I think it was. Right. I think it was last year. But they're awesome, uh, and that would definitely be on my list if it was this year. But uh, number sure. one, it's a Maddie's music pick. Fever Daydream by Black Queen. Hey, yeah. Yeah. So good man. Ugh. Excellent shit, man. I mean, uh, I'm glad you introduced me to that. Um, I guess an honorable mention would be the Raleigh Ritchie album. And uh, trying to think of what else. Um, nothing's coming to mind immediately, but yeah, that's the list. Cool. Good well, shit. Yes. Mike, uh, Mike says he doesn't listen to a lot of uh, new music, but you can't skip two in a row so at least explain yourself yeah i uh i basically have spent the year just going back and listening to like late 90s hip-hop so like early early nas like it was written commendable Commendable. and uh early jay-z honestly the late 90s is probably my favorite era just because that's when i first came into hip-hop as like being 31 i i just started listening when i was like 13. did you did you hear the new tribe called quest record you know, I didn't, and it was on my list. I just totally have been living I think in the late it, 90s. Yeah, no, definitely. It, it, it's definitely got that 90s feel, and it's fucking grooving as shit, man. It's great. It's a great I'm, fucking record. Check it out. Yeah, definitely. I love all their stuff, so I got to check that one out. 
But yeah, so that's it. <laughs> Commendable. I accept it. <laughs> oh wait, wait, hold up, hold up. Is that Herring? Herring. Nope, that wasn't me. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, I think that was Stefan. That was some bug, bug zapper mode again. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna mute you for a second, Stefan. Um, so Herring, uh, go ahead. You're up. Transformers. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I've only got a few. Uh, I spent a lot of my time listening to podcasts this year uh, because of reasons. Um, <laughs> but but I did get a few picks. Uh, like y'all been saying, uh, Ghost, Pope Star, EP uh, is brilliant. Uh, I really love it because it uh, reminds me a lot of uh, the White Zombies' first album, you know, Los Sex Aristo. And, uh, and it's got kind of that same flavor, uh, so I really enjoyed that. Uh, also, um, second, I, I think uh, uh, the Deftones Gore, uh, that's a really good, really good album this year. Uh, I really enjoyed that. I love the Deftones anyway. Yeah. And uh, come again. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Stefan's uh, being transformer mode right now. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <clears throat> and uh, I, I think another one is a Metallica's Hardwired to Self-Destruct. Uh, I've been jamming out to that uh, uh, anytime I'm not listening to podcasts. <laughs> and uh, the new uh, Meshuggah album... Uh, Let's see. Let me see if I remember. The Violent Sleep of Reason. Uh, I've been enjoying that also. And uh, Gojira's Magma, I think, would be my other one that I've really been listening to a lot. And I love all cool. of those. So those are my picks. Awesome. Sweet. So yeah. uh, what do we have next? Uh, so we've kind of gone through the main categories. If anybody has any kind of like wild card category miscellaneous category i don't know what you'd call it but comics comics yeah pop best podcast best animated movie uh uh something like that so i'm uh, gonna say uh three three comics um paper girls oh shit dude yes queen yes um sheriff of babylon it's very good it's about the like uh, war in iraq and uh very well written um as well as uh last uh bitch planet yeah, I haven't read it, but I'm, I yeah. want to. It's a good series. <clears throat> so the, I'm going to throw those three in. And there was a um, – I'm blanking. Uh, i got to go look at it. But there was a Wonder Woman graphic novel that came out this year, and it's, it's oh, a one-shot. Grant Morrison? No. Um, I have to go run and grab it. But uh, it's fully, like, watercolor painted. And it's, a, it's basically one story. Uh, it was very good. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Go grab the name of it. Yeah, if we're talking about comics, I definitely second Paper Girls. That's oh, my top so good. pick of 2016. Unfortunately for me, like a lot of the comics I pick up are the trade paperbacks, which are usually you know six or so comics that are like maybe from six months back. So a lot of them were actually from 2015. One that I did find was still technically the trade came out in 2016 was uh, Star Wars Vader Down. Which is sort of a crossover of the Marvel, of the new Star Wars Marvel 
uh, comics, and so that's kind of a jumping off point to just fully recommend all of those, especially the Star Wars Vader uh, line. Which I hear that's good. I haven't read it yet. Oh, yeah, it was good. It's incredible, and like going once again from Rogue One, just those few scenes of Vader, like they definitely get him right in the comics, and like off the first page, like you're just instantly reading it in his voice. So I definitely recommend those. Yeah, that Marvel run of all that Star Wars stuff they're doing, like even the like Jason Aaron stuff is fucking dope. Yeah. Like I, I think a lot of I don't know, did he release any like was there any like the Star Wars run that Jason Aaron's been doing in uh twenty sixteen? Like gra- like graphic novels? Yeah. Cause yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure there's I, some okay, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read but, some of them, but they're really good. Wait, like if you yeah, want more Star yeah. Wars in your life. Yeah, and you've watched Rebels and Clone Wars. Like, read Jason Aaron's run on Star Wars. It's fucking great. Well, that's why, like, I brought up Vader Down, which is a crossover. It's a mix from both the main Star Wars series and uh, the Vader series. Yeah. And and there are scenes, like, in those comics, once again, showing just how terrifying Darth Vader can be. Where, you know, in Rogue One, we got that hallway scene in the comics. Since we're able to just do more with it in the comics, there's an entire scene where, like, the entire battalion is surrounding him. And he just oh. fucking goes through them like nothing. No Vader. Uh, so the, the Wonder <laughs> Woman book was called uh, Wonder Woman, The True Amazon by Jill Thompson. Oh, shit. Cool. All right. I'll look, in, I'll look into that. Uh, my wild court card category or whatever, uh, best podcast. Once again, this is probably two years running for me. Uh, I really love the Hollywood Babylon podcast from Kevin Smith. I can't wait. I can't wait every Monday morning whenever they drop that shit. Helps my commute, and uh, I don't know. It's just I, I laugh my ass off by myself and on the train or in my car. <laughs> um, you, you know what my favorite podcast is? Oh, it's just called Super House. <laughs> well, anybody that's not us is what, you know, I didn't want to nominate ourselves. <laughs> oh, I'm going to. It's the only podcast I listen to, basically. <laughs> Best movie this year. Whatever's on Super House is YouTube. <laughs> right? What's Super House like? Best movies ever. <laughs> Herring, you said you listen to a lot of podcasts. Would you happen to have, like, a Best Podcast uh, 2016 pick? Yeah, I can actually run through a list of a few that I've been listening to that I really enjoy besides Superhouse. Damn, which is all always right. my number one. Wow, thank you. Uh, oh, so... yes, that's right. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Heard so, here for uh, Superhouse number one podcast. Number one podcast, my number one, absolutely, uh, in my heart and mind. Um, so, I listen to a lot of. Uh, a lot of really good podcasts. One that's called uh, Lore. If y'all haven't started listening to that, uh, this guy, cut, uh, I think his name's Aaron Mankey. Well, maybe that's not him. Anyway, uh, he uh, he goes through and does stories about urban legends and such, and uh, and, and the way he tells the stories are really neat because he'll he'll actually tell it uh, actual stuff that's happened. And put kind of a supernatural twist to it. Uh, there's a lot of witches stories, ghosts, goblins, uh, you know, Bigfoot, a- any of this stuff. It's really neat. Uh, y'all should definitely check that one out. Okay, I want to add to that. I want to add to what you said. Just said. Sorry to interrupt again, but like, especially sure. since since Maddie and Stefan really love horror shit. There's other horror podcasts too. One is called uh, Astonishing Legends, 
Mm-hmm. And if oh, you that's a good one. Like you know about one. it, right? So if you if yeah. you if think about uh, X Files, but instead of it being fiction, this is a non-fiction. Like these guys really investigate uh, stories of the paranormal and all that, and uh, ghost stories. You know, there's some Sasquatch yeah. stories. There's like some bullshit type of stuff, but. It's really good. The the, the whoa, production whoa, whoa. value. You think Sasquatch is bullshit. Get off this podcast. Well, it's great in fiction, but how do you this... like Swamp Thing? And think Sasquatch is bullshit. Well, that's because Mike, that's fiction. But this Mike, is these guys. The podcast. <laughs> <laughs> these guys. These guys are saying. These guys are saying like Sasquatch is real and like all this shit. Like oh whatever. I, okay. But I'm ultimately I'm recommending the podcast. Like especially if you if you're a fan of X-Files, check out Astonishing Legends for the love of god. Like it's it's, it's really fucking good. It's on iTunes, everything, SoundCloud. Uh the two guys are two editors in in LA. Uh I think one of them retired or something. But anyway, uh sorry to interrupt you Matt, but I just wanted to uh throw that out there. No, no, I'm getting used to it. <laughs> uh so another one I would definitely recommend is one called Just a Story. And they're kind of like lore in that they'll take a, uh, they take on urban legends, but they actually deconstruct it and give real-world examples of where these may have come from. Uh, like when I listened to uh, the other day was um, they were talking about the sausage maker who uh, killed his wife and put her in the sausage and was feeding her to, um, to the townspeople, you know, selling her as a sausage. And uh, that was really neat. They showed how that could have happened, and certain, you know, and actual examples of it. Um, another one that I've been listening to is uh, the Black Tapes. If y'all haven't been watching the Black Tapes or listen to the Black Tapes podcast, and you like horror at all, cool. It's a wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, Subscribe podcast. Subscribing right and, now. And Tannis is the other one that's in in that same vein. It's the same people. Uh, Pacific Northwest stories, and you should listen to that one also, because um, they l- overlap a lot and the stories kind of combine. Um, let's see, Welcome to Night Vale's up there. Um, I think that's about it. I think that's all I'm going to give y'all right now because I want to keep some to myself. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Okay. I've got a couple of podcasts as well. I've been listening to. Uh, Probably uh, my top one uh, is a comedy podcast called The Adventure Zone. It's done by uh, the McElroy brothers, who are known for their podcast, My Brother, My Brother and Me. But it's them and their father play through a game of Dungeons and Dragons. It's been going for like two years so far, and it's been fucking hilarious. And they're actually next year coming out with a comic of it. They're going to be transcribing that and i forget the artist uh but that's gonna be coming out sometime next year and i've also been listening to a bunch of gaming podcasts uh mostly like the giant bomb cast or giant beast cast and another new one that just came out is waypoint radio it's a couple of ex uh giant bomb guys that create their own site with um uh, i've I forget the main site, but they create their own gaming site now that definitely on the podcast they try to deal with like a bit more like political issues or social issues in games as well. That's a pretty interesting read. I know I 
got Andrew to listen to Keep It 1600, which is a yep. politics podcast. They're really good. Like some ex uh, people from Obama's administration that are talking about uh, just politics in general of what's going on on a weekly basis. And for a horror podcast, uh, my girlfriend actually listens to this a lot. It's uh, Shockwaves. It's uh, one of the uh, bunch of people, including the director of development from Blumhouse. And they Ooh. come on and talk about like their favorite movies they've been watching that week and usually have a lot of really good uh, interviews with people. Like the next one coming up is Brian Fuller from Hannibal. Uh, and so, yeah, those are some, some of my podcasts of the year that I've been listening to. I subscribe to... Uh... Keeping it sixteen hundred based on your on your recommendation, mm-hmm. it's really good. Um, I listen to a few episodes of that too. It's pretty decent. <laughs> you don't listen to any uh, Laser Time stuff, uh, uh, James? No, I'll I'll definitely have to check that out. Uh, they're they're video game journalists, and they're like. They have a whole podcast network, and they have one called Retronauts, and it's just all about retro video games. And some of it is just like, it, it feels like they're kind of reading one of their pieces, but it's it's still really good because it's just, it's well-written, you know? It's like, it's like you're being read really well-written video game journalism. Mm-hmm. So I recommend that one, and I recommend 203010. Is a, is a great one, and um, they have one called Vigi Game Apocalypse, which is just going over gamer news and stuff. Um, yeah, I guess those would be my honorable mentions, but uh, anyway, so are we done with uh, the... Oh, wait, nope. Actually, Rakoff has one wildcard category. Go ahead. Uh, the Just because I feel like it deserves to be in any sort of, like, best of 2016 um, is sort of just the, the Bernie movement as a whole. Uh, watching that this last year, even though he didn't win, I just felt like he represented the millennials and uh, gives, I guess, some sort of greater hope in that the millennials at least understand the problems. You know, they might not have the solutions, but, you know, they're a generation of gamers at the same time. So it it definitely gives me hope. So his whole, yeah, his whole movement deserves to be in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. I like you, Mike. But I like it too, man. <laughs> You're back on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think we are going to move on towards the uh, most looked forward to segment for 2017. Ooh, so ooh, let's ooh, go. Ooh, ooh. I want to go. I want to go. Let's go category by category real quick. So, uh, so going back to movies, your most looked forward to to movie, Maddie. Star Wars Episode Eight. <laughs> I mean, what else is there? I should have known that shit. Just kidding. Just kidding. There's more. Wonder Woman, Alien yep, Covenant, yep. Logan, yep. The Dark Tower. Um, and I'm uh, I'm excited for the King Arthur movie. I know a lot of people don't like Guy Ritchie, but I've I've found a new respect for uh, Charlie Hoonan since I've been watching the uh, Sons of Anarchy series, and I'm kind of looking forward to that as a fun like action movie. So. Uh, those are my films. I mean, there are others that are coming out, but those are the ones that have kind of hit me that like I like I need to check out. God damn, I'm ready for Star Wars episode eight. <laughs> Sweet Lord. Sweet Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it to me. 
I can go. Stefan. Oh, okay. Uh, James. Go ahead, James. Yeah. So, yeah, for my top movies for 2017, definitely Star Wars Episode Eight, similar to Maddie. And I picked a couple of different ones, too, which uh, seems pretty good. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to John Wick 2. Yeah. Since the first John Wick was an incredible film that kind of came out of nowhere for me. And yeah. I even got um, my girlfriend into that, and she's like, oh, it comes out Valentine's? Guess we have a Valentine's date watching John Wick now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just marry her, James. Yeah. What you need to do. <laughs> Yeah. If you like it, you better put a ring on it. It's Beyonce. I would love it. <laughs> if you like it, then you should have put a finger in it. <laughs> put a finger in it. <laughs> Sorry. So, Whatever you're into. I don't know what you guys are doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's your thing. <laughs> Next would be uh, Kong Skull Island. That, yeah. I've seen the previews of that, and that just looks like a really fun film. Go see. And probably like similar to Star Wars in which I haven't seen anything much about this but I'm still looking really forward to is uh, the third Thor film yeah. just because you know the director that they have uh, since recently finally, I finally got to see what they do in the shadows really looking forward to what he does I want to like see Hunt for the Wild Thor, People yeah Thor and Hulk and possibly Doctor Strange in that film as well it just looks insane what they're going to be going for it we haven't even seen like a teaser yet. Yeah. Those are like my top films of next year. I look forward to. Woo! Stefan? Yeah. I'll go for show. Sure. Star Wars Episode Eight. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Moving on. Um, <laughs> seeing War of the Planet of the Apes. Love those Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. course, the Ragnarok. I'm interested to see how the Power Rangers movie turns out. Yeah. Um. So far, all the pictures and designs have been kind of questionable, but that trailer, that one first trailer was good, like relaunch, young adult kind of series. I'm into it. Um, I'm really fucking excited to see Logan. At very first glance, I was like, I don't know, it's lame, but it, every time I see that trailer, I'm just like, holy shit, I want so bad. Alien Covenant, for sure. I'm really curious and excited to see Justice League, how that turns out. Even if it's shitty, I'm still going to enjoy at least seeing it and being able to shit on it later but hopefully it's not as bad hopefully it's like return to form like Watchmen style or even 300 or something or just some I don't know hopefully Zack Snyder does some fun shit with it and who knows um, we'll Spider-Man see. Homecoming and also I just want to say I've spent a lot of time shitting on the Guardians not shitting on it but it hasn't been like my favorite thing um, but before Rogue One, the trailer played again, and I'm like, that looks good. I'm going to withhold any, I'm going to get rid of all my prejudices about it. At first, I thought I just didn't really like the characters, but seeing it on the big screen and that last little joke and stuff with the, with the Mantis character and Drax being like, she just gave her deepest, darkest secret. Like, he wasn't my one of my favorite characters, but when he's just like, do me next, do me next, I was like, all right, this is going to be fun. So I'm going to go into that. With a little more appreciation of what it is. Hold the phone. Stefan is a fan. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm going to stop being so harsh. It looks like fun. I can't be knocking it so much. It's pretty creative, you know, like rock It's about time, Stefan. Um, I'm going to give it. You know, yeah. That trailer in 3D was amazing. 
Yeah, I think that's kind of what sold it for me. That movie in 3D is probably going to be worth checking out. Like certain movies, I don't feel like Rogue One was the best movie to see in 3D, but I feel like that trailer alone kind of sold me on it. Um, and I'm going to go back and watch Guardians and 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 reassess. Please do. You should. You should, bro. It's good. Yeah. It's one so, of my favorite so, Marvel movies, man. Whew, I feel a weight lifted. <laughs> I had to really like dig deep and be like, you know what? Quit that was brave, man. That was really brave. <laughs> yeah. We're here for you, bro. Joey? Uh, nothing at the moment, man. You guys pretty much named everything. and um, So, yeah, I'm kind of drawing a blank. I didn't really write a list. <clears throat> Just right. me three. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. like those movies. Minions too. Oh, uh, Valerian. Also, I wanted to say that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I am. I am really excited to see that. Yeah. Ghost in the Shell. Oh, Ghost in the Shell. That's what I wanted to finish. Ah shit! I'm so excited about that, and I I just hope it's good. I've lately. Saw your post. Yeah, I've been getting into the standalone complex. I just I love what they're talking about. To be honest, dudes, I had this dream last night. It was like straight up fucking. Ghost in the Shell as a first-person game, it was nuts, and so I'm just Amazing. like, I think it's on my brain. I cannot fucking Spider-Man Homecoming. Wait for it, love. Yeah, I yeah. said that. Hell yeah. Oh, you did. Okay. Johansson, lover. What up? What up? 2017. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, cool. So, yeah. so my. My list is by no means exhaustive. It's not every movie I'm looking forward to in 2017. It's just the top, probably. Uh, huge Nolan fanboy here, so I'm looking forward to Dunkirk oh, yeah. like crazy. Yep, 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 uh, Wonder Woman, of course. It looks like it'll be the first good DC movie since Nolan. Yep, 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 yep. And, uh, you know... Power Rangers, maybe that's embarrassing, but fuck it. I am really looking forward to that fucking movie. I've liked the trailer a lot. I like that Bill Hader is even in it. Uh, Cranston is in it, uh, doing voices. Yep. I like that shit, so sue me. Uh, Ghost, Ghost in the Shell and Spider-Man Homecoming, mm. of course. Uh, yep, yeah, Maddie, that second trailer really did it with Ghost in the Shell. So uh, Yes. About fucking are, time, dude. Jeez. All right, I got, yeah. I got two we haven't named. Uh, Blade Runner 2049. Oh, yeah, dude. I want to see that shit, too, man. I'm fucking in. Yeah. And uh, the, the Fate of the Furious. Fast and Furious. No. Oh, are you yeah. serious? Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> oh, my God. Crash! Yes. I'm going yes. to see that opening I won't see it opening <laughs> night, but I'll watch Crash. it. Crash! I like The Rock, but nobody else. It's going to be ridiculous. And oh, stupid. What? Um, <laughs> you need to, you need to bury it with Transformers. What about Luda? What about Luda? No one loves Luda anymore. But we released a fucking album, dude. Jesus. Yeah. That's yeah. true. <laughs> He's sitting on a pile of cash from his these movies. So Forget Andrew, the music. Andrew, yeah. this comes out in 2018, but do you know what Bad Boys 3 is called? Oh, Bad no. What is it called? Bad Boys for Life. Oh, <laughs> nice. shit. I'm in. <laughs> Uh, Michael Bay's doing another one? Joe Carnahan. I will be seeing that. Joe Carnahan? That's going to be a dope movie. movie. That's going to be a dope movie calling it right now. That's going to be awesome. (laughs) I love the A-Team. Joe Carnahan's the shit. The gray was all right. I I like that. God. I like the gray. Awesome. A-Team was was pretty fucking good. Um, So, uh, 
most look forward to TV. I'll go. Oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. American Gods. Oh, yeah. Oh, right out the gate. That's right, motherfuckers. It's one of my favorite books of all time. <laughs> Neil Gaiman. Fuck all y'all. It's going to be great. I don't give a shit what you say. I'm so fucking excited for the show. It's going to be great. Um, Legion on FX. Okay, Basically, yeah. I, I'm. I think the show looks very cool, very different from everything else Marvel is doing. Uh, you know, more adult. Uh, like I guess what they're doing kind of on Netflix, but probably a little weirder, a little stranger. Uh, I've loved all like the little trailers and little like TV spots they've released for it. The cast is very interesting. Um, uh, Taboo, which is a Tom Hardy uh, miniseries. I'm yeah. going to count it as a TV show because I don't know what else to count it as. But that shit looks dope. And then The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu because Margaret, Margaret Atwood is fucking dope as shit. I haven't read this book, but I'll read it before the show comes out. But fuck yeah, let's get some feminist literature on that small screen, y'all. <laughs> That's my pick. What you all got? Come on, give it. I just got a short list here. Um, mostly all from netflix for right now which is you know iron fist um yeah. definitely looking for trash it. <laughs> i'm looking forward to that then obviously after that is the defenders so finally yeah. want to see how all the all their characters interact and like i've been a big fan of like uh the immortal iron fist comic uh was really good i'm also reading through power man and iron fist right now so I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, Danny and Luke Cage getting together. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. you know, we already talked about like our Superhouse top TV show, Stranger Things. So can't wait to see what they're doing with Stranger Things season two. Yeah. And this is my oh, short yeah. list for right now. Looking forward to stuff. Who's next? Yeah. Give it to Who's me. Who's next? Yeah, basically the next season of everything I listed on my TV. I'm done. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Oh, I can. I would just have a short list too. I'm not sure of all the shows I'm going to get into or what really is coming out. Um, I do want to get into The Expanse, which is about to start again. I haven't seen a single frame oh, yeah, of it, I but I'm excited to. Do. Um, there's a lot I'm of cool sci fi shows out that I have to get to, but uh, I just want to say Rick and Morty season three. Yeah. Yep. It's coming up soon. Rick and Morty is my fucking new religion now. And yubba lubba dub dub. Um, <laughs> and also uh, Preacher. Just We talked about it earlier. Oh, yeah, I'm so fucking excited to see it. I love the whole cast. I love what they're doing. Good. That's my list. Sweet. Uh, so my list pretty short, I guess. I mean, of course, it's everything. Okay, that I'm seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's on my list too. Rick and Morty season three, Iron Fist, and uh, Stranger Things season two. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like the most. Yeah, that's the best shit. I think. What? Uh, anybody else got anything for for TV? I don't All right. I... So, uh, oh, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry about that. Go ahead, Herring. No, uh, I was going to say, um, Taboo, has that been mentioned yet? Tom Hardy? Yeah, I mentioned it. You did? I didn't hear it, but... Uh, Taboo and Legion are the only two I've seen so far I'm really interested in. Yeah. 
interested in both of those. Yeah. I, I, I got some albums too, so. Go ahead. Uh, at the drive-in. Oh, man. I'm assuming what? Tool probably released something this year. God, let's hope so. The Jesus and Mary Chain are coming out with a new record. Uh, it could be wow. bad, but I'm interested. Uh, Sun Kill Moon and Anti Mask are coming out with newer al- albums. So nice. I'm sure there'll be some other bands, but uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. I-, I hope Converge releases something new because it's been like three or four years. So looking forward to seeing what's coming out, y'all. Oh, to music, I want to add Darkest Hours' new album is produced by Kurt oh, That's my most. They're, they're uh, like coming to Cincinnati, album. too. Like, it's like they're them and some two on, other bands. And they're playing that little fucking like bar that I go to yeah. every randomly. I know. Last time I saw them, 30 people in the audience, but it was like a Darkest Hour fanboy's dream set list. It was amazing. So I'm really. I'm going to go. They just released it. a song. Yeah, they just released a song off the new album. Um, it sounds fucking amazing. I cannot wait. They were getting kind of like poppy-ish metal in the last couple. They were good, but you know, it was a different sound. But this one kind of honed in the the strengths that this band has. One of my all-time favorite bands, uh, metal bands uh, from DC. What what? Yeah, I would say the Tool album and the At the Drive-In album. Yeah. Definitely. I don't know what else would be in the, my music selection though. Maybe if Ghost released something or. Ghost is supposed to release a new album, a full length this year. That could be screams of your enemies. <laughs> it's in I the mean, list. <laughs> that, that's all I saw that was like actually listed on like a music site of like coming out, but who knows? So much. Cool. So much. All right. So, uh, is that like the the year in review, best of twenty sixteen? We're uh, completely done with that section. Oh, shit. Uh, sorry. Code Orange Forever comes out on Roadrunner okay. Records. That shit's probably going to be dope. Uh, their first, uh, the first uh, single was released, and it sounds pretty fucking good. I'm excited Sweet. about that. I'll listen to it. Um, yeah, I know so... you will, because it'll be a Maddie's music, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. <laughs> On uh, for games of 2017, besides Horizon Zero Dawn, most looking forward to Mass Effect Andromeda. Resident Evil Seven. Res Seven. Res Seven. I don't know if I'm excited for it, but I want to play it. Oh shit! That's right. <laughs> Fucking most looked forward to games. Neo and For Honor. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Mine's Injustice Two and Ace Combat Seven. Mm-hmm. Boys, there may be a chance that I may be getting a VR headset for Christmas. So, we're all going to Joey's house. To his here I come. <laughs> Santa bringing you one of them? I don't want to play it, Joey. Just show me. I just want to see videos of you playing. I want Kim to shoot videos of you <laughs> okay. playing it on VR. Great. Make Kim do that. I want to see you jump. I want to see you jump like a little baby. <laughs> we'll do it. Because we'll I, I know I'll do the exact same thing if I was playing it. <laughs> Anybody else got any most look forward to games? I got a couple. I really All want right. to play the Fractured But Whole, the South South Park oh, game. Dude, that's on my list too. Sorry about that. Out. Yeah. I want to play yeah. through Horizon Zero Dawn. It hasn't really sold me on it yet for some reason, um, but I want to play through it because that's my kind of game for sure. Mm-hmm. The former Resident Evil 7 for sure. Um, I want to play fucking... It's called Google. It's apparently Shenmue 3 will might come out in 2017. I'd be interested to see what, what? that's all about. 
Oh, yeah, and they've so I'd far they've that. had really terrible, like press about it. But Ugh. who knows? Um, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of other games, but I think that's me. Oh, Red Dead Redemption Two, uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Windows. Oh Anybody my god, else? I can't wait for that game for sure. <clears throat> there's a game coming out. <clears throat> it's been it's been delayed for like a couple years, and it's by the guys uh, who did Sword and Sorcery. Uh huh. Oh, it's nice. Called, it's called Below. It's going to be PC and Xbox One only, but I'll be having me, myself a PC. Uh, <laughs> uh, Looking forward to it. Like I said, it's been delayed quite a quite a bit, but it's called Below. Well, thanks everybody for listening to the Superhouse Podcast. This has been the first year, I believe, of our podcast, and we're going strong. We're about to hit fifty episodes soon. Uh, Twenty sixteen was a very interesting year for most of us. Uh, and fuck, I hope 2017 is just as interesting. Hopefully not quite as nerve wracking, but good good movies. (laughs) (laughs) So take it away, boys. See you later. 2017. Thank God. Fuck 2016. I hope Alien Covenant is good. I I hope we hear Joey fart on the podcast again. Awesome. I'll make it happen. <laughs> Dreams can come true. Segments for me, like in the beginning of the podcast. Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. <laughs> yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have uh, a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. And that's pretty tight. <laughs> that's the coolest thing. <laughs> Wait, we're on the internet? That's pretty good. <laughs> and don- we can make money. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you donate $1,000, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. If you give us a grant, who knows what will happen. Check us out. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> you get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> But you pay for everything. <laughs> <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for twenty thousand dollars. I'm a million. I'll give you Joey for a weekend. <laughs> for thirty thousand dollars, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project, 2017. <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs>